thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting this episode of Those Conspiracy Guys. Just for listening to this episode and using the discount code TCG60, you get $60 off, which is $20 off your first three boxes. So go to HelloFresh.com slash TCG60 and use the offer code TCG60 now to get $60 off. The link is in the description below and thanks HelloFresh. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Those Conspiracy Guys. My name is Gordo and I just have three little messages just before we start the show very, very quickly. First of all, Those Conspiracy Guys is doing a live show on the 9th of October in the Sugar Club in Dublin. It's only available obviously for Irish people unless you're willing to travel. Come along, we had some travellers last year and it's going to be a live show in the Sugar Club as part of the podcast festival. Uh, the ticket link will be in the description for this episode, wherever you're watching or listening to this. And uh, I hope to see you there. We'll slap hands, have the crack, talking about QAnon, talking about Trump, talking about this, Flat Earth, talking about cultural Marxism, and loads of other stuff from all the other episodes. I also want to tell you guys that the TCG TV campaign is going like gangbusters. We are only a couple of percent away from fulfilling the phase one goal. If you can at all, donate, support the cause, get a fiver, roll it up, throw it up the internet at me. This is crunch time. Uh, we're coming close to the time. I'm doing a, a recording blitz. So some people have been asking me, are the episodes going to continue on while we're on the road? The answer is absolutely yes. I have, for the whole of August, been recording three, four shows a week. That's going to continue all the way through September and halfway through October. And it's going to be at the whole season seven. So it's 14 big shows. I still have two big shows coming for season six, including Culture and Marxism and one on the KKK. And there's going to be approximately 30 true crime episodes. They're going to be recorded three, four, sometimes even five times a week. And if you want to watch those being streamed live, because we might be we might be streaming something next week that you might not see until February, March or April next year. If you want to watch them live, head over to patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. The TCG TV campaign is going really well. I'm so thankful for all the people that uh, supported me after that DB Cooper beg message. I, <laughs> I was nearly in tears. This shit is really happening. Uh, Claire's taking her year off school. We're going in uh, the first week of November, fingers crossed, hopefully. And, uh, you, you know, if, if you had intended to support at any point, now is really the time to do it. So uh, payday is coming for the 1st of September. Hit that shit up. GoFundMe.com slash TCGTV. And that's it. Just those three little things. Live show on the 9th of October. Hit up that TCGTV and make sure that you support. And we are going to be doing shows all the way through when we're on the road. One every Monday. And if you want to see them live, patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys, or you can just wait for them to come out for free. And that's totally cool as well. Thanks for listening. On this episode of Those Conspiracy Guys, we talk about the most controversial conspiracy topic there is. A belief system that has brother fighting against brother and has lit the internet ablaze in the last few years, with growing numbers of evangelists online reaching record numbers. We are talking about the theory of the flat earth. From knowledge almost forgotten from ancient maps and turn of the century enlightened thrill-seeking scientists and sociologists, the theory of the flat earth has had an ebb and flow on society. Saying we lived on a globe was once heresy and then it was absolute truth and in the modern age questioned again by late 19th century scientists and flat earth enthusiasts. The evolution of the world map was only as quick as the advancement of the technology that was used to create them. Ancient mariners had very rudimentary maps of their local areas, favouring size for their own dominion of course. 
but new methods of cartography showed a world few had seen and left artifacts to cast doubt on the true shape of the planet. Modern theories include accusations of informal obfuscation and hidden taunting messages in the logos of government and enterprise organizations. Manipulating scientific measurement equipment and fudging the numbers on satellite imagery is the explanation for the hidden flat plane aspect of the Earth and new accusations fly every day. Seafaring explorers, both old and new, have given into the inexorable pull to circumnavigate the globe, but when reaching Antarctica, they invariably run into some problems. Either multinational legal prohibitions or physical hurdles which make navigation impossible. Antarctica remains a mystery and a source of many spurious allegations. Hard science is even put into question in the crucible of the flat earth mentality. The sinking ship effect and other optical and physical illusions and malformities mean the world we expect is not fully there when we actually go to investigate. Atmospheric refraction, sinking ships, even fake moonwalks and Einstein's special relativity is put into question in order to find the real truth. To imagine we live in a construct that is comprised of a huge flat disk covered in water and land and surrounded by a giant ice wall that hurtles through space at an impossible speed, it's not a far stretch for some people and they have a certain science to prove their hypothesis. Or is this all just post-truth nonsense from internet people who want to shake up how people think about the world, questioning the very fabric of reality in an attempt to wake the population up to the fact there are stranger things in reality happening than living on a flat, infinite plane? Were the 19th century scientists entertaining themselves with silly experiments? Did they truly believe that the Earth was flat? And are we being lied to still to this day? Is the science behind gravity not real and Newtonian physics is a scam set up to fool the inhabitants of Earth? Do the sun, moon and stars exist inside a firmament dome that surrounds our planet? If the Earth is flat, what is over the wall of Antarctica and why has no one gone there yet? Who made the wall and what is the energy pushing us through the universe? Are the scientific experiments done by flat earthers legit or are they fakes to support an alternative narrative? Or is the whole thing a hoax by internet trolls taking in suckers who don't understand science? So join us co-conspirators as we strap on the snowshoes of curiosity and trudge out into the infinite white plane of doubt to seek the real truth behind the world we live in and if the world itself has been pulled over our eyes. This time, on those conspiracy guys, finally, it's the flat earth. Welcome to another Dose Conspiracy, guys. This time, we're getting weird. We're getting weird with some pseudoscience or possibly some earth-shattering information that may change how you look at the entire planet. Um, well, at least the bit that you live in and probably haven't left for your entire life for maybe like a J1 or a small holiday. Uh, this episode is all about the flat earth. Is it flat? Are we living on a plate flying through space at 9.8 meters per second uh, and everything we've ever known about life the world our existence is entirely uh, made up 
And to join me on this esoteric and pseudoscientific adventure, we have a pair of awfully princes here in the studio uh, joining us all the way from the Disaster Artists podcast and the the wild, uh, uh, gorse-filled hills of Offaly, uh, we have Johnny Daly. Welcome, Johnny. Thank you for having me on again. It's great to have you. And uh, comedian, uh, raconteur, <laughs> uh, bon vivant, as he likes to <laughs> tell nice. everybody to call him. It's part of his rider in the contract. Uh, the man with the upside-down head and the crazy Protestant fish name, Mr. Edwin Salmon! Yeah, that's me. How are you, boss? Good. Looking forward to some earth-flattening information. It's going to get fucking weird. It's going to get weird. <laughs> chattering, but flattening. I, I've been researching this stuff. Maybe I'm into, like, high double digits of hours. Maybe, like, 45 hours of sometimes inane, sometimes preposterous, yeah. oftentimes interesting, intriguing, and, um, I guess... Preconceived notions are are falling away like so many leaves in autumn time, and it just shakes my belief as I was told it would, and yet I still can't, you know, let go. I'm like a I'm like a, a I'm like a fat guy. Well, I am I am that, but I'm like <laughs> if I went to Australia, uh, you know, on a holiday, and they put you up on one of these like uh, cherry pickers, and yeah. they're like, "Go on, mate, jump." It'll be totally fine. And I'm, I'm tied onto the thing with a bungee cord that's made out of like those bicycle, the back of the bicycle hook jobs. For keeping your like, loaf of bread on the back of the bike. I know it'll probably be grand and like loads of people have done it before me, but I just think, no, I'm going to be the one that's going to fuck it up. That's why I don't want to jump right into it and be like, yeah, totally flat earth is a totally, it's a thing. It's a total thing. Um, with all your research, I know Ed, at some point you like tapped out. And just was like, I can't do it no more. Yeah. Like, how, how did you, how, what did you think about Flat Earth before we got all into it? Uh, well, it's not something that I ever would have considered at all. I would have just have dismissed it as another Cocky pop. silly hockey pop and poopy pop. Uh, another nonsense words. But like somebody actually um, tweeted me because uh, I'm on Twitter at Edwin Salmon. And someone tweeted me, <laughs> S-A-M-M-O-N, by the way, uh, the Flat Earth Society, um, who... There's no... The only L's Ed deals with are the ones that just smoke. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There's no L and Salmon. I like it. We get that sharper. We can do that. We can do that yeah, tighter. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that next time. Um, yeah, the Flat Earth Society, because, you know, they have uh, followers all around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a global movement. It's a totally global movement. Uh, yeah, they tweeted me a video, a YouTube video proving that the Earth is flat. Why? Why when, would they do that, that to you? I've no idea. I've absolutely no idea. But were I'm you ver- going like I'm going on Ghost and guys talk about flat Earth, and then they were like, oh, hashtag alert. No, this, this was ages ago. This was ages ago. This was like like picture out of a out of a group went. He looks like a lad who'll believe it. I don't know. Maybe because I was talking about I was talking about conspiracies in a very general sense, just to make a joke about nine eleven. Um, yeah, uh, I, I know too soon. How did it go down? Oh, it went down like at the uh, speed of gravity, like a controlled explosion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. It went down like Tower Seven. Yeah. Smooth and dusty. Love it. Um, that's on one of my posters. <laughs> Have you heard from the flat Earth Society? Smooth, no, I've never tweeted you. But they will definitely be yeah. tweeting me after this month. I don't know. I, I don't know you. why. I don't know why they tweeted me, but they tweeted me uh, just saying, "Here's a video. Thought you might be interested." 
and me being the most politest man on Twitter, <laughs> I just went, right, I'm not going to get into this at all. Because I'm like, you know, hey, if people want to believe that, who am I yeah. to shit on their... If people sure, want to think, like, if people want to think there's a, uh, the ghost of, of a dead child in the background of three men and a baby, who am I to say that, no, that's actually just a cardboard cut out of Ted Danson from a previous scene? I'm not going to burst their bubble. If they want to believe that, that's fine. So I just tweeted that back. That won a Golden Globe for that performance. Yeah, best. And he didn't molest anybody, by the way. Best background uh, cutout yeah, I like in, a, you in said a motion yet. picture. Yes. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Cut out. That guy still hanging around. <laughs> that, that kid who was murdered on a set. Uh, and he's, and his ghost hangs around. Who gets? No one gets murdered on a set. Not murdered, but like, you know, sometimes you just can't keep your mouth shut about what Harvey Weinstein's at. And they're all like, oh, yeah. Silenced. That kid saw too much. Is silenced uh, another term for murdered? Now? Is <laughs> yeah. That, is that what we're saying? Yeah. That's it. It's oh, like pseudonym. He's not around anymore. He was silenced <laughs> forever. I can't wait until they start using like Clinton as a, a, an adjective. <laughs> for what? Smoking a cigar? Uh, no, for um, being bumped off for knowing too much. Oh. Yeah. You've been, just before <laughs> you're shot in the back of the head, <laughs> you've been Clinton. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it. Or he say, he say loads of like, I, I can imagine that it's actually Bill going around doing those things. Like, <laughs> like that's his job now since he stopped being president. He's just like, um, I'll just go around and keep on assassinating uh, uh, witnesses for Hillary. And he does loads of really cool Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners like, oh, did somebody ask for the bill? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You've heard of the Bill of Rights. Well, I'm the Bill of Wrongs. <laughs> you did. So many, everything has to be build related. Yeah, it's all build because he's like, he's a total narcissist. He's just right? making the same joke every time. Every right? single time. Time to pay the bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that the, doesn't even make sense. But the other person hadn't heard, like, that somebody asked for the bill. So it, it works every yeah. time. That's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Each time that the person you're killing would assume he's probably just came up with that. Yeah, he, yeah. He, that's like, the first oh, time he so used cool. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably yeah. has a really clever line like this every, every time. time. He shoots his victims in restaurants. Uh, which is a bad idea, just for that line, just so he can say that line, even though there's yeah. loads of witnesses. <laughs> uh, did somebody ask for the check? Oh, fuck. They'll never oh, believe. I'm kill you anyway. <laughs> he was wearing a Bill Clinton mask. Because <laughs> no one had ever believed that Bill would do it. No, he's too old and frail. Yeah, he's too busy eating babies on Pedophile Island or whatever. Epstein. Um, yeah, well, that's alleged, obviously. It's yeah, all our own alleged, personal opinion. Alleged. Based on stuff we read on the internet that other people wrote to them. So, But uh, I didn't watch the video that the Flutter people sent me. I, yeah, well, I don't I, know if I'm going to be contacted by these people. Now, obviously, somebody's going to reach out because I'm not going to poo-poo everything. I'm going yeah. to throw it out there. We'll do our off-defenses, our personal stuff. But if there's somebody out there that does like genuinely believe it, I'm sure that they'll get something out of this episode. I found a few extra bits. I put something together. As I was looking at the stuff on YouTube, I couldn't find anything that was definitive. Yeah. That was really, like, nicely put together, that had everything in it. Like, this is going to be five or six hours, so, you know, it's long. But there was yokes up there for three hours, and two hours of them were, were, weren't saying anything. Yeah. 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 So it's like, there's a, there's a Venn diagram of, like, people who believe in the fat, flat earth, people who are able to make YouTube videos that aren't shit, and there's a very slim, like, intersection of both of those yeah, circles. Yeah. yeah. The average video is, like, two hours and uploaded at 480p. 
yeah and has like mad old footage EMP and old, music yeah 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 it's really it's just it's just like how can we how can we get this message across i know let's use windows movie maker and loads of still images and a ken barnes effect for four hours like it just doesn't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you can listen to it as well. Like, I mean, you don't have to watch these yeah. things. But I mean, but then it sounds like this. Yeah, but you know, like it doesn't. Well, I found one that was like I could probably just listen to this because even though I'm looking at these diagrams that are trying to explain perspective and 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 various things and gravity, I'm getting confused not only by what I'm hearing. But what I'm seeing, yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to marry what I'm seeing with what I'm hearing, and it's just it's just not working out. Like you asked, and then it just went. Oh, I wasn't expecting it, and then your 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 eyes just went. Maybe we will just yeah. be friends. It was just too, too much, man. Yeah, too much. But I never watched that. I never watched that video they sent me. I just, I don't know why they 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 I say targeted me. I don't know why I was t- tweeted about because I never joked about flat earth or tweeted a joke about flat earth maybe they just thought you were like a a, a, a malleable soul that you were one yeah. of these guys who would just be like yeah cool because I, I feel bad because i just like this i thought you might be interested in this and i tweeted back no not really thanks and then they tweeted back keep it okay bye and that was it that's one of the politer conversations yeah. i've heard about on twitter though, i mean so. I, I wasn't gonna go you're a fucking idiot because I, I, who knows nobody really knows yeah I've never, I mean, I don't even know if Australia exists. I've never been there. We're going to talk about that later on, too. I've just seen pictures. But before having to look into it for this podcast, I hadn't, re- like, I'd, even just from chatting you, I knew a little about yeah. what people, about the it's flat the earthers. Conspiracy yeah, canon in the zeitgeist of, like, yeah, people mm. know what's out there. But my thing was, I never looked into it, not because I was dismissive. It was just, I didn't care, because on a personal level, whether your earth is a globe or flat, doesn't change my life one bit, so... Yeah, you would think that. Well, well, that's it, yeah. But it's just a reason, whereas, like, most other conspiracies, if it's, like, the government lying to you about an assassination, the mistrust... You feel more compelled to look into it, because it's that yeah. instant mistrust of your government, where... I found that, like, Flat Earth is really the uber-conspiracy above all, and it's, like, an exercise in entirely post-truth... Yeah, thought processes where everything is wrong and it is the ultimate global conspiracy because it's the world that's being yeah. pulled over your eyes yeah which is a phrase you hear a lot <laughs> you know <laughs> the flat earth is the world being pulled over your eyes like it's very much you know a global conspiracy with every government working in like it's a, as high up there as um, UFOs, the existence of aliens on planet Earth. Like, it's that high up on the importance. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter if we're on a globe or a flat plane because everything works anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the way we have everything set up works. It's just like a lot of people are butthurt that they weren't told the proper way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering why is it that we're not told that? Is it because there's something, I mean, as we talk about later on, something beyond the ice wall. So I've heard about the ice wall. I've heard about planes having to, uh, you know, keep the nose down. I've heard about ships disappearing in the horizon. I heard about, uh, you know, the moon and the sun not being in outer space. Yeah, They're actually yeah. only about a couple of thousand miles away. Just yeah. circling a disk. Yeah, and yeah. I heard that we're, there's dark energy out in the universe that's propelling us forward and that all the planets and everything is all a big lie. And, like, that's a big deal because that means, like, what are we? 
are we just like a tax farm? And and I listened to some Eric Dubay stuff uh, years ago on uh, Greg Carlwood's Higher Side Chats podcast, which you should check out, by the way. Really fringe stuff, but it's like your entire existence, the entire world is not what it's supposed to be. And the people who run the whole thing, who know the real truth, are just using us to feather their own nests and make their own um, existences more palatable, easier. And But like beyond that, what's known beyond that? So we're talking about like aliens have put us here like some kind of weird Petri dish. Mm. What's beyond the ice wall? You know, is that like... H.P. Lovecraft. Or uh, yeah. Is it an infinite plane? Are we just like a, a, a pool on an infinite plane where, you know, some bacteria got into like a crack between two tiles in the bathroom and then like a little universe grew up and we're, do you know, some fucking, uh, uh, what are they called? Those little sperms uh, 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 that you grow with. You put like a packet of dry sperm oh, into a uh, fish tank. Sea men, sea, sea monkeys. Sea, sea monkeys, Are yeah. we just like fucking sea monkeys for some country? Are like, we sea monkeys living on the dirty grout <laughs> of the universe? Of, of the universal uh bathroom wall yeah yeah like that's you. that's what I'm, like is that that's <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like yeah, sometimes yeah. but like we've invented this monetary system a tax system like there's all these rules and everything's going on and then there's people going like oh i can i'm psychic i can hear ghosts and maybe the ghosts can't get out past the dome mm. and you know heaven isn't real and you know god is a joke and all this kind of stuff. so it really does put that existential dread into your entire existence is a lie if you get into it. And there's a lot of people that feel like that anyway. And yeah. then the flattered people come and go, oh, you, uh, you're disenchanted and disillusioned with reality. Here's why. <laughs> I have a great story for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and because a lot of the flat earth believers think that the idea of a globe earth was invented to sort of... Fuck with people. Not to just to fuck with people, but also to sort of undermine scripture and stuff. So yeah. it kind of... The people who, who like you're saying, are having those crises, crises anyway they kind of get solace from the fact that, oh, so they made up all this stuff to like make it as though God wasn't real. So they kind of find faith. Yeah, I, f- I find it's it's very, um, the people who, who are devout flat earthists, uh, flat earthicans are <laughs> definitely... Flat earthlings. Flat, flat earthlings. <laughs> definitely more um, religious. They would be leaning on the side of Bible scripture, and as we we'll, as we we'll find out how, how it all started, was it just a bunch of religious people who were like, "No, I I believe in the absolute word, the scientific word of the Bible, and this is how it's supposed to be." Mm. And it seemed like some kind of fringe uh, rebellion against the new wave of enlightened scientists that were trying to take over and change how things were done. And now, because things are so fucked up politically, geopolitically, and and socially. People are like, you don't even know. You don't even know. You're walking around on a lie. Like, we're all worried about gender and race and taxes and babies in cages. And you're working, you're walking around on a lie. The whole thing is a lie. Do you ever be on a ship? It's a lie. The water, water, the water's not even wet. You just, just think it is. Like, this kind of stuff. It seems so out there, and a lot of people go like, ah, bullshit. We were talking earlier on before the show about... Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson like making fun of flat earthers and yeah stuff. yeah in these short little videos just laughing at, yeah. at it which is kind of like meh 
But he says stuff that's so scientifically vague most of the time. Yeah. That you're like, <clears throat> really, dude? Do you really understand what you're saying? Did you just look this up yeah. on a Wikipedia page before you came onto the show or something? And I've seen Sometimes. Your, I've seen your show. You're not flying around <laughs> in a Flight of the Navigator type ship. <laughs> that's all done with green screen. See you later, Navigator. Took someone green screen me flying around the ship. <laughs> <laughs> but Gif- yeah. Gifable moment there. <laughs> it's just... But but what he's doing is he's not saying, um, you know, like, like with a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories, a lot of the time are just kind of immediately laughed off, initially laughed yeah, away. Yeah. Like but this is this is silly. the laughable conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, this is Even the ultimate. This is this has put the cat amongst the pigeons amongst conspiracy theorists because it's like further dividing. Uh, conspiracy heads into like people who believe in flat earth and people who don't hmm. so you can have all the you know anti-disestablishmentarians on one side who are like yeah the government and oh hillary are like yeah trump's not right like trump's not too bad and that's another division amongst hmm. conspiracy theorists and even the whole other bunch of guys now they're like flat earth guys are fucking dopes which only makes the flat earth guys more sort of empowered by it yeah. because what makes you more of like the As ultimate conspiracy theorist. yeah the, you're the ultimate outsider when even the outsiders yeah. think mm. you're wrong kind of that's the crack it's only going to reinforce your beliefs i think that looking into it deeper a lot of the sources and this is like this is a real check your fucking sources kind of time because when you're getting this information in it's coming from 200 year old science guys are very fringe conspiracy theorists over the last like 10 15 years mm. a lot of the websites are the same stuff from the same people interpreted yeah. the same way a lot of like wikia type pages like uh flat earth society.org you know frequently asked questions did you ever think that everything was just wrong yeah the earth just flash you're like fuck that was a leap <laughs> yeah it, it, it's interesting <laughs> it's got right in there <laughs> it's interesting have you heard of jehovah because all, all the t- all the talk about it is either from like the first mass published medium and the most recent. There's not, and you don't find any like you know BBC documentary from the sixties about flat Earth. It doesn't happen. Yeah, there's it's no all Discovery either, Channel stuff. Like yeah. you're looking on YouTube, and it's all self made. Like we said, four eighty p. Like there's no official thing of like, hey, the flat Earth is it? Because I don't think they want to even entertain it to start to go out to people. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, 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 maybe. Maybe. Well, I did see Philip Schofield on uh, uh, that morning show that he does on ITV. This morning. This morning. He had, there was one interview, but it was, it was uh, titled, Philip Schofield can't get his head around these crazy flat earth people. Yeah. And they came on and he was like, Philip Schofield's face was just, you know, confused and perplexed. He's often confused though. Um, he did spend more so. 15 years in a cupboard with a hand puppet. Yeah, that he thought was real. Yeah. That he thought had come to life. Gordon the Gopher. It was him controlling. He was like Mel Gibson in that movie, The Beaver. I love that movie. Except every live, every Saturday morning. Every day. Yeah. Sort of every day in a cupboard with a beaver. And then Andy Peters tagged in for him and now he's gone mental. But that, that, was, the, that was the only uh, mainstream media coverage that I saw on, on YouTube. Of, because, and, and even then, that was just like a, a 10 minute segment, or not even a 10 minute, it was less than that, seven minutes. Yeah. So if you were a conspiracy theorist and you were a podcaster or a YouTuber and you wanted to carve out a niche for yourself, Flat Earth is probably the best way to do it. 
and a lot of the stuff that I got is from the writings and talkings of, of a man called Eric Dubay, mm. who is kind of like the flat earth rock star. Like he's the Bono of flat earth. And he's out there just being like, yeah, the earth is flat, man. Thank God it's them instead of you. <laughs> and it just, he's on every, every interview. He's on every podcast. That's a conspiracy podcast. You get him on. Fingers crossed. I'm going to get him onto this one and then ask him a few questions. But he seems to just feel it. He knows it. He has all the stuff. And he's not, most of the podcasts I listen to, he's not throwing out absolute facts and figures. Mm. He's fishing. He's throwing it out there going, do you ever think about this? Yeah, sure. yeah, he's like he's like a flat earth Jay Leno. Do you hear about this? Do you ever hear about this? When you look out in the ocean and, and you think the boat is gone, and then you zoom in with a telescope, and the boat is there. Do you hear about this? <laughs> like that's what he's doing, and people are going, "Huh?" Looking up on YouTube, and then there's some cunt with a nine hundred millimeter zoom lens and just goes, "Funk," and yet and the boat comes back into view, and then Eddie Bravo watches that. And then he goes on a load of podcasts going like, but Joe, they just fucking zoom in, the boats are there. And, and Joe, Rogan's like, Joe Rogan's like doing the, doing the okay sign with the three sixes, just going, Eddie, come on, Eddie. Like trying to calm him down. And Eddie Bravo's like, look it up. Shouting and roaring on stage with Sam Tripoli and, and Greg Carwood with a, a, a geologists in the audience. And he's like, show me the fucking proof. Come on, you zoom in. You can zoom in. You can zoom in. Like there's a 12 minute video of him just doing that. And I was kind of going, that's a bit kooky. And then I watched the video and I was like, fuck. You yeah. zoom in? Yeah. You fucking zoom in? Do you know? I've seen it. <laughs> and what can you say? You're like, I was going, eh, yeah, but, uh, oh, yeah. Look, but that's what I mean. Like, is the evidence sitting there that's, it's so self-evident that as soon as you go looking at it, like, Dubai is not giving out any facts and figures like mm. we will now as the show goes on like getting into science and debunking science and you can make up your mind in either one but Dubai is just going and going you ever think about it think about it like that yeah have a, have a listen have a little think and then give the links to people go look for it and he gets so many he doesn't get others and it's like yeah. a, a pyramid scheme of of conspiracy where you're just planting seeds in people who are already like into selling stuff in yeah. like a multi-level marketing thing it's like you're already selling pills do you ever think about these pills? Try those ones. Put them on top of all the rest of them and you'll get a better return. And then loads of people do flat earth shows and all the flat earthers are like, oh my God, I fucking love this guy. Do you know? Mm. There's one um, There's one YouTuber and he has like 400 videos. I can't remember I don't his think name. I came across him. Like really good stuff. And it's like properly like four or five minute videos, proper science, like all done through the thing. And it's convincing. You're like, yeah, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. And then you look at real science and you go, ah, maybe not. But then what is real science? Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say. That's the real question. Mm. But what has science told us? There certainly are. Some of the Flat Earth guys do present it very well. Like I was listening to the, it's just the Flat Earth podcast and I don't think they have any association. Oh, yeah. And they have a, each episode takes a different facet of the Flat yeah, Earth. Thing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're really good. And they seem to be quite at odds with the Flat Earth Society. I don't know if they consider them trolls or whatever, but they're not, they're not certainly not affiliated with them, yeah. but they present it very, it's, you, you do listen to them and you're like, okay, they are coming at it from an honest place. They don't seem to be, they're not barking down anybody that opposes them either. Like, they're just yeah. putting it out there to, to see what the crack is. Yeah. But yeah. Then, that's what they said. Like they know that there's a market in conspiracy. Like we started this show in 2014. Remember Ed? Mm-hmm. And how many conspiracy theory podcasts have come out since, since Donald took over, started sharing about fake news, tremendous yeah. amount of conspiracy yeah. podcasts. And now it's like, 
a drop in the ocean. If you're starting in conspiracy, it's tough. So that to do is like, like yeah. jammed her dick in your mind vagina yeah, with some yeah. flat earth stuff. It's so like, like it's like doing a movie podcast and just doing it all about superhero movies or something. Like you pick the the most famous thing at the time. Yeah, the the biggest thing that everyone's paying attention to and just uh, jump on those coattails. Yeah, and I don't think that those guys don't really believe a lot of the stuff they say, but they're very knowledgeable. So yeah, check yeah. it out like the flat earth. Yeah, podcast. they don't believe a lot of the stuff they say, but they say a lot of things that they believe. <laughs> Oh, write that down. <laughs> they'll they'll yeah. definitely use that. Uh, Geranism is the YouTube channel that I was talking about. J-E-R-A-N-I-S-M. And there's another one called Odd Reality. O-D-D Reality. And uh, both of those, I got a lot of good videos. Yeah, I think from, actually really the, good stuff. the guys I was just talking about were recommending Geranism. Yeah, the, Geran- the uh, I think everybody does. He's, to... he's the baseline of good YouTube content. Odd Reality does a thing where they pull in... Um, a lot of different media sources like news and TV shows and every single reference to it in Congress or, you know, uh, yeah. uh, meetings of the public meetings of the UN where they're talking about Antarctica or like, you know, some young lad tried to fucking climb over the ice wall and he got caught by the world police and got like arrested <laughs> in Norway or something. You know? The world <laughs> the ice yeah. police. Ice police, yeah, the Antarctic police. <laughs> Hello, how fast are you going? How fast are you going there now? He just saw a bunch of at-hat walkers. <laughs> over the over the 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 ice lip over the lid. Bill Clinton is going to come Past down. He's wall. just going to be like, oh, "I'm going to put you on ice," because he's a clever. <laughs> that's the way he does it. No Bill. So obvious. No Bill. No Bill pun there. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah, well, he's he's branched now. <laughs> he there's no restaurants around the place. He's like, I'm in Antarctica. There's no restaurants around. I can't get me a good burger. You're gonna uh, 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 the uh. uh this is cold-blooded oh, murder. You could combine them too. <laughs> you didn't pay. You to think about that for a second. <laughs> you didn't pay your bills. I'm gonna to have to freeze your account. Nice. Hey, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I can't you do. I can't too. do an impression you though. Got so. in there too. You didn't pay your bills. I'm gonna to have to freeze your account. Yeah, it works. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. <laughs> he has to get a laugh off. He tricked him. <laughs> you get. You get my joke. Just wait for this one. It's gonna take a minute. There's a bit of preamble. Okay, so you're in a restaurant. <laughs> he just starts telling out and out jokes yeah, yeah, before he murders yeah. people. <laughs> so, pre-murder stand-up. <laughs> Have you heard of this one? <laughs> so a, a Jew, uh, a rabbi, and a Muslim go into a bar. No, I'm I'm not, I'm saying it wrong. There's a horse to serve and drink. Oh uh, fuck! I will just shoot you. <laughs> You won't remember this anyway. Just had a Jew, a rabbi. A rabbi and a a Muslim. A Muslim interrupted a Jew looking for solace in his religious leader. I don't know. Yeah. I was trying to to think of the beginnings of a controversial joke. A priest, a rabbi, and a Muslim. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's how it goes. So let's get into, like, uh, how the Flat Earth shit started. And we're talking about, like, 200 years ago, some semi-religious zealots... And, uh, you know, a whole lot of hokey science. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know, if there's anything in this episode, and I guarantee you there is going to be some uh, mistakes, some omissions, some uh, false inclusions. um, If we have anything that you feel that definitely needs to be added to this conversation and we can do like a YouTube video or some some uh, amendment, some kind of thing. Uh, you can reach out to us, info at thoseconspiracyguys.com is the email address. Uh, we also are on all the social media, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, all the other places like uh, uh, 
the Russian one that hacks your brain, Vero, or, uh, you know, on uh, Anchor, which is a great app uh, where you get to leave, like, cool voicemails, or um, some of the other ones. Well, the Snapchats. We're on the Snapchats. I don't really use it a lot, uh, but you can send me stuff if you want on Snapchat. Uh, we also have our Appear In channel where we do live chats for Patreons uh, once or twice a month. So if you want to come on there, you have to be a Patreon subscriber. That's the lifeblood of the show. Couldn't do it without you. Patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. And those lovely folks are watching this episode being recorded live right now. And if you want to be one of them the next time we record an episode, we're doing about two to three a week for the next 14 or 15 weeks. So if you want to get on board, Patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys. Um, jump in and uh, you'll be able to watch us live on YouTube uh, before everybody else. You also get loads of exclusive content like outtakes and really funny Bill Clinton jokes that didn't land but we think they're still funny um, <laughs> we get loads of uh, Ed doing long uh, monologous uh, impressions as uh, either Christopher Walken or one of his other uh, Barry Gibb is my life. Barry Gibb is another great one um, yeah you can get loads of extra content you get early access to, to videos that I make you're getting um, access to a Discord uh, channels that nobody else gets so Discord is like a a kind of a chat room for the community and there's loads of different channels for each episode and uh, like a public congregation there's about a thousand people in there now and they're all having great crack sharing links and stuff we find and it's easier than doing on the surface social because Facebook is a bit shit and uh, Twitter is a bit toxic uh, there's also a YouTube channel which I'm putting up all the episodes on and some stuff but YouTube is being a bit of a cunt and they're taking all the stuff down that says anything about anything that's not, I don't know, kids playing with toys or Spider-Man pissing on Elsa or, um, I guess, you know, uh, uh, Hillary supporting news. So if you say anything other than, hey, the Democrats are great, they'll take you off. And uh, all the other stuff that doesn't go on YouTube goes on our BitChute channel, bitchute.com slash those conspiracy guys. Uh, you can check that out. The links for all of that stuff are going to be in the description or in the uh, thing underneath the YouTube video for this episode. BitChute is great. There's loads of documentaries on there. Uh, all the stuff that I'm mentioning in the shows, I'm trying to get everything up there. So uh, for this one, I'm going to put some of the Jaronism uh, videos up there and some of the old Eric Dubay interviews and uh, try and get some visuals because the visuals will really help when it comes to these kind of mad theories. Um, there's also a thing that <laughs> has grown into something amazing and massive and I really hope that it comes to its fullest fruition and it's called TCG TV and it's a, a project that I'm undertaking with Claire uh, my lady love and we're going to america in november for nine months to make 12 feature length documentaries 240 daily uh, uh, vlog videos and we're going to meet the fans do some live shows uh, meet all the people that are i guess the subject matter of all of these topics that we uh talk about every time on the podcast there's 12 documentaries on gun control racism sexuality um apocalypse where we talk to some preppers and talk to some dudes who are uh, getting ready for the zombies or for the, the poor people to revolt, whichever comes first. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, economics, um, politics. So we're going to we're going to be landing in during the midterm elections and, and going to all the protests and find out where people are going mental all the time and having pitch battles in the streets. Loads of really interesting stuff um, traveling across the 48 states and we could do with your help. This is a crowdfunded project. So if you go to gofundme.com slash TCGTV and you just get a fiver, roll it up and just like, thump, just throw it up the internet at me. It's like buying me a beer and it means that I'll be able to have petrol in the car, have a car, pay for the flights, insurance, equipment, 
uh, accommodation, all the things that go into producing a show like that over nine months. And at the end of it, you get early access to the episodes. You get early access to all the vlogs that are going up on the YouTube channel. You'll get access to a private Instagram where, you know, I'll throw a nip, <laughs> throw a nip now and again. It's um, usually only cosplayers that have private Instagram. Well, I mean, I'm not going to just throw it out there for everybody. I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm here in Wichita, Kansas. And then the next thing, just some lad on the fucking win- uh, on the, the window of the thing going. That's a fair point. Hey, um, do you know the way you have all that stuff? Give it to me or I'll shoot you. <laughs> so it's a private Instagram account um, that you guys will be able to get. Or you can uh, see all the stuff that we're going to be doing, like, uh, you know. Not everything is going to make it into the vlog. I want to take lots of pictures. I want to do little small like IGTV stuff and uh, and all this kind of stuff. So if you want to keep in touch, there's a private IGTV for the GoFundMe people and for the Patreon people too. So hit me up with that. Um, yeah, that, that GoFundMe thing, I'm getting a lot of positive regard. I'm getting a lot of positive reinforcement. People ringing me, talking to me about it. Uh, you know, Americans, fans, people invite me over to places. Like, it's looking like it's going to be mega. Um, and it's definitely happening. We're at we're over at the time of recording. We're over like twenty six thousand uh, on of a thirty thousand phase one goal. So we're almost there for the phase one. Like push it, please. Uh, five five bucks, like a coffee, a expensive coffee or a beer. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash TCGTV, and let's get into flat earth stuff. Let's let's rock into it. So let's roll. Let's I forgot roll. to plug your Bebo. Uh, the Bebo account. The Blab Blab was one. I had to go back to all the old shows and take out Blab, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, because people were like, I'm looking at Blab and there's nothing there. What's going on? And I'm like, that's from four years ago. They're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's blab, it's funny how blab. people forget that like podcasts have been around for a long time. Oh, a lot dude, of people are just discovering them. You would it's not, since going on Spotify. Yeah. You, you would not believe. I've doubled my downloads since going on Spotify, but you would not believe the amount of people who listen to every single episode in five months and at the end of it, or to, going towards the end, they're like, all right, cunt, how's your gig? What's the crack? Come here. Uh, fucking, what, do you want to meet up on Tuesday? And I'm like, dude, I don't know you. And they're like, oh, sorry, I've just been listening to your voice constantly for four months. And uh, I just felt <laughs> like I knew you really now. well. Yeah, yeah, but it's demented. And then they're all like, hey, what happened to this? And what's about, what about this thing? And you promised this thing. And I was like, dude, that's like four years ago. Sorry, uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> but like, it took you the last three months to go through my last four years. So that's some weird, like, Scott Bakula in... Quantum leap, Quantum leap kind of stuff. I'm like where's that thing from four years ago I'm like oh boy I forgot to do that that's a different reality for me man sorry but uh, yeah loads of the TCG TV stuff is going to be um, some of these dreams come true like imagine going to America and then meeting Stephen Greer and going on a desert trip with him to go look for aliens fucking class shit man and there's nobody doing that however many conspiracy theorist podcasts there is in America and none of them are doing it and it's there on their doorstep yeah. yeah, maybe there's a reason they're not doing that. And I shall find out when I get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe I'm just like, oh, so you thought you were going to do a crowdfunded uh, <laughs> conspiracy documentary, huh? T- time to pay the bill. <laughs> by which I mean me. By which I mean I'm going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> that's what, that's what happened. Oh yeah, you got a GoFundMe going on there. You must be you must be Seth Rich. Because they killed him. Having sex with Hillary once to make Chelsea drove me mad. <laughs> he's just like, he's just here as a counselor thing. Though. Yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah. is. It's called it's counsel. called gun therapy. It's called assassination therapy. It's but controversial. It so yeah, with all that out of the way, let's get into these flat earth heroes. These people are are the the, the progenitors of these modern day conspiracies, and they were just like back in the day, fucking around. <laughs> 
uh, going, oh, I don't know what. I think science might be wrong. Um, the church was great for ages. And then Galileo came along with his yeah. smelling like oregano and disappointment. And uh, changed the whole game. And we're all, we all have to fucking believe that shit. That's now. my favorite Yankee Candle flavor. Galileo's disappointment. Fragrance. <laughs> Galileo and disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's a, it's a real... It's a real love, love making scent. Galileo's disappointment. It also yeah. sounds like a horse in a, in a horse racing. <laughs> and it's Galileo's disappointment on the far side, and Galileo's disappointment takes it by a nose. <laughs> uh, I was expecting him to lose, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, these guys came out and they just went, look, it, it's the 1800s. Nobody knows that. Let's just tell them some shit that yeah. we think will catch on again because it was there for ages and it benefits us. So the likes of Samuel, Samuel. Burley Robotham, which is an excellent, it's excellent name. The most old English name I've ever yeah. heard. Samuel Be- Burley Robotham. Robotham. Uh, he, he, he died in 1884, so he was around a while. He was 77 when he died. But he's an English inventor who wrote the Zetetic Astronomy, Earth, Not a Globe, was the name of the book. Mm. Catchy. Very, yeah. yeah. And Page Turner. A page turner, and it also ends up at the end of the Dewey Decimal System. So it's like Z, not a lot of books in Z. If you get to the Z section, yeah. you're definitely reading that shit. If you're in the bookstore, go to the end of the bookstore. Yeah, there's like down the Zetetic Astronomy, Earth, Not a Globe, Frank Zappa's biography, Zinazine, and then the rock and roll history of Zinazine Zidane's How to Play Football in yeah, French. And then the rock and roll history of ZZ Top. Yeah, that's like, it. That's it for the Z section. And he, he studied this stuff for 10 years, 10 short years. So his hypothesis was that the Earth is a flat, round plane centred at the North Pole and blocked off at the southern edge by a wall of ice. Classic. The sun, moon and stars are only a few thousand miles above the surface of the Earth and we're surrounded by a firmament, as it is in the Bible. So, Robotham was kind of the man. This is the textbook, Earth's not a globe. This is the textbook for flat earthers to go like, yeah. this, is, this is what's happening flat earth-wise. Mm. Um, another guy, Samuel Shelton, who was the fellow of the Royal Astronomical Society and the Royal Geographical Society. So he was well up, he's well healed, had his degrees. He was a man of import. Hmm. Like he knew what he was talking about and yet still founded the Flat Earth Society in 1956, renaming it from the Royal Zetetic Society. And until his death in 1971, he gave lectures on the Flat Earth. And before his death, he claimed the newly released Apollo Moon Project and the pictures from space were all a big hoax. <gasps> Stanley Kubrick. He tells... Stanley Kubrick confesses in uh, The Shining mm. to doing that. We talked yeah. about that on our Apollo mission. And we talk yeah. about NASA and we talk about Apollo as we go along. But, like, these guys, from Robotham to Shelton and all the way through, it's a it's a it's an unbroken line through the Flat Earth Society of people who are well-heeled, well-to-do, known motherfuckers who are like, mm. yeah, the Earth is flat. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? The thing now with, with Robotham... Didn't he come from kind of, he wanted to bring it back yeah. to a religion, religion Religious basis, based. whereas Shelton, is that his name, Shelton? Shelton, yeah. He was, he continued the society, what we'll call the Flat Earth Society. But he was anti-science more than not yeah, yeah. religion. He, he seems yeah. to be the first one to bring up the idea that the government were the ones that designed it. Yeah. Robotum didn't, he, he considered it a mistake by science that they thought it was but it was the globe. Back, it was back then so far that like proper, there were still doing operations where they're like here bite on this stick yeah and i'll try and see if i can amputate your leg quick yeah yeah there was a lot it was a time where there was uh, a lot of experimentation a lot of new thought yeah 
and out of that post enlightenment and all this yeah stuff. yeah so so out of that would come uh yeah people questioning the norms of society and science and you need those people you do but also do you you, you need do. you need them in some way but at the same time if they're exposing that you know I believe chickens' livers can cure blindness. Or, yeah. You know, just put these chicken livers on your eyes for four days <laughs> and eat nothing but uh, yellow vegetables, you know, and it'll work somehow. Uh, but how different is that from today when people are all like, look at this thing that I've put in water and then diluted it so there's less of that thing in the water. And then I diluted it again. So now it's just water, but the water has a memory and it remembers <laughs> those things. And then you take it and it makes cancer go away or else you die. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's one or the other. That's why Gwyneth Paltrow has a, has a website. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Robotham had some of those ideas too. Like he patented loads of crazy inventions. Like one of them was a, a, a life preserving railway carriage, which I don't know what that was. Did is you? Like, is this like a thing from Wild Wild West? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some sort of steampunky. Hey, Samuel Robotham. Where's that super tank train, man? But I don't wah, know wah, what West. I don't know what that wicka, even means. Wicka, wah, wah. Is that like uh, Jim West to Desperado? Stop- to stop you from drowning if it falls in a lake or something or falls, like, <laughs> I thought it was like falls for into a river yeah, or sea. There's like Indians coming along going, um, we're not going to rob that one. It looks like a tank. I don't know what a tank <laughs> is, but that's what it would look like if I... It's good, good Native American voice one. there. But like... Uh, oh, how are you doing there? Sitting <laughs> bottles the name. <laughs> are you making yeah, fun I, of my impression of yeah, Native American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was spot on. How dare you? It's more with the the water buffalo. It's more like that. That that sounds like he's from Kerry <laughs> or, or Tipperary. Yeah, he moved there. He moved there. The water buffalo. How you doing? You have to get off the reservation. <laughs> How's it going? I'll just help you. How's the weather? <laughs> How are you getting on? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, but Robotham was a weird guy but was definitely uh, steadfast in his belief oh yeah and he was and his book is the textbook on flat earth and at the time he came yeah. out we, we did in our ouija board episode and a couple others as well uh maybe in the illuminati episode we talked about this this period from like 1870 until the turn of the century where people were experimenting with stuff outside of the norms so we had like ouija boards we had seances we had like you know the shit that darren brown does and it's all like you know uh come on and sit down here now and uh, you go behind the curtain and then the next thing these fucking plates yeah, and all yeah. start flying yeah, out from behind yeah. the curtain and all. Uh, like, all that stuff was happening and we had parlor, parlor, parlor tricks. tricks and we yeah, had the yeah. crazy science stuff and it's like, here, eat mm. this sh- this root and it'll clear your chakras and all. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was because of the growth of the empire and people were out in these places and then coming home, like say in England, you'd have a lot of this stuff because there was lads out in every fucking place all over the whole world with the size of the English Empire. And then they were coming home with some half-baked idea of a fella yeah, they'd seen yeah, yeah. in India who was able to like, you know, stick hot coals in his eyes. And then he was able to like do, a, a, you know, play a whole level of Sonic the Hedgehog or something. Yeah. And and everyone's like, oh, that's amazing. Oh my God, that's amazing. Here's money. And that guy comes back from India and he's like, I know. I'll do like that. That package. I'll, I'll, I'll pretend I can see through walls, and I get, I get my dear Martha to 
somehow signal what kind of playing cards are on the other side. Like, yeah. just figure out some fucking shams. There was also in the, in the in the wild, wild west of America, lads selling snake oil and yeah, yeah, selling yeah. all these kind of... Are you having trouble satisfying your wife? Yeah. <laughs> Eat these dandelions and uh, walk in these hot coals and your dick will get hard. <laughs> and <laughs> fear. And stay hard for years. <laughs> it's Yeah, but it's that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Painful. Like that. And, and it was almost like with... Because Robotum was willing to debate people. It was almost like the sort of AC versus DC, where when he done the, what's it called, the Bedford, the river experiment? Yeah. Mm. Done, like he would invite people down to... To watch it. Yeah, to watch it, to show them that the boats... Hey, you want to come down and see me measure poles in but a river? Put, I think he put out like that there was... Great. Whatever like quarterly magazine he was publishing at the yeah, time. Yeah, he had a pamphlet. He was a pamphleteer. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But he done like the James Randi thing where he had like a yeah. 500 pound reward for anybody that come and, could come and prove it was uh, was curved. That's a, a fucking bold statement, yeah. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robotum was like, we're going to prove the earth is round and give you 500 quid. And that's like 50,000 now, like or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Like that's a firm belief system right there. Yeah. Or, and a challenge to everyone. But then again, maybe he said, uh, well, they can't prove it, and I know they can't prove it. Or yeah, it's well, a very well-constructed carnival trick where they're giving somebody, like, a mathematically impossible task yeah, to do. Yeah, like, yeah. you know that the guys that are inside in town and they give you a bike, and then when you turn left yeah. on the bike, it goes right, and when you yeah. turn right on the bike, and, they, and there's, they're often 100 euros and you can never do it. Yeah. Or these guys that are like, hang from a bar for 100 seconds, and people are all like, you know. Getting, I can do that, I can hang, I can do that. Just only yeah, hanging. Yeah. You can hang from a bar. And then the bar spins and you're allowed to do it like two hands over and there's all these prerequisites for the test yeah. that you can never pass like or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Prove to me that love exists. <laughs> and you tangibly. Get, and you get 500 pounds. Yeah. You can't really prove it. You, you know, it's like you can you can have a belief in something, mm. a very strong belief in something, but that thing can't doesn't necessarily, uh, it can't necessarily be proven. Until recently, Ed, well. I don't know if you believed that love exists, and now you know. Now I know it does. Now you know. <laughs> I know, I've always known. But now you really know. Yeah, but... It, now you're sure. Yeah. But then again, it's it's um, it's still not something I can prove. I mean, you can... You can you know, by scientific methods, I can't prove it. But uh, what is a scientific method? Is that not just you going, like, if you love me, you'll do this? <laughs> <laughs> and she does it, like, experiment That's proof. what love is. Pick a thing that she really doesn't want to do and then go, if you love me, you'll do this. And then she'll go, okay. And it's like, QED. Hi, yeah. Bridget. That's why, that's why Bill is going around <laughs> yeah. killing people. Because Hillary, Hillary made me do this for yeah. love. That's a different fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Clinton is assassinating these kids because he loves Hillary so much. He's just like, I just don't want to get her in trouble. <laughs> it gets me out of the house, away from Hillary. <laughs> that's, that's basically why. I can see that, I like, think. this summer, one man trying to please his wife assassinates political opponents just for fun and erections. <laughs> he gets life out of it, man. No, I think I think um, Robotham's attitude towards the whole flat earth thing could be genuine. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I say, do it, man. If you were, if, you know, if anybody that's invented anything... That never was invented before always seems like a mad cunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems like yeah. he was a bit mad, but like in the fun way. Like yeah. it seems like he was reasonable enough because apparently there was a guy, Alfred Wallace, who was a surveyor and he, because the, the, I'm not, 
entirely sure what the experiments, but the, the Bedford. Yeah, we're going to talk about it in detail later. Okay, yeah, I have it down. But the guy who may have or did disprove that Robottom was okay with that. It was the other guy, his partner with the society, who mm. refused to actually give him the money. Like, mm. so, oh, so he squ- he welched on the bet. I nearly said squelched. <laughs> he welched on the bet. That's really poor. Wait, which one? The the squelching, the squelcher, squelching. Definitely, <laughs> the Robottom was like, "Here's five hundred quid." Oh no, you can't get it. I mean. I'd be annoyed someone welching on something, but someone squinting on something. <laughs> yeah. That's just rude. Yeah. It's, it's over the top. Yeah, too much. It really is. Um, another weirdo. I mean, another uh, flat earth uh, pr- Another believer. Uh, was Wilbur Glenn Voliva, uh, which is a fun name to have and to say. Yeah. Wilbur Voliva. I think I think they're selling those in private moments. Yeah, he, he sounds like he's uh, made a pastry and filled with <laughs> mushrooms. I just, I just picked the one sex shop that I know the name of in Dublin that's called Private Moments it's the only one I remember because it's got such a weird name Private Moments like, I do lots of things in my private moments None not all of them are sexual that sounds, them yeah it sounds more like a family underpants. portrait yeah, yeah, yeah. Private <laughs> moments. like pre- precious memories <laughs> precious Private moments I, I, I come, I've had depression and I, I is there counsellors in here is that what this is uh, no but I can tell you a flashlight yeah, that'll fix it, I suppose. And <laughs> swap in my alcoholism for furious masturbation. Yeah, you'll feel better for like 10 minutes. Is that what you bought in private moments? No. <laughs> the truth is coming out I've now. never been in private moments. When is... When I just you... saw... I saw I saw private moments <laughs> next to a hotel on Dorset Street. Now you know what you're getting for a present, Bridget, when he comes over. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to that hotel, yeah. which is located conveniently inside private moments. No, but the weird thing was... I was looking at it going, that's a fucking stupid name for, that's a weird name for a a place like that. It sounds like a slot on Sunshine FM, like, private moments. (laughs) And there was a bouncer on the door, and there was a a, a couple, two women, and one of them was getting sick. Oh, yeah. And the other one. Having a private moment. The other one was, she was having a private moment, and the bouncer was at the door, (laughs) his arms folded. And the other one was reading a book, waiting for (laughs) you on to finish getting sick was she was she reading like a book like how to stop people having uh, withdrawal symptoms from heroin or I don't know it was across the road so was it like a Mills and Boons she's like oh I got a good one in here in private moments but like, why was she reading a book outside of, when she was in a sex shop you know because like women get aroused by literature Edwin but it wasn't a sex book well, how do you know maybe it was one know. special one you buy in private moments where it looks like a map of the London underground but really mm. it's a dirty dirty book I'm this, still this tr- trying to get past the fact that a sex shop has bouncers. Yeah, it was like four o'clock in That's the day. That's bizarre. But there was, yeah, dude, like a security. Come on, dude. Maybe he was just the guy that worked there. There's guys know. in there that don't have the money for a flashlight, but they have an inclination. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like, I'm just browsing. <clears throat> you you want to you wanna try it on oh, yeah, can I, before you yeah. buy it? Just put a pop sock on for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's more the idea of a doorman versus somebody in there, you know? Yeah, but you don't, you want a nice, like, young, good-looking girl to be behind the counter and go, hiya, what can I help you with today? Not, you're right there. <laughs> Some giant wardrobe man who's like, yeah, you want to buy that, yeah? It's a good one. You hear the boy? one. <laughs> buy a dildo or get out. <laughs> You've been in here for 15 minutes trying to hide your erection. <laughs> well, and then Bill Clinton comes up behind you. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, I, I, I heard you came in here looking for a willy. It's Bill. There's another name for Bill. You, you William. Came, you came. Now you're going to go. 
<laughs> there's no bill part to that. He's giving up. He's just doing yeah. puns. He's, he's very in his approach. Yeah. So, Wilbur Glenn Voliva uh, was the leader of a religious community in Zion in Illinois, and he taught flat earth doctrine to the church in Illinois. And hopefully, I get to go there with TCGTV, gofundme.com slash TCGTV. <laughs> we go and see this shit. He broadcast, also broadcast flat earth doctrine from a radio station in the town. And he was convinced that the Bible was a scientific document. And he claimed the sun mm. was only 3,000 miles away from the earth and only two, 32 miles in diameter. And he believed that God made it this way. The firmament was in the sky and the word of the Bible was the gospel uh, in both ways. Um yeah, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that we we'll go through Volivaz stuff later on because he he features heavily. He had like his own map. He did this like geocentric map thing that that ended up being adopted into the society. People were like, oh yeah, very uh, biblical, biblical focused mm. with his with his flat earthic and doctrine. Um, and I guess like one of the most outspoken, like Robotum was like prolific, but Volivaz was like way more outspoken. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he had a lot of people to come and listen to him, and they're like. I love Jesus, but in order to love Jesus, I have to believe this guy's flat earth stuff. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, like, he used people's love of Jesus to just shoehorn in some right. mad flat earth theory. And so, was he the first? Because the, the idea of the 30, 32 miles in diameter. I think he's just picking up on some other people's stuff. Okay, because, yeah, that seems consistent from then. Yeah. And I just wasn't I sure. I think it's, like, measurements from the Bible. Right. That's where they got that from. That's why everyone who has that. Like, I don't think he was the first one to say it, but he's definitely, that's, like, one of his absolute like tenets of, yeah, of, yeah. of his preaching and mm. um, here's here's a saucy uh, saucy mayor uh, lady blount uh, also known as zateo so she had one of those uh, heaven's gate pseudonyms what was her wrestling name actually i think robot did too he called he went by parallax wasn't they it? all had mad like, names parallax is a great name <laughs> yeah it's like fucking julian assange is like <laughs> what was his what was his he had a name oh yeah I can't he had a code name didn't yeah he? it was like laser tag or something he had in his in his hacking gang in australia white lightning yeah <laughs> uh, yeah they all have different weird yeah, like yeah. pseudonyms right? parallax just sounds like somebody from the matrix or a 90s yeah. dj but they were in the fucking 1800s man like there wasn't even message boards like why do you have a fucking pseudonym <laughs> just like yeah that's what i am on myspace parallax <laughs> flat earth you'd have to tell people see my myspace myspace page <laughs> come call me parallax parallax from now on yeah I would have put it up on social media, but none of that has been invented yet and won't be for hundreds of years. <laughs> this saucy mayor, known as Lady Blount, who is known as Zateo, uh, and there's there's a very definite um, Z line through all of these names. Yeah. It's all Z, 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 and I wonder what that is. Is that like a, a is there a cult behind it? I couldn't find that in about a flat earth cult. Z, 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 and Zion is there as well. Zion, Zateo. Yeah. There's another one, Z, uh, Z, Zetetes. Uh-huh. Like it's a lot of Zeds, right? So, uh, Zateo, or Elizabeth Ann Mould Blunt, was a great supporter of the Flat Earth Society in the ni- late 19th century, and she was one of the founders of the Zetetic Society. There's the Z again. Yeah. Uh, later called the Flat Earth Society after um, Samuel got his hands on it in the 50s. And she was a devout Christian, and she had royal peerage, so she had access to all these high-profile people. And she got all of these high-profile people, like archbishops, generals, scholars, and aristocrats, to join in her flat earth shenanigans. She was like, did you hear about this thing? And they were all like, oh, yeah. The archbishop was like, you're following the Bible to the letter. I love it. <laughs> Let's be having you. Because you know? he was he was a common archbishop uh, who came up from common stock. 
let's be having you. Let's be having you. Let's be having you, Blunt. Lovely, lovely. I love that firmament. Um, so she Lord. was also a vegetarian and an animal rights activist. And could say no be more. the original SJW, Lady Blount. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, that seems quite common amongst flat earthers, the animal rights and vegetarianism. So mm. Even your man. Is that a thread that goes through it? Yeah, well, Eric Dubay, even, he's a vegan and he has a lot of videos on his channel about veganism. Yeah, and, yeah. And meditation and stuff. Yeah. I've seen quite a few, if not show that much of an interest, at least, like, bring it up. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's a weird it's a weird thread to have through it, right? Hmm. What's that about then? Is it like to preserve the earth because I mean it's not they're not about like fucking hell man, we did um what was the what was the episode we did? Oh yeah, I was talking to Sam Tripoli and all about Atlantis recently, a few weeks ago. and you can check that out on his podcast over there. It ended up us talking about the younger driest period, which is like thirteen thousand years ago when the 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 water was all frozen up. Mm. Uh, so it had receded and there was a lot more stuff around and you could see Atlantis because it was uh, above the water level and then a big meteor came and hit the ice and melted on the inside and the water pissed out at the bottom of the glacier and uh, it, the water level on the earth went up like 14 meters and covered loads of places so if it's that kind of stuff where they're talking about like uh, preserving the the atmosphere preserving like for uh, the antithesis to global warming or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe that's what it is. They're like, shit, man, we're living on a fucking disc and if it gets covered in water, like, there's there's nothing we can do. Like, they know something from what they've read that it's been there before. Uh, much more than... Yeah. I think normal science would yeah, regard yeah. ancient civilizations. It seems a bit more esoteric to think that there could have been civilizations before 14,000 years ago that were as advanced. Like, you're mm. talking about uh, the Egyptians were 4,000 years ago but they found stuff that was left there from ten or 12,000 years ago. Yeah, They didn't yeah. build the pyramids, somebody else did, and they just utilised them. So, like, it could be there's a push against n- natural history, there's a push against the commonly held belief that the planet is the way it is, and that's the lie that's being told. It's round. The Egyptians were the ones that built the pyramids. Like, all of this stuff is, like, one side, and then conspiracy comes in and goes, look, this is the way it is, and you should treat the planet right, because... Global warming is a real thing, or whatever. Yeah, perhaps. Do you know? Mm, but it it wouldn't have been such a. I mean, it's only recently that uh, the impact of you know, I mean, like ma- mass production when it comes to like factory farming, farming, factory farming, and all that kind of. And well, this is the start of it. This is the industrial evolution. So maybe she yeah. saw that industrialization of society and and preempted a, a catastrophic end to it, and that's why they were going. Listen, we don't want to have. Yeah. Massive farms, let's eat local, let's keep it all. Like, I, she could maybe see ahead of time and go, the industrialization yeah. of, of these processes is yeah, bad. Yeah, because even mm. in the US during the gold rush, you had a lot of people in Alaska being like, this is going to devastate our wild population. Like, yeah. they knew sort of you know, 50, 60 years before it actually was an issue that that sort of. They could just feel it on the yeah. wind. <laughs> mm. And also, it's just like it is a common thread in religion that there'd be certain animals that there would be sort of more importance put on them. And if Yeah. Like in India they love cows because they're like just don't eat all the cows. In Wales they appreciate highly intelligent ducks. <laughs> you know, not better than a smart yeah. duck. Everybody everybody appreciates yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it it varies from, from culture to culture. What 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 animal do we love here? Badgers. Never eat any badgers. Yeah, no one's ever eaten any badgers or guinea pigs. See plenty. Pigs. Do you ever see any wild guinea pigs though? No. <laughs> Or wild hamsters? Is there such a thing as wild hamsters? I, 
I don't, don't think I don't think a hamster or a guinea pig would last that long in the wild. They don't last that long at home. Like, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, actually, yeah, they, <laughs> they're pretty shit. Like disposable pretty, pets. Yeah. yeah, you want to get a tortoise, a capybara that's in the wild in a ball. Them lads don't give a fuck. They're the biggest rodents in the world. They're the size of dogs, and they're just like pure. Wait, what are they? Capybaras. Yeah, yeah. They're they look like um, Lenny Henry. <laughs> They're like the wolverines of the rodent kingdom. Yeah, they're huge. They're no, they're like the Great Danes of the rodent kingdom. They're yeah. fucking massive. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's like a horse mouse. Yeah, they're kind of cute. They're kind of cute though. <laughs> hey everybody, we're horse mouse. Is that, da, 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 is that Chris da. Pratt's band's name in Parks uh, and Rec? That's Mouse Rat. Mouse Rat. <laughs> we're horse mouse. It's a totally different genre of music. <laughs> um, yeah, Kathy Barrows are fucking class, man. I'm not I'll disagreeing with you. <laughs> look into it. I'm not, yeah, to me like I was going to say, no fucking way. They're my favourite. <laughs> I hate them. They're delicious. So another uh, saucy pup, Albert Smith, who was also known as Zetetes. Uh, <laughs> so many saucy pups. Yeah, he, they are all saucy pups. They're fucking full of guff. Uh, he was an author and uh, a flat earth supporter. And in the late 19th century, he was the editor of Roboton's book, Earth, uh, Not a Globe. So he helped out. Uh, these lads uh, spread the Flat Earth gospel. And he worked tirelessly with Flat Earth Society and with Lady Blount. Maybe there was something going on. Maybe he wanted to get her, get... Maybe he wanted to get a talk of that Blount. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to get her uh, uh, flat on her back, see how the Earth would go. See if the Earth would move. Yeah. Mm, love it. <laughs> Your bell is ready. No. Um, <laughs> he, he, he wrote a book of his own called Earth, A Whirling Globe. And uh, all these mates were like, fuck's sake, no. What are you talking about gloves for? We had this whole flat thing going on. He he used mo- mostly personal experience to come to his thesis that, quote, it yet remains for the Copernican School of Astronomy to prove that the Earth upon which we walk about so complacently and the country, which on a fine day looks so calm and peaceful, is flying through space at a total aggregate speed of something like 86,000 miles per hour. Shall we blindly believe a theory, which in the nature of things is so impracticable, and a theory which directly contradicts the evidences of our God-given senses. We feel no motion. We see no motion. And we hear people in the back. No, no motion. motion. While our senses favour the reasonable and demonstrable fact that the Earth is stationary. So this book, this guy, who's well, not a scientist. The Earth is a pencil. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I've heard of a ruler. But is he not a king or something? He should have had a question mark on his book title as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Earth, a whirling globe. globe? They hadn't invented mm-hmm. clickbait yet. Yeah, this is it. He, he, he's basically going like, I'm not a scientist, but, I, but do you feel the earth moving? Do you feel it spinning around? The wind, just not the earth moving. That's like hot air and cold air having a ride in the sky. I'm just asking questions. I don't feel sick. But when I get into a horse-drawn carriage and it goes real fast, I'm like, whoa, not having that. The earth is not moving. Like, it's purely personal, observational experience yeah. Yeah. dressed ta- up as ta- science. Tangible, uh, immediate yeah. evidence-based stuff. Like, it's, it ain't moving. Yeah. It seems it seems a bit tenuous. Y- yeah. Serious. I mean, Yeah. It's not like uh, if the Earth is spinning around and the clouds aren't moving, it's just an illusion caused by that. Then you know we're not gonna we're not gonna feel it. Yeah, we'll go through the science of that now in a minute, and yeah. maybe we will and maybe we won't. But it just seems 
to write a whole book about it just because you don't understand how it works and you can't feel like that's like saying like I eat food and then poop comes out of my butt. <laughs> how does the food turn into poop? Yeah. And they just write a whole book about how you think there's like little fairies inside you that, that are like digging poop. the yeah. poop yeah. into like some flower bed and it turns it like you can make up any old shit to just understand how the thing works. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, because people would be craving answers. Yeah. The, no, the knowledge of the unknown. And if you say it with authority, people yeah. believe like, oh, he must know about it. Yeah, then. yeah. Well, he's part of the aristocracy. I mean, he knows shit a lot about stationary and movement. And I don't know nothing, me. I just got a fish for a living. <laughs> he's got a name again with Zed. He must know something. He's a lord, isn't he? Zetetes. Oh, well, listen to him. He wrote a book I can't even read. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. How difficult was it to write a book and get it published back then? Yeah, either? yeah. Like he must have had something going on. Yeah. And it's not like now where it's like, you know, like now he'd just do like a two and a half hour badly edited YouTube video about yeah. it. Whereas back then he just wrote a bad book. And it went the, everywhere. Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of books. So there was like Bible, couple of pamphlets. It sounded like... <laughs> then when an actual book comes out, it's like, fuck, I'll read that. I don't care what it's about. <laughs> it's like when a new GTA game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you just buy it automatically. Like take the week off work duty, yeah. just to win well, I think <laughs> he edited Earth's Not a Globe for Robotham and he just went mm, I, I don't know I think I can do this yeah yeah all of us getting an awful lot of attention they say the Earth is moving very quickly but I don't see it so it mustn't be <laughs> that's it to make any sort of a decision just based on what you feel or don't feel is bad like that'd be like if you it'd be like identity politics wouldn't it <laughs> yeah, that's I what. feel like I'm a woman. Therefore, I am, and now I am one. Yeah, well, it's like people that say that's like they joke. they believe, they have faith in God because they feel it in their life somehow. Yeah, but if they go to mass and then they like don't beat their kids, that's cool. But if you like refuse to give your children vaccines because you think it's going to give them autism, mm. that's not cool. But you feel it's right. <laughs> but then they get measles and then their fucking nips fall off or something. But you know what feelings are not. Facts. Bingo. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's weird. But they're, they seem to be able to support it somehow. Um, getting into a, uh, getting into a, uh, what we were talking about earlier on, the Bedford level test. Yeah. Mm. Uh, John Hampton, who is an English scientist of the Royal Academy. So he's a scientist. Uh, he believed in uh, the flat earth theory and he performed the Bedford level experiment, uh, which was a series of observations carried out along a stretch of the old Bedford River in Norfolk in England. The river was a slow flowing six mile straight stretch. And the experiment was there. Uh, basically, they got three poles fixed at equal height above the water level in the river uh, along the start, the middle, and the end. So the flow of water, which was supposedly like bound to follow the curve of the Earth, should dip at some point and uh, go go over where the poles were. So if you can imagine, there's a pole in the water at the start, up to a certain level, leaving, let's say, a meter out of the water. And then the next one, and it's measured at that point. Yeah. And then you go down to the next one and you have it exactly a meter out of the water and then the third one a meter out of the water. And then when you look down the line of the three, the third one should should be a little bit lower, lower. Than, yeah. than the second one. Basically, that's the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, eh? <laughs> three poles? <laughs> you could do it with five uh, and see the gradient, but yeah. three was all they could afford yeah. back in those days. Um, so uh, they, they look through a telescope and they see the, the, the poles like, you know... 
levels and see if it works. So Hampton believed this experiment so much that, as Johnny said, he offered a public wager, which was taken up by this guy, Alfred Russell Wallace. And Wallace ended up winning the bet because he came... Uh, with some with some uh, with some equipment, Hampton sued then because he thought he cheated, and then the court mm. agreed that Wallace had cheated the experiment. And later, then in 1901, Henry Yule Oldham did the experiment again and using what's called a theodolite, which is those things you see the guys doing the, um, the you know, when they're making the city maps. It's called ordnance survey maps. Yeah. So you have one lad. He's like, little bit further, little bit further, little bit further. Stop. Hold it up. And he had the lad, and he goes, and he, yeah. My dad used to do that kind of stuff. Like, as a hobby? No, no, no. He worked for Board Nimona, and he'd he'd go, uh, you know, measuring distances and measuring, like, bog lines and stuff like that. Was he really good at doing that then in his everyday life? We were just like, oh, uh, would you you think you'd fit your car in there? Yeah, would you? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just real good at guessing distances and stuff. And, And shapes. Yeah, he was he was great at that until Bill Clinton assassinated him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to put you in a box, Rest and you're going to know exactly how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pick which box you'll fit in before I shoot you. Ah, uh, the middle one. You're right. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I'm only joking. My my dad's still alive. He's not assassinated. Bill hasn't found him yet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not joking about Bill Clinton being an assassin. I'm joking about my father being dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's not likely to get you killed. But um, no, um, until you go home for Christmas. What's your send that podcast? <laughs> How dare you? He's never going to listen to this. Never. No. Never. No. Imagine if you're at home and he's actually a flat earther. <laughs> and he was just like, well, I measured it. And uh, yeah, it's flat. You know, he'd be a man, he'd be a man to ask. He would. Do you know, I'll, I'll ask him and I'll record it and see what he says. Go get three <laughs> poles, right? And let's do the, let's do the yeah. burr experiment. Yeah. Where you get three poles, you put them in a, like a, a six mile stretch of road in burr. I'm sure there's, a, there's something. Got the big telescope we, there and all. Because when we'd walk, when we'd walk on the bog lands. You can do which, it in the bog, the burr bog experiment. That's what we, we did. You, Sounds you, like a horror you, movie. You get, yeah. you get a, like two, two by four uh, pieces of wood and you'd stick them in the in the ground and then you'd measure out another distance and they're pretty long those those bogs that you, you you would be on yeah and i remember looking at them all the way all the way down and i could see there was no curvature of the bog not to your naked eye because the horizon's going to find your eye line but if you yeah. measured it yeah with a theodolite which I think he did have a, a, at some point. Uh, maybe maybe I looked into it, but I was in looked through it. <laughs> can you I, imagine? Can, I can't remember because I would have been like he a, just a pulls teenager. out a box from under the bed, like <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to give you this. <laughs> oh, it's a theodolite. Such a wonderful Why did you blow dust all over my face <laughs> before you gave it to me? I can't, break. I can't see now. I just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to see a tear in your eye when I give you this. But uh, I mean, I'm just one of those flat boggers. <laughs> Flat boggers. Yeah. Flat bogland. Flat bogland. Let's do a new theory. I think you should do that. We should, we'll make a video. We'll go to Yeah. Get the bog. we we'll do the yeah. three poles. I mean, it's Johnny, right? It's very flat and depressing. Yeah, it's very flat and depressing. <laughs> I was just there. I can confirm it still is. <laughs> and that's just the people. Hey! <laughs> well, this this Bedford uh, uh, level experiment, basically, uh, this guy came back, he, he, uh, Henry Oldham, and he had a theodolite, and it's basically a really... Um, accurate measurement device like a small telescope with some things on the thing and there's like measurements and you turn the squealy thing and you put a thing on it and then it just goes oh yeah that's how much that is science 
science <laughs> and uh, it basically the middle pole was three foot higher than the pole at the end mm. which showed a definite curve like three feet but to the naked eye they all look level mm. and then when you get the the other light and you put it at the proper thing and you measure from from the ground up so basically just lads and they're just like looking out with their eyes going yeah they all look the same yeah yeah, yeah. and then you measure it and it's actually three feet in difference uh but the court still upheld that uh wallace was right and that uh, uh hampton cheated so is that a proof of the flat earth from the bedford level experiment flat earthers say absolutely the court is just trying to perpetuate the government lie and then the the real people are going like yeah but <clears throat> the fucking thing was measured. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And we adjusted all the nibblies and the twinkies and the and the and the, and the, and the yeah. And when we looked through it, it would seem it, it lies mostly in favor favor with uh, curved art. Like yeah. that's not can, to dismiss I, I, everything else they say, but that's like what that. I'm saying, like the experiments, yeah, any scientific experiment, if you're trying to re- recreate the scientific method, like trying to recreate the the situation, the terms, and all that stuff. Yeah, of course you can fuck something up, or you yeah, can make yeah. something sound, you know. But uh, uh, Lady Blount wanted to get in on this action, so we sh- we, she wanted to correct the record years later. So in 1904, she brought in a white sheet to do the same thing, and she got to one end of the river, which is an entirely less scientific method, but she's like, no, I'm not having it. 1904, the war hadn't started yet, so they hadn't got much to do. She got a, she got a big what, sheet. Of, white sheets were still available <laughs> yeah, readily. Big white sheet. She went into the end of the river and she got this photographer to take a picture from the water surface. And then you can see the sheet, which you shouldn't be able to, at the end, like it's the disappearing ship experiment, which we'll talk yeah, about in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see the full height. So she got a sheet that was a certain height and then went to the end. And then you could see the full height of the, the sheet at the end. And then she took pictures of that. And, the, and then put those in pamphlets, put those in newspapers and went, the Bedford level experiment was a travesty. This is what actually happened. Look at my white sheets. I'm great at doing the washing. The Lady Blunt sheet experiment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems Blow like... Blow your minds. It seems like a, a petty correction, but like... It sounds like the first Daz ad. Yeah. <laughs> to have uh, wow, Sh- looks Shane Ritchie as, is looks just as white and, Lady Blunt. and straight on. From this end of the river as it does close up. <laughs> One very interesting guy, Thomas Barron, who was a NASA safety inspector. He stated in a hearing before Congress that NASA was operating an illegitimate space program. And he said they had really low quality control. They kept employees in the dark about like real facts and everybody was compartmentalized. No one knew the full scope of any project. And then a week after he testified in front of Congress... His car was hit by a train on a crossing line and he and his wife and his stepdaughter were killed stone dead. And it was deemed an accident. And then the 500-page report that he had made about NASA and their safety failures that he supplied to Congress as part of a congressional hearing into the NASA space program with the Apollo mission. Let me guess, they were perfectly fine and everyone read them? No, they went (laughs) missing forever. (gasps) They went missing? Yeah. Well, that's unusual. Mm. Just Imagine. after he was hit by a train on yeah. a crossing. Okay. His car was hit by a train on a crossing. That Yeah. Like the car somehow cut out and yeah. then it was stuck on the crossing and then the train smashed in and killed everybody in the car. Yeah. And it's too much of a movie trope where you're like, nah, couldn't have happened. Yeah. It, 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 it did. did. It did, yeah. 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 And we don't know if Bill Clinton was driving the train or not. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, and he's 
report has never showed up. So, 500 yeah. pages missing forever. Never been, like, all the NASA stuff. And the flat earth people are dead set against NASA and everything that it stands for. So, I mean, could that <laughs> man's demise be an assassination to hide the truth? Yes. It certainly sounds like it's sounds an assassination like it. to hide something. Is he the only one that was that was killed as part of the NASA space program? Yeah. See, no. Like, there yeah. are others. I couldn't find anybody that were specifically talking about... Yeah. Uh, uh, deficiencies in NASA's like uh, quality control when they're talking about like we've done a whole episode on the Apollo mission if you want to go back and listen to that yeah I've since seen through the eyes of flat earthers the criticisms of all the Apollo missions yeah. we'll talk about them in, in a few minutes like it's pretty shoddy like at the end of Apollo uh, the Apollo uh, uh, mission uh, the Apollo episode that we did for those conspiracy guys I was like yeah of course we went to the moon like we couldn't have not went to the moon like, that's what I was like, nah. Like, early Joe Rogan was like, there's no way we went to the moon. And now he's all like, yeah, of course we did. Come on, man. What else the fuck are we doing? You're going the opposite. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm now hopping back over the other side of the fence and going like, some of the footage I've seen through the eyes of Flat Earthers about lads like being on wires, being underwater, like fucking wild shit. So if a guy comes along and says, I work for NASA, it's a bunch of bullshit. And then a week after he testifies in front of Congress, his report goes missing and he gets smushed by a train. Hmm. Like that seems way too convenient. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, like one thing or another. Like if the report went missing. Yeah. 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 That'd be something, you know, or if he died. Yeah. But I suppose he had to die. Him and all his it, family. If the report was going to go missing, he'd just go, ah, fuck. Should have cop- made a copy of that. Yeah. yeah. And he would have. Release another report, but for the two things to happen, yeah, and getting killed by a train a week after the fucking hearing, yeah, that is quite a difficult assassination to set up, isn't it? Um, yeah, how do you know he's going to be cro- unless that was like a, a route? Uh, I'd have to do more research. It'd have to be a death. route on the way home. They'd have yeah, to know yeah. he was going and like done something at the carrot stop, yeah, at the right time, but also just at the right time, not to give him enough time to get out of the car. The train was running late. The well, entire... I'm saying, I, I looked very, uh, uh, I guess, superficially into the, his death. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm not even... So maybe it's a thing of, like, they just caught him going along the road, injected injected them with some stuff to make them go asleep, or, like, That's hey, does this cloth yeah. smell like chloroform to you? And then put yeah, them up, yeah. just roll the car on the tracks and just walk away, and they're all asleep in the car, and then the next thing they get smushed. Or baited them with, put a t-shirt on the tracks, flat earthers do it harder and longer and better yeah or something like that maybe i could have picked maybe because of, of the things. curvature maybe because <laughs> of the curvature you couldn't better. see yeah you couldn't see <laughs> yeah. because of the curvature yeah. and ironically using train tracks is one of the flat earthers like main uh, evidence points so maybe that's why it was like they were just trying to send them a message oh yeah, yeah. i wonder that's, was the train yeah. tracks they got killed on one of the longest in america that like proves that there's a curve or something <laughs> yeah we're going to look more into the death of thomas byron and see but i just think it was interesting that like, yeah a no, week very... after he gave some evidence it was like hi so before we go any further i just want to say thanks to HelloFresh for supporting our podcast those conspiracy guys has teamed up with HelloFresh, and they're offering everyone in our audience a total of 60 dollars off that's 20 dollars off your first three boxes so head to hellofresh.com tcg60 and use the offer code tcg60 HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking convenient and fun and takes the worry of shopping for grub for you or your family. With HelloFresh, everything comes pre-measured in labelled meal kits, so it's easy to know which ingredients go with which, and it's delivered right to your door in insulated, recyclable packaging. 
Each meal takes about 30 minutes to prepare, so you won't be slaving away in the kitchen all night, and it can make cooking easy and fun again. Each box is made from the freshest ingredients, no just that water carry on, and it's fresh, responsibly obtained, and it comes from high-rated select farms and trusted sources. It will save you loads on takeaway, and the variety of meals is great, with three plants to choose from. Classic, which is a variety of fish, meat, and seasonal produce. Veggie, which is plant-based proteins, grains, and those seasonal veggies. And a set of family recipes. You can cook balanced, delicious, and filling dinners for less than $10 per meal, with free shipping. And I know I'm going to be using it when we're on the road in the US for TCG TV. Well, because we're not there yet, we got our longtime fan and friend of the show, Manda, to sample HelloFresh for us this week. So, hey, Manda, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good. I understand you got some uh, deliveries from HelloFresh this week when you were uh, taking care of your, your home in Tennessee. I did, I did. I got six different meals um, this past week. Wonderful. And uh, HelloFresh sent you some of the good stuff to send you some pork chops and some some uh, some chicken and uh, all sorts of stuff. Like, when you were making that, did you have any problem following the instructions it was it all came in one box everything was refrigerated how did it how did it arrive it did it all came in in one um box with ice packs to keep the meats cool and then uh, all of the containers were recyclable or the packing material was all recyclable and they kept it in a way that you know your i guess your vegetables and your fresh stuff and that sort weren't getting wet by the ice packs and stuff like that it was just very neatly packed nice and uh the, the, all the stuff was fresh nothing was frozen it's all coming as if you got brought it back from the supermarket yourself that day right that's right everything was really fresh and uh when you were cooking it then how how long would it take per meal so you were cooking for yourself uh your good husband and your mother i believe is that right yes so when you're cooking for everybody how long would it take to put those meals together so for me i cooked it by myself and it took me about 30 minutes but i do if you had somebody else chopping with you at the same time or attending to the stove it would probably cut it down by half um just because i did it by myself it took me about 30 minutes a meal cool and all the all the like the fresh ingredients like the vegetables and all come as full vegetables and you have to cut them up are you given like an instruction card that comes with it you are you're given this big instruction card and on one side it tells you it shows you an example of the meal and on the back side it has step by step and whether you're cooking for two people or four people the amount of ingredients and everything's pre-measured minus the actual vegetables but all your seasoning and stuff is pre-measured so you don't need to waste measuring spoons and cups and stuff like that for those things there's no millions of small glass jars hanging around your kitchen <laughs> right. the cooker, yeah with the when it when it gets slightly wet and the stuff all sticks together in the shaky salts and stuff i don't like that <laughs> and uh if you were going to put that together, like for for your people, the the price for it, if it was less than ten dollars a meal, like that's that's how much they cost. Like you'd be happy with that for what you got. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. What uh, what kind of meals did you get? We got a chicken pineapple quesadilla, a maple glazed pork chops, Swedish meatloaves, creamy dill chicken, a French onion burger, and pork tacos. Nice and so uh, just a. This sounds like hefty, like a hefty dinners <laughs> together. I mean, it's a nice variety. You know, it wasn't like all chicken or all really um, a good variety. And they're actually, I feel like, things that I wouldn't normally do because when you grow up and you follow your mother's cooking, you kind of 
keep in line with that same recipe and rarely change yeah. it up. So it's especially like the chicken pineapple quesadillas. That's not something that I would have ever come up, but it's really, really good. So for people who aren't good at adulting, it's probably <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, I never thought to put those things. It, it kind of brings you out of your uh, comfort zone. And it's probably easy when you come home from work, you can just come in, bang this stuff together and it's not a massive chore, right? Right. And it's it, having all the ingredients. What I really loved about it was if, say, one day I was adventurous and I were to look up some random recipe, I don't have any of that stuff in my house. So I would have to make a specific trip to the grocery store and buy like, you know, a certain spice or something that I may never use again because it's only for this particular recipe where in the HelloFresh box, you get all, all of those spices and in everything that you need. So it takes out all the thought process. After a long day of work, you don't want to think about dinner. You don't want to think about ingredients that you need yeah. to specifically go buy. So it's all there for you. Nice. And you were saying that you and your uh, your husband are going to be signing up to HelloFresh from now on because it was just we that are. convenient. Yeah, that's cool. We are. He actually asked me yesterday. He's like, when are we going to sign up for that? And, and I was just, <laughs> I just got back a few days ago. Give me let me unpack my suitcase first. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, we're going to give you a code uh, the same as we're giving everybody else, so you'll be able to get a few bob off for your uh, your first order when you sign up. But thanks very much for doing that for us. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to try this out. This is awesome. You're a, an old school TCG fan. I was, I was glad to talk with you. Thanks a minute. Thank you. So with all that said, HelloFresh have teamed up with those conspiracy guys to offer our audience sixty dollars off the total, which is twenty dollars off your first three boxes. So head over to HelloFresh.com slash TCG60 and use the offer code TCG60 or click the link in the episode description below. There you have it. For less than $10 a meal and free shipping, you can get fresh, ready-to-cook, delicious ingredients straight to your door. So forget about the worrying of shopping for ingredients and go throw away all your takeout menus and order at HelloFresh.com slash TCG60 and use the code TCG60 to get $60 off. Thanks, HelloFresh. So for more evidence looking at uh, what flat earthers are actually kind of go, basing their opinions on and basing their facts on, you're looking at maps from all throughout history. And there are many maps the flat earth guys are able to pull from. And you're talking about like way back when, when people like cartographers were only doing like their own garden and then yeah. like a little bit further uh, it turned into like then Europe and then Europe and North Africa yeah. Europe and Asia but it was only monsters and where they are yeah. here, be <laughs> here be monsters on the yeah. other side and then it like Dragons. it went out into Russia and then after the, the, the 15th century then it was like Americas and South America so as they make a map to be able to have it be proportional and we'll find this now in a few minutes I, I we're going to take a small break from recording and I'm going to show you this website and I'm going to recommend it to the people as well. It'll melt your face to see the real size of Africa on a map. But I don't want that. I like my face. You're going to see this shit, whether you like it or not. Oh, okay. Hashtag me too. And it just it just seems that like the 2D representations of these observable countries get misrepresented or you can understand why you can squeeze a conspiracy theory into something like a world map which already has so many inconsistencies and if they're misunderstood by someone who doesn't make maps hmm. they can look back through history and go yeah but sure all through history they thought the world was flat and the way they make maps was was all based on flat earth theory and it's like yeah because they didn't know until ages that the world wasn't flat so they made all their mathematical calculations for making maps based on that shit yeah and then new information came to light 
and but that's how science advances yeah, it's like things a, change different methods different technology different yeah. information so from early babylonian times maps were etched in rock and depicted uh like depicted the known world basically uh on stone which is not as accurate as google earth or whatever hmm. But they had to do something. It's hard to fold and put in a glove compartment of a car as well. <laughs> yeah. Those early maps. Oh, take a take a left at, at Alexandria. I don't know how does this work. Uh, but they, they split the world into eight regions, and they had four shores. And the Imago Mundi, with, and Mundi means world, from the sixth century BC shows Babylonia, Assyria, and Armenia, then known as Uratu. Uratu. Uvavu, and uh, who she was like the first black actress on uh, TV in the original Star Trek. So from these b- b- before Christ maps, <laughs> like Aximander, who is credited with making one of these first maps for, for in Babylon, uh, the entire known world in 546 BC was made into a map by Hecastius of Miletus who made the first detailed and comprehensive map of Egypt and the surrounding area, including all the inlets and the deltas in the Fertile Crescent. Uh, And then to Eratosthenes, who mapped the conquered land of Alexander the Great. He was just beside Alexander going, look at all the stuff you have to do, you own, Alexander. Look, I drew it. I drew it on the page. (laughs) (laughs) Frantically frantically drawing stuff as he's like, what, you've taken over that bit over there? What, uh, those trees? Oh, jeez. Slow down. Slow down. Like a courtroom sketch. Slow down. Have a fucking orgy or something. Give me a a break. I need to catch up. And then the the Poseidonus who who had the unenviable job of mapping out what the Roman Empire was in 130 BC and that lad was like um, as far as I read was like like one of these overtired civil servants who's going around collecting data from the conquered lands yeah. he's just coming in like going a census report so um, yeah you're after taking over the whole north there did you uh, count many people were in it did you count many sheep did you count many fields okay and he just had to take all that information and go back and bring it back to Rome and it's like it's that many. Like the poor cunt. <laughs> Imagine that job for the whole Roman Empire. No. Really annoying. Yeah. How many sandals? Uh, mariners and conquerors were basically the ones who were making all the maps. And their furthest adventures were the limits of human knowledge at the time. As much as they knew, that's as, that, that's as much as we knew. And they wouldn't go to places where here be monsters. So technology was basically the stalling factor in exploring further than the main eastern hemisphere, uh, which is like Europe, uh, Asia, India. Uh, even further reaches of Russia or Southern Africa were out of bounds, I guess. They weren't even drawn on maps because people hadn't got that far yet. And traveling too far west or south, I, I, I think was put into the the ether as like, if you go there, you won't come back. Surely people did go, mm-hmm. but they weren't map makers or they didn't want to come back. They were just like, this place is class. Like, can you imagine getting out as far as like China yeah. in like, 1200 BC yeah, finding an opium then and you're just like this place is fucking brilliant I'm not never well, going home it'd take you forever to get there and you probably yeah, you wouldn't be coming back you'd be like yeah. look I could I can't, I can't go home now in. I'd be dead you know I'd be dead by the time I got back and there's no guarantee I'd even get back took me nine That's, years to get here exactly yeah you're not going to turn around I mean, once, you know, you can't just pop over to fucking New York for a weekend for and do a bit of shopping <laughs> back back in those days. It's like four months on a ship made out of coffins. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even know. Like, there's no Google Maps. You wouldn't even get home. You don't know. You wouldn't even know where you lived yeah. anymore. 
That's why people. You won't even know it's been nine years. You yeah, have yeah. no concept. It's exactly. been that long. How, how long have I been gone? Not even wearing a watch. You, you, unless you catch a reflection in a pool of water and you go, Jesus Christ, <laughs> say to me. It's not great. It, is that why you think people just never left home? Because they're like, geez, if I leave the site of my house, I might never find my way back. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and if you're going to get in a boat and commit to years of traveling, like, yeah, you're not going to go back. In it, but. Did you watch Vikings? No. No. In the first season of Vikings, they made this like weird, uh, I guess, like gyroscope compass. And, and your man is like, uh, oh, Ragnar Lothbrok, I have a way for us to get across the sea. And it was like a bucket with like a candle and then like a, a, a stick and a thing in it. And it's like, that's going to get us across the sea. Your man's he's gorgeous. He's just like, oh, yeah, I believe you. Come on. And they're just like 40 lads getting a boat with a bucket with a water with a candle and a stick in it. And then the next thing, they're in England. And they yeah. just get off the shore and they're like, yeah, it worked. Can I get us home? <laughs> I don't know. It only points one way. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Imagine the faith it took yeah. for the Vikings to like sail from Denmark to go out west where no one had gone before to go like, there's land out here, I can just feel it. And then of all the, the whole like vast expanse of ocean that they could have sailed into and they had to get as far as New York uh, or like Newfoundland to reach land. And they just managed to go like, uh, fum, and they just hit like the side of England like a bullseye on a dartboard. Like that's, you know. That's class. Yeah. That's balls. That yeah. Ta- that takes... I still barely trust balls. Ryanair. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> checking, the, checking the ticket, checking the board, checking the ticket, checking the board. <laughs> but the here be monsters thing kept people from traveling too far, but people of high importance at the turn of the, the millennium uh, 2,000 years ago, like Ptolemy, uh, were, it's a silent P, were uh, still labored to discern the actual circumference of the earth or to know that it was even round. These people were just like, yeah, I says, I, I draws what I sees. Whenever I'm there, the thing goes around the thing and it makes a little yoke. I'm going to draw that. And that's what they went on. So in Ptolemy's geography, which is a, a, a whole a double class on the Thursday morning, uh, he followed on from copies of other maps that were made by people. And uh, he just made more accurate and detailed maps, like the inlets and the ports and the the different like uh, juttings of, of rocks and bays and stuff like that. But he, he still made incorrect calculations uh, about distance and the mass of the land. So it was more detailed. The coasts were better. And so what sailors needed was more detailed coasts to know where mm. they're sailing into. But he didn't know the, the width of the countries in miles because they didn't go much further inland. And uh, traditionally on a lot of these maps, a lot of the, like the whole west of America wasn't discovered until like the late 1600s on maps because people in America living for, 30, 40 years, never went further than the Midwest. Mm. Yeah. Because they were like, here be monsters, a little bit. Around the 6th century, the Cosmos Indicolopleitis, from around 6th century AD map, uh, showed the knowledge of Cosmos, because uh, that was his name, as a merchant, making a map of what was known as the known world at the time. But he didn't include Africa, Australia, Russia, the Americas, and he had Jerusalem as the centre of the world. And this was like the first iteration of an actual flat world view with a classic dome protecting the planet. It was all drawn on the map. Uh, and this is all stuff he got from the Bible. And then the Bible's written at the time. He's going like, the firmament is there. The stars are in the sky. Pinholes in the cushion. The, pinholes in the cushion of night. <laughs> pinholes in the curtain of night. Uh, the moon and the sun are inside of that thing. And it's all, you know, on the first day, God made dark and light and all that stuff. So he drew what he knew. 
and then added the kind of the creepy crawly stuff underneath and, and drew a dome on top. And this is the first image of what we traditionally know as like a flat earth model. Yeah, yeah. So this is Cosmos Indicopleiestus. I'll have to write that down. So, Ed, you were looking at some more maybe contemporary contemporary ones with easier names to say. <laughs> contemporary. We drew straws for the hardest yeah, names. Yeah. Once we've, we've gotten out of the Greeks <laughs> yeah. uh, and the, all those very things that sound like diseases. The Anglo-Saxon <laughs> The Anglo-Saxon cotton map uh, shows what they knew of the world in uh, 1040 AD. So after Jesus went, oh, I've had enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we jump, we jump years, on a bit. It's uh, a thousand it, years after yeah. the death of he who shall not be named. And unsurprisingly on this map, Britain was massive. Uh, because it was, you know, skewed that way. Greedy. Uh, with a focus on Cornwall, because uh, Cornwall was big on sheep and pasties. And that, <laughs> that business was starting to get going. Faulty Towers. <clears throat> but it wasn't meant to be accurate. It was just, it was like an artist depiction of, or interpretation of the world uh, at that time. And the Anglo-Saxons were predominantly located in the south of England anyway, and that was their area yeah. that were like, we're yeah. deadly. So it was kind of, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, um, it's like in uh, the Captain America movie when they have references to European things that he should catch up on because he's been frozen for years. And yeah. the American one is American references. It was like that, except with maps. Yeah. They were not bigging map. themselves up. And not with superheroes. It's like when the girls take pictures in Instagram from a certain angle to make their tits look bigger. Exactly. But in maps. And I'm the tits standing in the background. Um <laughs> And they've angled it low to make my head look bigger. Hey, no. you got tits the size of Cornwall. And I'm saying, what am I doing in this women's toilet? <laughs> uh, the Anglo-Saxon cotton map was based on the Telemic maps and had eastern countries small and inaccurately depicted. So uh, the West looking down on eastern countries, huh? The times, times have changed. Yeah. Uh, so uh, many uh, following with the, the maps for the next 200 years, um, they all made sort of similar mistakes. Um, uh, they thought there was an apocalypse coming. Uh, Beatus. Beatus? Beatus? I'd say Beatus. I'd say Beatus. Yeah. Uh, he thought there was an if apocalypse you can't beat coming. Us, join us. <laughs> and uh, Mahud al uh, Kashgari. Uh, who made a Turkish-centric map. Which Where was, was he from? <laughs> he was from East Cornwall. Yeah. Uh, he made a Turkish-centric map, which uh, left Europe badly depicted. Um, I'll, uh, Extinct lines coming from yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pooh lines. And the yeah, Pooh land. This is the land of Pooh. And Al Idrisis Tabula I'm not saying his name right. Uh, Rogeriana. Uh, Al- Aladrisi he's known as in the map world okay, he's, he's quite important we'll find out later on uh, so Aladrisi uh, um, his map which was compiled by Arab merchants uh, so it was a little bit more accurate it was the first to most accurately depict the northern African continent but left out the southern part uh, replacing it with an unknown ocean probably full of giant octopi yeah here be monsters and whatnot. here be monsters we had Mundi as like the, the I think the Greek version of the word world and then tabula is the aladrisi language whatever whatever that was yeah. like a, a Monday wrote that song july Urdu, yeah an Urdu <laughs> or whatever whatever language they were speaking at the time there um yeah so the t- the tabula rogeriana 
super detailed stuff. Like it had all the cities, it had all the principalities. Yeah. Political, it had political uh, borderlines for different kings and different rulers. So it was like super important for travelers to know which bits to not go through if you're carrying gold or if you're carrying like spices or anything like that. You're like, well, don't go through this place because they're the lads that fucking wear your skin for a hat. Handy to know, yeah. If it's on the map, yeah. it's like Google Maps when you know, like, oh, don't go down this way. There's a traffic jam, and they'll eat your dick. Uh, and they're all kind of skewed to the region that they're in. Because, That's another thing because yeah. no one's going to go like traveling to the like they haven't gone to those places, so they don't know. Or maybe they just like ah, it's they're really just small and shit. Don't yeah, bother going there. It's, it's guesswork, and it's it's a uh, it's a kind of a what's the word for it? like a localized sort of. Uh, uh, way of thinking like you know you're not you're not looking beyond your own cornwall borders yeah. it's an insular everything was insular but then of course if these maps come up with hey these guys have more detail let's take these guys maps from here and these guys maps from there and it you know obviously Put them together con- co- like collaborate co- collaborate more detailed maps yeah, so they- you can get more detail as it goes on but of yeah. course it takes it takes a while um because uh you know as these as these maps and methods evolve, they all base their assertions on these early maps. And then, yeah, they'd add detail as it went on and corrections. Uh, through the 14th century, the religious west of Europe made maps with Jerusalem as the center, uh, like Piero Visconti. And Who the, makes those lovely little biscuits you get with coffee. Oh, they're so <laughs> nice. Really good. Uh, it's great uh, to have a namesake. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to mark your work. <laughs> Love those Visconti biscuits. And and the the world atlas, uh, which was made upside down for some reason. Yeah, the Catalan world atlas is a real weird one. Do you ever see that? Yeah, because it has well, yeah. it has Europe kind of the right way up, but a little bit and sideways. Then, and it, it's like everything is a little bit sideways, and then upside down the rest of it. Yeah. So you're like, what way were you looking at it? How did you draw it? And maybe that's like the way we see where the northern hemisphere is the north. And the Southern Hemisphere is the South. It gives a lot of credence to the flat Earth theory, which is like there's no North and South. Everything's on a circle, mm. and it just depends on what way you look yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. Because we're used to seeing it with like North America above South America. Yeah, but maybe the Catalans were like, let's do it a different way. Let's see and see. Yeah, what, because there is no if, on a flat Earth. There is no. Yeah, there's no right. up or down. It's yeah. it's circular. So they just drew yeah. it from their point of view. Which made everything else upside down, which fucked up all the other map makers because they were making it with Jerusalem in the center. And because uh, uh, like Britain was in the north, they were like, Britain's the best. So make that the biggest and put it in the center. And do you know of any other explanation to why it's like I, I, that? I couldn't Did, find it. I, yeah. I looked up the Catalan world map. Maybe somebody, some map aficionados out there know. But like, it's maybe such it was, a weird... Maybe it was a misprint. Maybe. Maybe man <laughs> was... Maybe they didn't mean to do it and then it was done. I was like... Ah. Focus. Nobody knows. Just turn it upside down. They all think it's a globe anyway. That's yeah. the way we're looking at it. But they did. The, the Catalan lads also did have a really detailed area in the in the Chinese in the western section. Yeah. So they had Southeast Asia. They had that archipelago in where 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 the Euro or Australasian Peninsula. China was very detailed, and across to India and the Middle East. So the, how the fuck did the Catalans know all that stuff? They were sailing all over the place, but mm. but did they get that far? it's not in recorded history that they did the Catalans are really interesting in history of a country because they mm-hmm. did so much and they were so advanced and then they were like totally subjugated by the Spanish yeah and like bet into submission and I think they're going to get their freedom from Spain they had a, a, a referendum yeah and they're going to get their own little country please God 
fingers crossed. Ah, it'd be nice for them. Be nice for them. They're fighting a while. Um, but yeah, the the, the the Chinese maps, the Da Ming Hui Nai 2, uh, was a map of the Ming Empire, which was one of the first to show the entirety of the African continent. Mm. And how did them lads know what Africa looked like? Yeah. There was, there was remember the... Because um, sailing around the entire African continent is... Difficile. Yeah, oh yeah. Muta difficile. So... Very difficile. The guys would sail around the bottom of Africa to go to the Spice Islands. Remember, like, the, the yeah. Magellans yeah. and the lads. Maybe go there, oh, a bit of a bend there, a bit of a curve. <laughs> yeah. That cape gave me the horn. And you end up getting getting to China and tell all the lads, like, this is what it's like when you go past this bit. And they're like, oh, I did not know that. I'm going to write that down in a map. Thanks, man. And they write it. And then somebody finds it in China and go, well, them lads weren't traveling. How the fuck did they know that stuff? It's like someone I came and told them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guesswork here, you know. But there, it's taking all the different ones, yeah. putting together into a solidified map theory well i mean it just goes to show it takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for maps to become uh to evolve and become accurate and you can see how many mistakes can come along in that yeah. like the flat earth guys are going this is a, a comedy of errors this is a collaboration of like mistaken assumptions mm. it's almost like when they find dinosaur bones and they never get full skeletons, so they're mixing and matching things yeah. from different leaving digs. It, leaving out the feathers now. Yeah, so mm. that's the big one. But you even have cases where they'd like mistake a neck for a tail and stuff like that because somebody else yeah, yeah. done the tail and all. It's the same yeah. thing. Like they no matter find, how smart these they people are, they find a bunch of bones and they just want to put a dinosaur together. Yeah, yeah. Even if they don't have all the bones for it, yeah. it's just yeah. like yeah, well, it's, it's like gonna... a child with Lego that lost the instructions. Yeah, just fit it together, glue it, be grand. Put the bits together. It didn't really matter as long as the bits are there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to make up stuff that makes sense to you. Yeah. Which is kind of like the way these maps are going. It's like, it, well, Britain's there and it's huge. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's massive. It's like bigger than Russia. Have you been to Russia? <laughs> no, I just hear it's big. But England's bigger than that. Really? Yeah. Well, I haven't been there, so I just have to take your word for it. It's going to melt your face how big Africa is. Wait, we get to that shit. Oh, gee. Around the 15th century, the circular world map ideas came out with the De Verga map being the first circular map showing all the continents as close to the flat earth map as we have now. Pretty similar if you look at it. Mm. Uh, I'm going to put all these up on the website and make a, make a, a little map article and show you all the stuff. Um, Bianco's world map, it, it was a circle as well, but it was based on uh, the Telemic flawed theories as they were known then to be flawed. Uh, the Genesi map discarded the now canon Marco Polo map uh, for the travels of Niccolo de Conti, which depicted world wonders and landmarks as well. So most of the maps were made from the travels of Marco Polo. I'm guessing that's from going back and forth to the east. Mm. Like I said, going underneath Africa, out to the Spice Islands, as they were called. And then coming back with some saucy, saucy spices. And then he was going, on the way, I, I saw this and this and this. And loads of people were making their maps. So who knows, Marco Polo might have been a bought and sold man. Maybe he was just telling people like, oh yeah, it's that big. It's not that big at all. Yeah, yeah. So... These guys, uh, 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 the Genoese guys who put put together that map, they they looked to Niccolo Di Conti, who was a, like a, basically an unknown guy, but he was also a a, a traveler and a merchant, and he had all these uh, like he had pyramids from Egypt, and he's like, oh, you want to put them there? And he had like you know waterfalls and stuff that nobody else was putting in. He was like, yeah, I went to see Nicoe. Ah, I wanted to see something nice. Uh, I, I'm coming <laughs> back. I got a full bag of the spicy. I want to see something nice. 
You went to a waterfall, had a beautiful dinner on a blanket with a beautiful woman. I you know. know. I go all this way. Be ashamed not to hang out. I see the sights. Uh, <laughs> make a yeah. more accurate uh, maps. That's <laughs> <laughs> what the people want. <laughs> but then in 1492, the shit got real. And Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He did. In 1492. He did, he did, he did, he do. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the Baha'im came with the Erdapful Globe and fucked up everybody's shit. And that's why... It's the globe. The globe. That's, I never knew that. These guys... 1492, Columbus went over the lip of the world. Yeah. Disappeared into the into the horizon. And all the Spanish sides were like, <gasps> We're never going to see him again. And he ended up out in the ocean, shitting himself. He had one of those... Um, Sextants. He, if he was lucky. And uh, they were like, there's no land, there's no land, there's no land. We all know the story of Columbus and the yeah. Nina and the Pinta and the, and the, and the Santa Rosa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a nice little, uh, it's a cheeky little number. Bit of a, yeah, it's lovely. Fruity with body. Yeah, just let it breathe. Uh, yeah. And um, they eventually got to land and it was the West Indies and the whole shebang. Yeah. So when they were coming back with that information, it changed how everything worked because they thought they were going to go over the lip of the world. Now it's a globe. And that's attributed to Columbus. And I think there was people that did it before. But mm. That's attributed to Columbus. And then these German guys, the Beheim, came with this Erdapfel globe, put it on the little thing that we see, the little C-shaped thing, and put the ball in it and spun it around. Now, they didn't have the full Americas. They only had a little bit because he didn't, obviously, discover America. He yeah. only discovered the West Indies. But it was painted by this guy called Georg Glockenden. And they made this globe, first of its kind, left out the Americas, but uh, they... Like, they inaccurately depicted them, basically, and named them after yeah. the mythical St. Brendan's Island. So St. Brendan apparently went over in 400 AD and discovered America and told no one about it, because you don't be telling people, you don't be bragging now. <laughs> really? I went to St. Brendan's Community School. And did you find uh, no. any weird land or any? I found, uh, like, a secret uh, a secret room at the back of the, uh, of the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> the Prime Minister. <laughs> we had a Prime Minister instead of a principal in our school. <laughs> it was very, very politicised. Hard, a highly charged political arena, secondary school. But yeah, a secret compartment, and it was all, like, Ooh. flat earth stuff. <laughs> there was, lo- there was Saint, loads of... St. Brendan's... Diaries. There was lo- was it the Christian Brothers School? Yeah. Yeah, so there was probably just loads of files of kids getting molested that were kept in that room. You found the molestation chamber? Uh, n- no. That's a different <laughs> room. <laughs> That's a different story. Eyes, uh, it's eyes just glazed over there. Like, oh no. <laughs> so after this, the globe phenomenon, like it didn't, it didn't catch on as quickly as, you know, all the globes in the world would have you think. But there was way more realistic maps being made. And at the turn of the 16th century, the return of Columbus with some Chicano hose. And he was all like, check these out. Look at these. You want to go? Uh, this knowledge of the West gave cartographers the horn. And they knew we're going to have to start getting this shit down. Um, sending people over. Like way more explorers went over there. And then they went to South America. And, uh, you know, just started enslaving people. And just going, jeez, there's loads of real stupid people over here that will do what we tell them for a bit sausage. And then they were like, oh, we never had sausage before. And uh, we would just sacrifice some young people at the top of a pyramid for some reason. Mm. It just seemed a little bit... God, I do a lot for ex- sausage. Exploitative, do you know? And these map makers 
as they went around, like your man with Alexander, they'd go around and they'd make mm. the maps and do all the stuff. Frantically. Frantically sketching it really quick. And and the maps being made of the Amazon were some of the most dangerous because they were the ones that had all the cannibalistic uh, tribes people. Yeah. So if you made a map, if you came back with a good map of the Amazon, you were a fucking ledge bag, mm. do you know, as a Portuguese dude. But the knowledge that Columbus brought back with them uh, gave uh, Cantino, Caviero and Roish... Uh, the, the fuel to make like some of the best maps in the world but these didn't include all of the americas they partially had the coast of brazil but not the full extent of south america or even brazil in itself it was very uh, uh mediocrely represented and if you look at how big brazil is as part of south america it's fucking huge like mm. um the walt c muller and ringman map uh, named america after uh, basically contesting Columbus and his West Indies discovery and they said you know what there's a lad called Amerigo Vespucci and he actually landed in real America and sailed down the coast and he knows that there's a bigger place than just the Caribbean islands so you know what Columbus fuck off this place is not going to be called Colombia you'll get a whole different country for that <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be happy with it and you'll be happy with it whether you like it or not so the most argumentative map and the one that the heliocentrists use as the basis for all modern maps we see today is Samuel Dunn's map of the world which we see the entire world from the information Captain Cook's expedition brought and it lacks the detail in the western United States because people didn't go there until like the late 1800s um, you know Tom Cruise and Fire and Away and all mm-hmm. that crack uh, sticking the flag in the ground and then you own it like I'm John Burbank I made Burbank or whatever <laughs> Pat knows what it is um, it lacks the detail in the western United States but it does leave room for it and splits the planet into two circles, denoting roundness. So this is the first notion in a map that wasn't one circle with Jerusalem at the center. It was uh, it had a full circle and then in between it had like two uh, other circles that kind of overlapped a little bit in the middle. And when you would bend it around, it showed that the, the earth had, had a kind of a bend in it. Yeah. Uh, it also entirely misrepresents Africa. It foreshortens the size of it down, which is... The kind of the norm for a lot of maps. Did you mm. know that Africa is like depicted on the map like a fifth of the size it's supposed to be? And I heard that at, at a night we were all smoking weed one night and we were just like, hey man, do you know in America, uh, Africa is fucking a fifth the size it really is in the map? I was like, fuck off, man. There's no way to get away with that. It totally is. Well, like even, Wait, to, even today. Even today. Because imagine you have a curved map and Africa has taken up the whole of the curve. So what you have to do is take the depth out of Africa and... Yeah, squash yeah, it yeah. down onto not even a square like if you're representing a circular version of the map it's not even as long as it should be mm. so it should be way longer but they keep it in a 16 to 9 ratio so the length of the map is proportionate to how long it is so Africa should be way longer and there's way more like ocean in the southern hemisphere but they just neaten it up and like shrink Africa down a bit so it all kind of fits nicely together just for the convenience of a cartographer the convenience of fitting on the wall or in a in a little roll of paper. Do you want to see exactly how big it is? I'll show you. There's, sure. a, there's a website. Zip. That, <laughs> there's a website called thetruesizeof.com and it's not what you think. You can see that Africa is actually shrunken oh. to represent the curvature of the globe and it has to be relatively shrunken, meaning that Russia being at the top of the map is represented much larger than its actual size in comparison to Africa. So Russia is not oh, really? actually... Yeah. So everything in the Northern Hemisphere... Oh, I've is, never heard that before. ...is way over-exaggerated because oh. it has to fit on a curve. Yeah. But the map Including is... Including Russia. 
the map is favoured to the Northern Hemisphere because that's the like predominantly the most amount of countries and they're the guys that are fucking paying for the maps to yeah. be made, right? Yeah. So the Southern Hemisphere, because there's so much water, is foreshortened and they pull up a lot of it and make South America a little bit smaller and make Africa real small. So we all think, yeah, there's not many people there and it's like a fifth of what it's supposed to be. And that's, like, I'll show you. <laughs> you won't get to see this at home now, but I'm going to show the last this website and it'll melt your fucking face. So Russia uh, is at the top of the map, represented much larger, and the equator countries are way larger uh, than represented with the continent of Africa being able to hold the entire United States, the entirety of China, the entirety of Europe, and the entirety of India inside its borders. So the continent of Africa can fit the whole of China, the whole of America, the whole of Europe, and the whole of India <laughs> inside its borders. Can you imagine ah, that? Ah. <laughs> Stop. That bro, that... It's huge. So everywhere. It's, well, every, everywhere except for South America and Russia. Yeah. But Russia can fit in it instead of, instead of like Russia and the you United States what, yeah, yeah. are the same size, almost. So where's Wakanda? Really? In the middle of Africa. <laughs> but you can't see it. It doesn't show up on maps. But how bananas is that? So like the maps that we know, you can understand oh. why Flat Earth lads are like, ah, no, the map is not right. So Russia's... And then you read stuff like that. And it totally is. Oh. Yeah, see, yeah, I, yeah. I heard the thing about Africa before, but I never... Heard or never even occurred Rush to me is that way Rush, bigger. Yeah, it never I'd occurred n- to me never, that it have to be. I'd never heard that about Africa. Yeah. Uh, 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 Africa is one and a half times bigger than Russia in real life, right? But it's depicted on the map as much smaller. The flat map shows different, and it's almost three times the size of Canada, which is fucking massive on the map. So Africa is three times the size of what Canada is, including all the all the northern bits and all the extra bits. And it's four times bigger than Australia, which is massive on the map. Africa's four times bigger than Australia, yeah. which on maps is nearly the same size as Africa. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. kind of, uh, they're on a par with each other. Four, but it's four times bigger. Why, um, hasn't, why hasn't the continent of Africa take, r- risen, risen up? up and revolted and because, taken over Because the like these ancient maps who made Europe real detailed and big and made the eastern countries all shit and small, yeah. they're not the ones making the maps we use. Yeah. And also s- civil wars and... Yeah, and also yeah. all that sort of stuff. White privilege, and it makes it easier some, to makes it easier to hide Wakanda. Put it, yeah, yeah. There could, there's no way a continent like that can have Wakanda. Yeah. So, even Greenland looks massive. Gets this. Do you know how big Greenland is on the map? Do you like how big it well, is? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out. Africa is 14 times bigger than Greenland, but because Greenland is so northern on the map, it's it's extent the size is huge. It's extended. And because Africa's in the middle by the equator at the lumpy bit, it's totally like uh, uh, shrunken to fit on the flat. So Ireland is smaller than it appears on the map? Ireland <laughs> is smaller than it appears on the map. <laughs> because Bridget tells me that Ireland... You fit 40 you Irelands can, inside no, of Texas. No, no, you can fit 8.2 uh, Irelands inside of Texas, but you can probably fit... A, the, you can probably fit a bit, you can probably pit. He can probably fit about 14 of them or something, or yeah. maybe more. I, I, we're going to take a small break, and That's I'm going to show you on this website. I just yeah. learned that Ireland's smaller than it's I ever thought. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I so, have so, to go lie down for a while. <laughs> so Africa's 14 Seriously. times bigger than what Greenland is, and Greenland is huge on the map because it's way up at the top. And it's because throughout history, the Eurocentric map makers made the detail for Europe much more of a priority. And then this, like, 16 to 9, like, YouTube thumbnail... Uh, ratio maps that we get that are nice and they fit on A3 pages or they fit on a college student's wall yeah. 
they they foreshortened the the, the even Australia is, is depicted at half the size it's supposed to be. Wait, so what this means? So what I'm hearing everything north is smaller than what is on the map. Yeah. So that and the means stuff that, at the equator is even smaller, and then the stuff in the southern hemisphere is a bit smaller. So what does this mean for Antarctica? How this its size on the map versus what? It should, well, at the top and the bottom, I'll show you on the website. Yeah, okay. But at the top and the bottom, it's way bigger than it should be. So Antarctica is actually huge, which is why they have it as a wall on the flat Earth model. If everyone in Ireland bought like a big sports car, would that help? Per- perceptions <laughs> it's mental we get some oh, I've, just, I've just felt like a, a sort of a national inadequacy has just sw- swept over me at this stage it's like so we just we just that was a little weird break there uh, we just watched the true size of to see the true size of things boys melted brains huh? yeah, still. <laughs> who's 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 who's, what's the, who's the president <laughs> what year is it what Day is it? Oh, it looks like Robert De Niro on Awakenings right now. He's just <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was that small? <laughs> I just I um I don't know. I'm just kind of like uh, you you know. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this of this flat earth, theory, yeah, this is all preamble. This is all like, but it could be believed. Check out what people used to know. But this is this is something that would would because up until ten minutes ago, I thought Ireland was small, but not that small, and maybe bigger than Luxembourg. That's a girl picking flowers in my garden. But now I don't know. There's someone picking flowers in your garden. She's stealing my roses. Do you want me to bang at the window? No, no. She's probably taking them to have like a, a play. <laughs> she's playing with them. How dare she? How very dare she? You don't do that. Here, do you know how small Africa really is? <laughs> ruin, just for ruining her worldview. And she's like, yeah, flowers seem pointless now. <laughs> I know the truth, and she just eats the flowers. Like when you're when you're going when crying, you're walking to get your tram now. Will will the the place feel smaller to you? Yeah, it already does. Feels a little bit flatter as it's well, closing in on you, <laughs> just that little bit flatter. So you think you think that like our, we we found out that Ireland was the same size as Sri Lanka when it's put on this thing. So the map is basically like bent. It's supposed to be bent on a globe earth. And then when mm. they flatten it down, Africa gets small. Like everything at the equator gets smaller because it takes the, the bendy bits out. Do you know when you're trying to make find the area of a sphere and then you have to like bend it all out and there's certain uh, 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 mathematical equations to yeah. find out what the area of it is. This is just like going, um, I just fit the whole thing in, in, a, in a square. So taking a sphere and then just making it like a circle and then putting yeah. it inside of a box and going, that's how big it is. So it's just taking all the extra area off the bendy bits of Africa and just smashing it on a flat plane. But it, like when you pull it out, when you pull Russia, but not only is it doing that at the equator, but it's also elongating and stretching out the stuff that's all bunched together at the top. Hmm. So you're making something as huge as Greenland. When you pull it down to the equator, it's like a, a 14th of the size of what Africa is. It's like God resizing uh, his creation for his Instagram post. Yeah. I'm putting a filter on it. Just like to fill out the corners. It's not dragging. really that size, but it, it looks good. Yeah, and it's I get followers. <laughs> yeah, I've got ten likes. Got, I've got yeah, I've got about seven billion, seven billion subscribers. <laughs> well, <laughs> DMs are totally open. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he just replies to some of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then when he asks for the replies, they've lost them. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, it's mad, like 14 times bigger than Greenland. Russia is the same size, but a tiny bit bigger than the US. But on the map, the US looks weensy because it's close mm. to the equator. And mm. Russia's like, we are very big over here. And it's like, um, in a fist fight, toe to toe, you're not that much bigger. It it makes it makes the fact that the the United Kingdom of Great Britain's uh, somehow took over most of the known world, and they're even smaller than I thought. They were. <laughs> yeah, and they, still and they took over to more land than you thought they did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, mind doubly blown. Doubly blown. It's crazy. So check out thetruesize.com. dot com. It's not what you think it is, and, and uh, also check out Godstagram. Yeah, Godstagram. God's Instagram. God underscore it's just him taking stuff out of an oven going ah fuck that up yeah he has he has uh three accounts but they're all him yeah and the holy ghost account doesn't really post anything yeah it's a private one you can't see it just pictures of walls that he claims are selfies yeah you just have to believe it's there um, it's like a thousand selfies but it's all just backgrounds <laughs> we should start these instagram accounts that's very uh, clever stuff somebody yeah. will have done it before you finish this yeah, the holy ghost um, yeah, so, I mean, these Euro map makers are, are making Europe sound deadly. The Northern Hemisphere, which is traditionally the, the more wealthy hemisphere, sound deadly. And then uh, a place where all black people come from, and then an island of thieves and robbers uh, all get, like, totally diminutized. Yeah, as does Antarctica. Mm. And those does Antarctica. Yeah, we pulled up Antarctica, which is, like, on the map, covers every Like, Antarctica on the map yeah. is as big as everything else. Yeah, it's but just, then when you pull it up to the equator, it's like a third of the size of Africa, which is kind of scary when because when when you see that and it's so big, you don't want to go down there. I was like, if that was painted red, that'd be like in a movie where in, here's the zombie horde. Of, yeah, yeah, spread yeah. from it looks like one of those maps, like yeah. showing the here's the extent of the oncoming apocalypse. <laughs> That's what it looked like. But then when you drag it up, it's like it's like a mouse who's angry. Yeah, it's like angry <laughs> yeah. mouse instead of like, a zombie yeah. horde. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. But they say now that uh, Australia isn't real, and it's <laughs> that it's made up by the the heliocentrists that we're just Australia is a conspiracy in itself. In two thousand six, an article came out which has been recently echoed on uh, social media that Australia doesn't exist and it's a government hoax. Uh, and the article said this. Well, the fact is, do you want to do that? But an Australian voice. Yeah, I'm kind of bad to do Australian voice. Okay. Well, the fact is that Australia doesn't really exist. Everything you've ever heard about it was made up, and only pictures of it you've seen were faked by the government. I'm sure you've even talked to people on the internet who claim to be from Australia. <laughs> there are really secret government agents who are surfing the internet to enforce these false beliefs. We are not entirely sure why the government made up an imaginary continent, or why it's trying to convince the world that this continent is real. But we can tell you that we know for a fact that Australia doesn't really exist. Can I get an amen? <laughs> why, why is an Australian guy saying this? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even exist, mate. I don't even exist. I'm a phony. I am. I everybody, everybody who's from Australia is a government agent, something like that. Can you imagine? Wait, who said that? Why was I some Australian guy? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, They're saying that. Australian. Yeah, but it's uh, my it's, brother's uh, been to Australia, of course, and, and his wife. Is he a liar? Though? Are they lying to me? Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they were, they were told they were in Australia. They were yeah. Maybe they were just else. flown to somewhere in Africa that they're told is Australia. Because yeah, yeah. Africa's massive and they don't know how big stuff the, is. Yeah, so they, they've, they've built uh, a fake Australia in Africa. Mm. 
Because yeah, they were filled like, it with Irish people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you know it's. No, they're not going to believe it's really Australia if you don't get any more Irish in here. Yeah, full fake Australia. The way that Edinburgh is full of Australians working in KFCs. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think it's bananas that like you can look at something like a continent that has I think sixteen million people. Australia has. And go and go. Nah. Nah. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've so many Australian no. listeners. Like sh- shout out to the cobbers. Yeah. Um, like what the fuck? But they I would, exist, man. <laughs> I get stats. What's their explanation? Uh, explanation to the Australian accent? Like what's the, where's that accent from? It's, it's like, not Australian. It's like Irish and English, mm. and and a bit of American. But it's still, I had an Australian housemate, and she went back to Australia, and she's there now. Or is she? Or is she? She claims to be. Did I mean, they? look, here, get get some New Zealanders. Ask yeah, well, them. obviously New Zealand doesn't exist if Australia doesn't no, exist. No, no, but well. I'm saying get New Zealanders, say, here, go to the South Island. <laughs> go to the West. I'm trying to picture New Zealand on a map. Look into the distance. Do you see something? Is Australia there? Can you confirm? Can you confirm? I'm sure it is. Like, uh, Australians, share that. I put this thing up on social media. You can let me know if you're really there or not. Like, it's fucking yeah. a weird conspiracy theory to come up. And in 2006, when you can just, like, go on to Google Maps. And yeah. Just go, yeah. Yeah. And also, you I can know. ring someone on Skype in Australia, and then they can just hold up their thing and go, yeah, I'm here, mate. Well, I've I've I've, no, I've met three comedians that have recently been in Australia gigging. Liars. And... <laughs> They never mentioned, they never said, oh, it's just exist, in Australia. I never asked them, how'd you get on in Australia? That's why. Yeah. They They've never, made Australia they never talked about it. so inconsequential that nobody talks yeah. about it. Yeah. They just totally subjugated it. And they're like, yeah, Australia's born now. So nobody asks. Or, and it's or, like, or keep it on the QT, mate. Or I didn't, I didn't say, how'd you get on in Australia? And they go, what? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Australia was, was uh, great. Oh, oh. Wallabies. I'm back a few weeks now. Yeah, kangaroos, wallabies. Oh, tiny kangaroo down, sport. Yeah. Oh, Mad Max. It's all great. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecues at Christmas. Oh, shrimps. Oh. Big shorts. Ooh, yeah, I do find it odd. real. Hard young ones. Whenever people go to Australia, they always meet somebody from home in a way. But if Australia's that big, how does that always happen? Yeah, yeah. But it's not that big. When you drag it up to the equator, oh, it's yeah. actually really yeah, small. Oh, yeah, it's small, yeah. That's what they look. And, and to be honest, like, they only live on the crust. People only live on the That's crust. That's true. It's, it's half the size of Wales, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tiny. <laughs> Australia's, like, tiny. This is uh, I, I can't get over. <laughs> but as far as the flat earth maps go, there's some serious flat earth society folk who are postulating this uh, wall. As as Johnny uh, commented when we were talking about Antarctica, they say it's a wall around the South Pole. Uh, the central and circular Earth is for real. The Portolan maps, which were used in the 15th and 16th century for their accuracy, had these geocentric plans, so it was like a, a circular map, as we see. Uh, on the UN logo. Uh, but the they, they missed a lot of the other continents apart from Europe and Asia. They missed out on uh, North and South America and some of Russia and some of China. The Voliva world map, as we talked about earlier on, Voliva, uh, that was taught in the schools of Zion, Illinois by Wilbur Voliva, it includes the sun and the moon inside the firmament, but still in a circle and geocentric with the North Pole at the center and all the countries on the outside. So that's, instead of making it like a flat square, like a poster, they did it uh, uh, the kind of top-down way. And uh, the Orlando Ferguson map uh, shows the flat earth as a sort of a bowl with a hump in the middle. 
So it's kind of like a a, a tabbouleh bowl or a a, a a what's that the Turkish one? Uh, oh, uh, um, go on. It begins with T. Oh, t- oh, fucking not tzatziki. Tzatziki. Is it tzatziki? A tzatziki. I don't know. I don't think that's right. Sounds good though. So it does a slows. Uh, one of those one of those lads that has a, a little hump in the middle and uh, around the outside, then there's like a lip and the sun and the moon go around the thing. And then the hump in the middle is the bit when the sun is on the other side, that bit is dark. And then when it's on the right side, it's a bit lighter. Um, Orlando Ferguson map is very interesting to look at because uh, it's one of the only ones that has that kind of lumpy, bumpy bit in the middle. Right. And there is also a tilt in that map to explain how the day and the night change from the sun and moon movements. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Roboto map uh, from our boy uh, from the 1800s in Earth and on the globe. He basically has, like, the most contemporary version of the flat Earth, and it's the one that that is, like, the UN logo. It's almost identical to it. Um, bum, bum, bum. Africa, South America on the bottom left, and then yeah. Russia and all their stuff on the top right. So Coincidence? Uh, I... It's just a flattened out. It's flattened out, but it's the, the formation of it. It's like the Catalan map is upside down. So the Robotum one is the one that people take as like, that's the gospel of the flat earth. Mm. Like, this is the one we go on. And all of these other stuff, like the UN logo is basically a map of the flat earth. And it's a representation of this azimuthal projection, which gives us that weird size issue. And it represents the globe on a flat plane inside a circle. Mm. So that the nearest things nearest the center seem smaller than in real life. And it's foreshortened as it reaches the edge. So even on this azimuthal, which, which means that like, uh, the direction is omnidirectional. It's like a circular. The North Pole is in the center, and then the South Pole is uh, split out with uh, a, an ice ring around the sides that's supposed to represent yeah. the coast of Antarctica at the south. But just like instead of having it on a a sideways on view, it has it from a top down view, and it's circular right. as well. So the the azimuthal view is m- made most famous by uh, Al Biruni, as we talked about earlier on. Uh, Ed was telling us about Al Biruni and his Renaissance maps at the time that that favoured the Turkish and Middle Eastern side and made Europe look real small. The UN logo is also surrounded by a laurel leaf and it's split into thirty three sections. And this all raises questions in the flat Earth community. With thirty three, sounds like the levels of Freemasonry and the flat Earth guys blame Freemasonry for almost everything to do with flat Earth and the secrets of uh, this heliocentric uh, global Earth. Um, the member states of the UN are are also the original Antarctic Treaty signatories from the early 60s, which we'll talk about in a little while, keeping Antarctica uh, a, a secret. And, uh, They're going to say keeping Antarctica great again. <laughs> <laughs> let's, make a, let's keep Antarctica white. Uh, so, uh, yeah, is this all a big Freemasonry cover? 33 sections in the UN. All the members are keeping Antarctica on the down low has the laurel stuff around it, basically saying, yeah, you're surrounded by a big ice wall, UN. Could it be that the UN is uh, is, is rubbing it in our faces? This is what the Flat Earthers d- d- like to say, definitely. I won't put much weight into the number 33, but otherwise... Yeah. Yeah. Why is it split into 33 sections then? What's 33 got to do with it? How do you get that many? You have to split it really fucking weird. If that was a cake, you're like, can you make 33 slices out of that? Couldn't Free. do it. You go, yeah, maybe. Have you got like a, a protractor? And a, a <laughs> like it's 11 slices. It's yeah. not even an even yeah. number of slices. It's 11 slices with three sections each. 
yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, am, yeah. I, am I reaching? Is that? I, I, think, I, think, I think it's think a bit of a reach yeah. to, when people start connecting I, I think, numbers. Just uh, yeah, I think if it was any number, it'd be like, oh, that's a significant It'll link number. to something. I think thirty three and the fact that the flat Earth guys are mad about Freemasons keep like Eric Dubay is like foaming at the mouth, giving out about Freemasons. Yeah, foaming at the mouth. But like, if it was seven, wouldn't that link? Isn't there? Isn't that a Freemasons thing too? The number seven. Yeah, but thirty three is definitely one. Yeah, I mean, thirty three is a, it is a weird number to it's a, to divide. You could divide it into a smaller number. <laughs> Yeah. Or, not divided, or all, not divided at all. Or not divided at all. But the fact that but the fact that he is foaming at the mouth about Freemasons means that he he wants to make that leap. Yeah, but yeah, also his brain. if the, if the flat earth are traditionally against Freemasonry, and then the UN, which was made in what nineteen forty six, ends up getting put into thirty three sections for its its logo. Yeah, like that seems. Am I, uh, it doesn't help. I'm things. just saying, there's flat earth yeah. people out there going, "Yes, it's true." Like, yeah, but it's coincidental as well. Yeah, maybe. You know? maybe I so. mean, it's lots of things are 33. Well, <clears throat> I mean, if you add three and three together, yeah, uh, that makes three times. And if you do that three times, three threes together, three times, that's six six six. Flip that, it's the number of the police. Yeah, in England. Yeah. So that obviously means... And the number of the police in America is 911. And that's yeah. the date when the towers fell. So... And there was two of them, like day and night. And they fell flat down. Flat down <laughs> on, the, on the flat earth. So that proves it. Oh, you know and, and then I mean? Tower 7, I just said the number 7 was also... Tower 7. And there you go. And three sevens <laughs> is God. Yeah. And a 7-7 seven, seven is like a drink that gangsters drink. <laughs> so, you mentioned Robert De Niro yeah. not too, too long ago. He played a gangster. He played a gangster played again, yeah. in Goodfellas where he asked for a 7-7. Seven, seven. Who was half Irish, yeah. which is smaller than we thought. And what comes before, exactly, what comes before 7-6? What's half a 6-3? Double that, 33. QED. <laughs> there you go. That's how you do it. Well, how See, that's I, how, that is how you do it. Well, how about if I told you this then? The architect of the UN logo was Oliver Lincoln Lundquist, who worked for the OSS, which is the predecessor of the CIA. And in 1945, he was asked to help create the graphics for the UN Conference on International Organization in San Francisco. Mm. So the fellow who made this fucking logo mm. is CIA, OSS, original, right? And he also designed the Kodak building in Chicago. And in that building was the tried and failed project to make an international fixed calendar. A 13-month calendar with 28 days in each month. And a leftover day at the end of each year. And this plan came from Moses Cotport. And he was popular amongst businessmen, including Kodak founder George Eastman. Eastman took it upon himself to promote this calendar to the world, funding it himself with millions of dollars. To get everyone to live a 13-month year with one day free for everybody every year 13 month year of 28 days each month they opened up an office in the u.s for international fixed calendar league which was coincidentally the same building that was designed by lundquist who was the un logo designer and eastman also gives significant donations to the american eugenics society but that's just another thing so they used this 13 month calendar at the kodak factory and at the kodak like place of business until 1989 they actually used the 13-month calendar at Kodak till 1989, even after Eastman committed suicide because of unrelenting back pain in his spine in 1957. So, like, 
30 mm. years after the mad lad around the place with a 13 month calendar died they still used the calendar right up to 1989 and the people who were working at Kodak said that it made comparing sales periods and many other aspects of productive business much much easier because they mm. internally would use this 13 month calendar and organize their work weeks organize their day offs organize all their their uh, uh, toings and froings all on a, a 13 month calendar and it worked but oh, the guy didn't until 1989. Yeah, but then <laughs> they were like, oh, "We've got to." We, they're going computerized now, so we have to go computerized mm. too. Mm-hmm. And not everyone will work on that. But they were doing their own little thing in their own little way. Why two K? But the lad that invented uh, uh, that designed the building is the same lad that did the UN, and he used to be in the CAA. Does that not say anything? Am I going mental? I found that today, and I was like, oh, "That's fucking amazing." What was his <laughs> position? Uh, what was his position in the CAA? Do you know? I don't know. Okay, logo uh, maker. <laughs> Well, that's one more. Yeah, if he was just if he was just a graphic designer, no, no, he was something. He was something. He was an operative. Some, some, yeah, yeah. Well, his he worked middle, during the war. And his stuff. middle name is Lincoln. <laughs> Fuck off, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran from the theater to the to the depository. No, you, you're right. You're right to stop me there. I was, that was like a five minute bullshit steal. <laughs> That would somehow prove Kennedy something. There is something that there is something in that. That's a and funny that's thing. why Steven Spielberg is an alien. You know, that's how. It but like been. seriously, like that guy. Like I went looking. I went okay. Let's let's pick at this scab, and I found out that he was part of this 13, 13 month thing. Like those guys together. That that George Eastman sounds like a flat Earth guy who's like, I want to mm. circumvent how the world works, mm. and if we're working on a heliocentric, like twenty four hours a day, seven days a week job. Like, that works, but what about the calendar? Maybe we're not spinning around the sun. George Eastman sounds like a lad who'd, not officially, because I couldn't find if he officially could or not, he sounds like a lad who'd be into, like, you know, a flat earth that's flying through space, not orbiting around the sun, as we're told, and the sun is in the inside, and it's just like, ah, fuck us, we don't need to adhere to some kind of weird annual ritual of making 31 days and having a leap year every four and blah 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 yeah, and all this yeah. shit. he's just like 13 months 28 days each one day off for everyone to have a big mad ride or fucking go have a barbecue or something and uh you get you get uh, uh f- four weeks multiplied by 13 is 52 you still get 52 weeks yeah it's like the same shit yeah yeah what do you think about that yeah, and when they say... I think that'd be a brilliant system, because it means everyone's on... There's no messing. Yeah. Like, everyone's on the same system, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they say, well, people working at the building under this 13-month, one-day-off-a-month system said, oh, everything works smoothly and blah, blah, Works blah, blah. better. Works the, their, better. Their productivity... They were talking about, like, comparing sales periods and making projections and all. That's why Kodak was, like, number one right up until they didn't adopt... I didn't... Uh, uh, <laughs> They Getting didn't properly modernize, yeah. yeah. And they just, like, f- slacked off. But Kodak were this shit for, like, 50 years. So everyone working in Kodak is on this 13-month calendar, and they're organizing, like, everyone who doesn't work in Kodak, who's on the regular 12-month calendar, they're going, what the fuck are you guys doing? I mean, are they still working five-day weeks? Yeah. And getting it. A- but they invented an extra month called Sol. Yeah. So how many days were in their week? Seven. Seven. Seven still, but you only get one off. Uh you know, you get you get two days off. It's the same it's, Okay. It's the same as every like the the weeks are the same, but, but the months are different. Yeah, so there's yeah. not thirty days in a month. It's thirteen weeks of, of uh, thirteen months of four seven day weeks. Yeah. 
to be honest, I was just fishing for a joke about getting film developed and it, and I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't think on my feet. We do it twenty four hours. It's like what? Yeah, every, every day we do it. Every twenty two hours, everyone gets their film developed in the disposable cameras on that one extra day. That's yeah. what the one extra day is for film development. Can you imagine though, like a thirteen month year? That'd be really good. Yeah, I can imagine a three day working week, and that'd be a lot better. But that's just my own <laughs> fantasies. Yeah. From, I don't think from what I was like, actually working for. Living. It's not really hard to do that thing. Like we were talking about a Julian calendar, which is what we're going on now. Like there's there's other different types like of of calendar, and the world did run on loads of different ones, and we all had to kind of amalgamate. So it wouldn't have been, you know, totally untoward in 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 the post World War Two malaise where yeah. you could totally restructure culture and go, okay, what's the most productive thing? But the, yeah, and the fact that they use it up until 1989 is internally in the company. Internally yeah, in the company, works, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's how long had they been using it in total? Like more than 30 years. Yeah, because it's one thing for a family to use it, or something, or a neighborhood of people, or something. Yeah. But like a company that has <clears throat> come in, do this deadlines business trips but it means the yeah, same yeah. thing is on the same day every year so you're not missing like bank holiday mondays you're not missing like oh you know that thing falls you know the, thir- the third thursday of every month it's like yeah, yeah okay every year it's on the 25th of october and you know that's yeah. the day when you do the thing you yeah. don't have to be googling to see if yeah. it's mother's day in america yeah. or ireland it's just <laughs> universal yeah. same day every year this is the day we ship this thing this is the day we do these numbers no no daylight savings times or any of that no lessons yeah yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Makes sense to me. But then again, I make sense out of nonsense. <laughs> so according to Flat Earth Theory, we're, we're getting into the, this is the, the, the nitty gritty. The center of the disc, what we know as the North Pole and the South Pole at the bottom or around the edges is a massive wall of ice that we can never get around or over somehow, even though it's only 150 feet high. Like, there's lads that can climb mountains and st- Like, yeah. I mean... There's ladders that can help. There's, there's, um, I guess, c- consumer level, uh, uh, what are those Batman things called where you go like... Batarangs. Grappling hooks. Grappling batarangs. Yeah. <laughs> Grappling hooks. Did you Alfred's. get a hundred and... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Climb that for me. <laughs> oh, this is in my, in my job description. It's 150 feet Mr. high, Wayne. Master Bruce. Uh, so you can get a grappling hook Shut up and get up there <laughs> With 150 foot of rope And be like Fump Put a few you know And like climb up it Like what's stopping you doing that you know? Yeah 150 feet is not the a lot The UN That's what's up I saw Jon yeah. Snow and the Wildlings do it Happy out like 150, 150 meters So Or 150 feet So When travelling on the plane It seems like A straight line should get us from east to west Now try and wrap your mind around this now Like think real hard Because this is not here's my where strong gets, suit. Yeah, here's where it gets weird. So imagine a map. Here comes the science bit. <laughs> imagine a map, Master Bruce, where it's circular, and then the center of it is the North Pole. And all around that, concentrically, the countries that are usually out on a flat plane are now arranged, arranged. Yeah. folded around into a circle. <clears throat> right? Yeah. So the North Pole is... Uh, a bride and groom having their first dance at a yes. wedding. The dance floor is the earth. Yes. And all the guests around them are the other countries. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a great analogy. Uh, we should have taken all those drugs on the parade. <laughs> so, What's in this coffee? So, 
Uh, you got the wrong one that was supposed to be for him. You, <laughs> <laughs> you go east to west, let's say, right? Yeah. On the flat map. So picture it's like a flat on the wall and you're going from like, let's say, uh, New Mexico to New Orleans. So it's, it's, that's west to east. The other way around, New Orleans to New Mexico. So it's east yeah. to west. So imagine that then on a flat map, it's straight and you just follow the highway and it's going straight across. So if you turn that in to the circular map, circles aren't, uh, that, that particular straight line is now not a straight line anymore. It's a bendy line. And you're going down a little bit and back up a little bit yeah. towards the center of. So it looks like you're going straight if it's on a flat map, but on the flat earth in a, in a geocentric circular map, it's actually you're going around like a, a groove in a record disc. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought of that. Yeah. So it's like if you've got a record and straighten it out and made it into a square. Yeah. And you the put, lines would be straight. And you put on that record yeah. so that the couple can have their first dance. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna, that's going to come back I can feel it it's like the couple oh, eating the cake he pushes it into her mouth and that's what the, the cake, heliocentric the model cake is. is circular and then Bill and Clinton cleared. walks in yeah. I've got a bill here for a cake it means Bill wants some cake yeah, yeah, yeah. so I ask for thanks it's all about portion, and cake means vagina yeah. so east to west trajectory on the current model would be a slightly curved line on the flat earth model and all the navigational equipment in the world is based on this heliocentric model so that all the equipment keeps us from making this mistake or realizing the truth of the flat earth and going along the grooves in a curly way rather than in a straight way. Yeah. So we're experiencing it subjectively. Our perception is that it's a record grooves that have been all put out straight like a, like a, a, a copybook. You know what the line's mm. in it. When in reality, when we're thinking we're going straight, all our navigation equipment and all of the maps and everything, it's all made to think we're going straight, but really we're going curvy. Mm. And this is important when we think about planes and uh, flight paths later on. So keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, they explain it as it's like a compass has a fixed point. Yes. But then can move around in a circle. Like spin around in a circle. Spin on the around point. in a circle, but the point remains fixed. And if you straighten that out, that will be a straight line. Yeah. And the two people dancing, stop dancing, and sit yeah. down and have a rest. I love you, baby, <laughs> and while the earth is flat, I love you, baby. What do you think of that? Uh, Coming this summer, Ed Salmon's <laughs> Flat Earth Sounds. Smooth, smooth jazz, laced with real truth. Sweet Caroline, ba, ba, ba. Good earth never seems so flat. <laughs> 21 in contemporary and old-timey hits, all based around the flat earth theory of geocentric global organization. I was once like you are now, believing that the earth was round, but I know <laughs> that it's flat and I have to climb the ice wall. For just sixteen ninety nine a month, for 32 consecutive months, you can now own this one-time nine CD set with two songs on each CD. You could try and get these b by yourself, but you'd be a fucking lunatic. <laughs> you'd you'd be also... It'd be cheaper to pay Ed Salmon to come to your house and sing them to you himself. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> he charges a flat fee. Love is in the air. Everywhere I look around, unlike the earth that's flat. <laughs> uh, 
We're going to make that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So the ice wall that Ed so lovingly sings about at the edge of the world, 150 feet high, not that high. Yeah, that's not, not that, that high. high. I can, I can, like, I can... You can see to the top of that. I can hock a loogie higher mm-hmm. than that shit. On a good day with a horn, I can piss higher than that. I could throw an egg up pretty high and make a little <laughs> egg mark on the, on the yellow... How high do you wall. think the wall is in Game of Thrones? They say it in the book. 900 feet, it said in the book, was it? I haven't read the yeah. books or seen the te- television program. <laughs> oh, you should. You so should. I don't know. I hear, it's, I hear it's good. Yeah, I think like it's, it. yeah, it's not as big in the in the TV show, maybe, but there's lots of there's lots of tits in the first couple of seasons. You really enjoy it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what they use to get you in. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Westworld, loads of tits in season one. Nearly none in season last two. Last two seasons, very nothing. Little, very little tits. Very little tits. That's what, some of them were bigger, and some of them were little. <laughs> I, I nearly stopped watching Breaking Bad because I was like, oh, very few tits in this. Yeah, he was in his underpants in a vest in the first yeah. season. I was like, oh, you have me. And but then, then he just wasn't nothing. naked anymore yeah, after that. Yeah. I was like... He took a shower in season three. That was about it. Yeah. Crying. It's not nice crying. when he's crying. But the Antarctic Treaty that was signed by this world committee uh, that guards Antarctica, mm. uh, commonly known as the ATS, the, uh, the Antarctic Treaty, uh, this guards illegal exploitation of the whole continent. The only continent that doesn't have a native population, if you imagine. Yeah. Except that England's. we know of. I say uh, that we know of. Mm. The wildlings are out there. You know nothing, Johnny Daly. <laughs> That's a Game of Thrones thing, Edge. You wouldn't get it. Okay. Um, so the treaty was entered into also by fact, 53. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was entered into by 53 parties in 1961. And it classifies Antarctica as a scientific preserve and bans any military activity on the continent. And this treaty superseded any other treaty during the Cold War. And the HQ of this committee is in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Hmm. Like, that's an important... Like, think about the Cold War is going on at the height of it. The Cuban Missile Crisis is, is looming around 1961. You have nuclear war is about to break out. And still Russia and America and 49 other countries are able to sit down and go, okay, we, we, we really have to make sure no one fucking gets to Antarctica. Yeah. And finds the secret people that live on top of the big wall. What's so important? That yeah, because I mean, you can you can see, and that's the thing. I've 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 known that fact. It's just kind of been in my head that Antarctica is a preserved, a scientifically preserved. You know, you don't go there. Yeah, kind of zone. And I've always went, oh, that's to preserve the hole in the bottom of the earth. Yeah, the, yeah. The, or Atlantis. Yeah, the integrity of nature and whatever and they don't want people going in there you know looking for oil or natural resources or something but then when you think about it it's like well it's like nothing lives there very few things live there there's nothing to kind of fuck up apart from unless you go in with a whole load of you know uh, super sayers and try and melt the fucking place <laughs> well, you could, you could, what you could do is end up going in and trying to take like an ice an ice burger what's it called like an ice cube yeah, pole, an ice. Uh, well, like, yeah, if they find some natural resource, and bore, start, an ice bore. Yeah, is it? yeah, and yeah. then well, they pull it out, and they're like the bacteria from a million years ago. Says yeah. that the lad on a shite. Like, well, maybe, if you're doing that, and then you accidentally like hit something, and then it cracks, and the whole thing goes all the way to the horizon. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh shit! Like, like <laughs> that one guy that makes that one mistake. guy just oh, you hit it in the wrong spot, man. Because maybe hey, Jay, what are you after doing? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. No, I'm on a false course, and uh, we're not supposed to be here anyway. Didn't teach me how to. Do it. I was able to do tarmacking. They said it was tarmacking <laughs> down here. I don't know what I'm doing. 
But you can kind of, you know, like if they said you can't go into certain parts of the Amazon rainforest because it's got a huge ecosystem, it's got plants, animals, it's got people living there, and it's got a very, uh, you know, you can unbalance delicate. it. It's got a very delicate yeah, yeah. ecosystem. Like if you sneeze in such and such a village, they'll all die of the common cold or whatever. Yeah. And same with, you know, Australia, even though it doesn't exist, has this, you know, very fragile ecosystem. I thought you were going to say very fragile ego. Ego system. What are you fucking saying about Australia, mate? You, they, they even stop people coming in, in the, at, at the airport. And it's all like, oh, no, mate, you can't come in here. Why is that? You got a fucking apple core. Yeah. Yeah, I ate an apple You've, on the plane. Is that an Irish apple? Yeah. No, you can't bring that in here, mate. You've got soil in your pockets. It's a $200 fine. But they make a big, yeah. t- big thing like there's a woman in Vietnam and she has a 90 litre suitcase filled with dry fish. She's like, I don't know, you couldn't take it in. I didn't know. <laughs> I went to Vietnam, brought back my brought back my dry fish. I eat, okay? Nah, love. Yeah, every single you time it's just dried mushrooms, dried yeah. fish, dried this. It's like they have fish and mushrooms. Like, but they make it out to be like she's carrying fucking two kilos of coke up her yeah, dicker. Yeah. And then it's all like... This woman came from Vietnam with a 90 kilo bag full of dried fish. Yeah. And then at the end, around, it's like, she got a $200 fine and she had to give up the fish. Was it Johnny Depp that had to make that weird, oh, that weird apology video? He, yeah. dogs. he smuggled yeah. his dogs into Australia, yeah. Amber Heard, man. What a, what a, I don't know. You could say she's a cunt from one side, but maybe he was like baiting her around the place on the other side. Who knows? He's a bit weird, Johnny Depp. Seems to me. Yeah. yeah. But she took him for half. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Well, I mean, yeah, I think... Something was weird. I, I would... Uh, He'll be a true crime I, I mean, episode yeah, at some you, you, Yeah, <laughs> you, do, you don't know what's going on, but Johnny Depp seems a little bit unhinged. But at the same time, he shows up at kids' birthday parties in character as Jack Sparrow for yeah. the crack with no... Yeah, yeah. Like, for no reason. I mean, like, they had a shitty relationship. One recording of him... Uh, given out to her and, and all that kind of stuff it's like it's not proof yeah but you know it's like yeah, yeah you look at him and you go yeah yeah he seems like a fucking lunatic. a bit of a lunatic, a yeah. of a lunatic. It's, Didn't it's he... mad how like he was like so it's such integrity as an actor and all this kind of stuff and he said oh, i'd never do anything for money and now he's just like Everything for money. Yeah, yeah. And the shit he spends his money on. Bringing him in. Tim I, know has something on I know we're just getting way off topic, but um, how come Like, how come he's still... Like, he's in those new Harry Potter movies, like Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. come like Disney haven't cut... Or not Disney, Universe, whoever owns Harry Potter. How come he's still... like Nobody's cut ties with him. That's because the, he hasn't put that up on Twitter yet. About, that's the point that I, that I was making. Was a, 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 you know, Jimmy Gunn. J- James Gunn gets fired for... Tweeting something. Roseanne gets fired for tweeting. Tweeting bad jokes. Yeah. From 10 years ago that aren't, you know, he's not attacking anyone. He's just making bad jokes, written down bad jokes. He's not a pedophile. He didn't have children piss on him uh, or any of those things. Uh, But Johnny Depp is, you know, kind of a a sort of domestic abuser, alleged. And he gets to make huge pirate movies. Yeah, I suppose I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe a director is more is easily replaceable because the your average punter doesn't give a fuck who directs Guardians of the Galaxy three. That's a fair point. They, yeah. They're just going unless to see it, it turns out to be shit, and then everyone goes, "Ah, free speech ruined this movie." Yeah, but anyway, getting back to what we're talking about, 
the, the the thing with Antarctica, I go, oh yeah, well that makes sense, blah, blah blah. But does it really make sense? Because it's uh, not like the Amazon. It's not teeming with life. It's not, you know, obviously the Amazon. But there is, are loads of indigenous uh, uh, plants that live in the cracks of the ice and are yeah, exist and there. And, and there's, and there's a lot of creatures because uh, yeah, like in the Burren, you know, the, yeah. there's there's a place for those who don't know. There's a place in Ireland called the Burren, and it's like a limestone. Um, plain basically a, a, yeah. an anti, anti-diluvial uh, glacial limestone plain that has all of these grooves in between the rocks hmm. and inside of those grooves are plants that exist nowhere else on earth and because of those plants there's butterflies and insects that exist nowhere else but on yeah. on on the barren but I know yeah. in I know, the whole world I, and their motto is like take nothing but pictures leave nothing but footprints yeah. because if you go in there and you have a piss on some nettles you'll kill like a totally individual species of butterfly or something like that yeah know? but like maybe it is a very fragile e- ecosystem there and you know, yeah i mean i've seen the 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 bbc documentaries where David Attenborough will come up with a, you know, but even here, life finds a way. You know, it's always like, it seems like nothing could live here, but something lives here. But it's not like people are going, you know, I I know so many people who've gone to rainforests, who've gone to deserts, who've gone to, you know, uh, extreme places in, in nature. But no one goes to the Antarctica. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, you never hear of any. I, I, I maybe know two people who've there's gone. A friend, there's who's a friend been of ours, on a, on a boat. Fairfield. Yeah, she's she going went. to Antarctica. She's going to Antarctica. But and I can think of. She's a scientist. Like I can she's think super, of two, super scientist. Two other people, and, but they go. They go on a boat. They never get off the boat. It's all organized, and they led yeah, to a certain yeah. area. Yeah. And they're allowed to experiment in just that area, and. It's a particular thing, and you have to get permits months in advance. Yeah. It's not like you can just rock your balls up and then just land. Yeah, and... exactly. It's not a very easy place to get to at the best of times, even and without it's guarded all these by loads of military. Yeah. So What's the crack? So why is that? It doesn't so, seem like to be anything important there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even if it does have like life there, it's not like it's going to have life that people are going to be coming and poaching. It's not like there's... Yeah, it's not like it's loads of seals live there and yeah. they're going to club the seals and take the fur. Yeah. Or like there's polar no... bears live there, penguins live there. What else? I think they live on different poles. Do polar bears not live there? Polar bears are on one pole, penguins are on another. I think it's... I penguins in cartoons the that would beg to do. <laughs> well, if you're not going to cartoons for answers... I see, I see. <laughs> Paul Corn Leghorn would disagree. Uh, yeah, polar bears. Uh, there's not, there's, there's penguins. Or penguins. So penguins. If you're not going to be made, like there's no such thing as like a penguin coat. People are like, oh, yeah. I got penguin. It means it can go out in the rain and then nothing happens to me. I mean, now yeah. that you've said it, loads of pre- people probably want yeah. one. But and you're not, <laughs> not going to, because, you know, you, you can't go in the water. You'll die. You'll freeze to death. Uh, if you're on the, you go like, Snow blindness. So what's there? You'll you'll freeze to death on land, and it's like, it's it just it seems as a continent to be saying fuck off. And yet, yeah. at the end and of yet, the eighteen hundreds, there was people there. Uh, there was like whaling cities, whaling villages, yeah. and they were there living totally fine. Yeah. Was it warmer then? They could they could survive. Yeah. Like, is it is that bullshit? There's loads of like abandoned whaling. Uh, towns people yeah. were hardier back then yeah obviously freeze proof but there's like fucking well you know, they were making yeah. they were making candles and, and heating oil out of the uh, whales fiber yeah well i mean the, the, there's ways and means to do it but like as uh, 
like a bunch of European uh, scientists or even explorers or even like flat earth people who get a whole lot of money together and say, right, we're going to fucking fly there and land on top of the ice wall. Obviously, they can't do that. No one, shot, would they be shot down if they flew over down? Antarctica? Has anyone tried to do that? Well, let's know. look at the, the, the articles of the treaty. Article 1, the area is to be used for peaceful purposes only. Military activities such as weapons testing is prohibited, but military personnel and equipment may be used for scientific research or any other peaceful purpose. Article 2, freedom of scientific investigation and cooperation shall continue. Article 3, free exchange of information and personnel in cooperation with the United Nations and other international agencies. Article 4. The treaty does not recognise, dispute, nor establish territorial sovereignty claims. No new claims shall be asserted while the treaty is in force. Article 5. The treaty prohibits nuclear explosions or disposal of radioactive waste. And I, I, I would agree with that one. Because it gets right down into it. Yeah. Article 6. Includes under the treaty all land and ice shelves, but not the surrounding waters, south of 60 degrees, zero, zero minutes south. Hmm. I wonder okay. what's, what's down there. So it's international waters. Not the surrounding waters. So not the surrounding waters south, south of, of 60, 60 degrees. degrees. Hmm. So what's, in the, what's it past the waters south of 60 degrees? Yeah. Why do they have to specify? Hmm. Monsters. Article 7. Treaty state observers have free access, including aerial observation, to any area and may inspect all stations, installations, and equipment. Advice notice. Oh, advance notice of all activities and of the introduction of military personnel must be given. So you can fly over as long as you have a permit, but is there anything to see? Mm. Do they fly over often? Yeah, how far do you need to go before you would see anything? Like, can big? you do a video of a flyover? Can, it, can like, a group, like, just fly over it for the crack and just show that the Earth is not flat? Mm-hmm. And even if you did fly over a no-fly zone, what would happen? Would the military... Would the military shoot you down? How would they shoot you down? They'd have to have a. a They'd have to have some sort of anti-aircraft ground to air on the on the ice. Yeah, does that exist? Probably not. I don't know, man. Article eight allows for good jurisdiction over observers and scientists by their own states. So if you go there, you're not going to be arrested by the Antarctica police, but you can be, and must be arrested by your and imprisoned by your own government if you go there and act the puppet. Right. Article 9, frequent consultative meetings take place amongst member nations. Why so frequent? It's just a big load of ice. What needs to be, yeah, met? Yeah, what what needs to be met about? Especially because it states earlier they need to share information. Meet regularly about to what, share like? what you've discovered in this plane where there's nothing. Article 10, all treaty states will discourage activities by any country in Antarctica that are contrary to the treaty, so you'll police yourselves. Article 11, all disputes to be settled peacefully by the parties concerned are ultimately... By the International Court of Justice. And Articles 12, 13 and 14 deal with upholding, interpreting and amending the treaty among involved nations. So like Antarctica is not claimed by any country or has never been by any other nation. And there's no Antarctic sovereignty. But many countries laid claim to certain sections including uh, New Zealand and Australia. And Norway got some land for themselves there too. Hmm. Uh, obviously because they're closest they're just like mine. And they just got a big <laughs> chunk of it. Yeah. Dibs this bit. It's got a nice... Just, uh, just stuck a flag in it like Tom Cruise in Far and Away. Exactly. Uh, in the US, fines and imprisonment are punishment for dumping in the Antarctic or removing bird or animal life. Uh, and one lad... This lad... <laughs> I read about him when I was researching a couple of weeks ago. This fella doesn't give any fucks. 
Yarla Andahoy is his name, and he calls himself the Wild Viking, and he's many trips to the North Pole, all documented. He's a mad explorer. Uh, and the North Pole, obviously being the more popular pole, gets a lot more action. But he usually goes without permits, without insurance, or without proper gear. He just him and his mate is like, hey, do you want to go to the North Pole today? Let's try and see if we can find the Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, let's go. Certainly um, hope we don't die. Yeah, you're, you're just wearing, wearing Crocs. <laughs> you're just wearing Crocs. Ah, yeah, we figured it out. Come on, let's go. I'll put on socks. Yeah, socks and Crocs. <laughs> it's like a little English poem. But rock, he just rock out with your Crocs out. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck, man. Him and his crew sunk a ship called the Berserker 2 on a previous trip, and some people died. <laughs> Berserker 2. Yeah, because they had the Berserker yeah, 1. Yeah, what happened that, to And one? that sunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Berserker 2 sunk and killed a few people. And then, again, he went with his Swedish mate called Samuel Macy Ulvoden, and they went back to the Antarctic in 2012, and they took... they, By all accounts, I think, <laughs> they stole a sailing yacht called the Nilaya, and they sailed once again for the South Pole. So this boat uh, went looking in the old area where they crashed the first boat. So this guy is like, uh, so Samuel, you want to, um, the last time I went on one of these, uh, everybody else except for me died. So um, I want to get another boat, maybe not buy one because I have no money left, but we can steal this one. And then we will drive into the sea where the place for my first boat was sinking. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, and then we'll go uh, straight to the South Pole. And sure, be... I mean, statistically, it couldn't happen twice. I mean, Surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck is this guy? So they took the sailing yacht, and the boat on its way to the South Pole, after checking by the place where his first boat sunk, uh, he was detained by the Chilean Navy, and they were fined and arrested. Uh, he was fined like $4,500 worth of Norwegian crowns, and he refused to pay the fine. He was put in jail for 50 days. But this is like one of these lads, like, why don't you just go to the South Pole and see what the fucking crack is? And he tried to do that, and he was stopped by the Chilean Navy. Mm. Nobody else tried to do it. They made a fucking scapegoat mm. of him. But no one can get but there. But still, his sentence doesn't seem that steep. Like, uh, Yeah, but I mean, he had got, got all the way there. They it's threatened like, more for like not having a TV license. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, yeah. it's like um, playing but, a, a massive computer game yeah. for hours and hours and hours, and then suddenly... Yeah, your save game is deleted. Like, do you want to go through that whole fucking thing again? Like, yeah, he's not going to go back through all the stuff, stealing a boat, and you know, yeah. sailing all the way. He's already sunk too. You like, probably only get to steal a boat and go to the Antarctic once, just anyway. Once. Just the once. But that's it. Like, so it's been a common thread of expeditions to the South Pole where permission was denied or at least very heavily supervised, and scientific expeditions are the only ones allowed by and large, and no sight, no sightseeing apart from like specifically marked coastal regions is allowed so previously sailors had tried to circumnavigate the antarctic landmass which is basically just ice but their potential voyage seemed to go on a lot longer than expected and eric dubay talks about um these guys uh imagining that it's just over ten thousand so it's ten thousand five hundred and something miles mm. in circumference but when the sailors go down there and they try and you know the way you just keep left and just keep to the side of the Antarctic and yeah. try and get all the way around the side. So they tried to do that and then ended up being a 68,000 mile journey. And they were there for, for weeks longer than they expected. Like, geez, this thing is huge. Yeah, I believe it because up until a short time ago, I thought Africa was a certain size, yeah. but it's not. 10,500 miles turns into 68,000 miles. Yeah, that's a bit of a... But uh, if you try to go sail around Africa and you say, ah, it's just a little... It's like in Dumb and Dumber, it's like, we've only got two inches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Like it's bananas. 68,000 miles it turned into, and they tried to find inlets and breaks in the ice to get into Antarctica and explore, but they couldn't find one because it was a big 150-foot wall. And they sailed around the whole thing and then got back to the start and went, fuck, what the fuck? Like getting lost in a giant super, uh, supermarket or a giant uh, uh, shopping mall, you know? Mm. So the first man to circumnavigate the Antarctic Circle was James Cook, and he passed the Antarctic Circle first in 1774. He didn't actually get to the South Pole, by all accounts. He just got into the Antarctic Circle. It's very hard to find it. And they just named an arbitrary place the South Pole. So the lads from the Flat Earth Society are going like, yeah, there is no South Pole because it goes on for infinity across a flat plane. Mm. So you can't find the center of something that's not, that's not circular. You can find the North Pole because it's center. But yeah. you can't find the South Pole because it's infinite or it has an edge that we haven't found yet. Mm-hmm. Is that is that... Does that gel with your brain? I, I can't see that, like... I can't imagine that they couldn't get over that thing and try and get into where the thing is. Like, they couldn't get over the wall and try to get in where the yeah the point of of you know magnetic yeah collection it, is. It, it doesn't make sense seeing as they've climbed mountains and such. Like a hundred so and fifty feet wall. If it was like two thousand miles high wall, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I mean, Tom Cruise could probably free climb that for a Mission Impossible movie, <laughs> doing his own stunts. Yeah, do and it's him. And the camera, the, just get the lads from the drone uh, turns around so you can see. Get the lads from Cliffhanger. Yeah, just like yeah, climbing on a fifty-four wall view. Like no problem. Like who is that? Fuck off. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. get up there. Yeah, I mean, all you need and is your, all you need is cleat hooks and a bit of. But if the, maybe they're going into the the great white unknown, that's harsh conditions. Like you're you're trudging through it like when do you know when to stop how do you get out will you die how many people did and died how do you get your bearings when you're up there because <clears throat> there's no yeah yeah like how, no how markers how far could you possibly move in those conditions like in a day like how how much ground do you think you could cover even yeah the, the, the howling wind right at and, your back ice and you're talking face. about a landscape that's going to change every day too like, how do you even know when you wake up the next day to continue so on your be journey? It's like a snowdrift, like, around well, It's just you. a flat plane, especially mm. if it's a flat plane, like, yeah. you and wake up in the morning. Work and you're like, which way am I going? Well, you just get a, you just get a spray can, and you spray an arrow <laughs> on, on the ice in you the direction that you're going. And you just leave crumbles yeah, yeah, of bread behind you. But, yeah, you, but brown bread. Yeah, because it's healthier. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see white bread. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's your, like, watching, and it's healthier. So watching my colon. <laughs> so James Cook got into the Antarctic Circle and uh, I mean does that disprove the Antarctic theory of being a wall I I don't know come at me James Cook another classic explorer was Sir James Clark Ross and he and his crew sailed around the ice wall looking for a way to traverse then what was thought to be Antarctica uh, 10,500 miles but he uh, he sailed around, and it is written of his fruitless expedition. Beyond the 150-foot ice wall, as anyone's guess, how far the ice extends, how it terminates, and what exists beyond it are questions to which no present human experience can reply. All we at present know is that snow and hail, howling wind, and indescribable storms and hurricanes prevail, and that in every direction human ingress is barred, by unsealed escarpments of perpetual ice, extending farther than the eye or telescope can penetrate, becoming lost in the gloom and darkness. Some hold that the tundra of ice and snow stretches forever, eternally, 
Mm. You're like, I wouldn't want to go in there either. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like such a Lovecraft line. Yeah. Sounds like the Mountains of Madness. <laughs> yeah. uh, indescribably white. <laughs> you know, what the fuck, man? How are you going to... What do you do there? So why not fly over it? We've, we've got like SpaceX and shit. Yeah. Just fly over the cunt. What's, that? What's there? And then, of course, if you take pictures of it, the pictures are all fake. Jesus Christ. Or the pictures just look like you're just taking a picture of a sketch pad. Yeah. yeah. It's your one lady blount and she has her white sheet out. <laughs> that, that's, that's, her, that, that's, what's a, that's what's on top of the 150 yeah, foot ice wall. Is her holding out a big sheet. Yeah. It's good. There's good drying weather in it. It's a bit cold. But I guess the problem there lies with if there's all these other countries laying claim to different parks and doing their own thing there. If you're the US, say, and you want to go over it and get a photo of the entire thing, our other I'm members... I'm sure there's a treaty there that they can yeah. go have a meeting if they're yeah, a yeah. meeting, so can I fly over? But it probably only takes one country to oppose, and then it's just shut down. So Russia yeah. could be, like, doing some shady shit, and they're, no, no, we don't want you doing that, and then nobody can. Yeah, because yeah, you think it'd be an easy thing to just kind of, here, let's just, let's just stop all these people and prove yeah, yeah. for once and for all, and we just do this. I mean, it could be the fact that they think it would be a waste of time and and money. But then again, surely there's a machine. They've wasted like some, a lot of time and money. Of course, yeah, on, yeah. on billions on more. Why don't you just get a machine that's like a fucking yeah. tank that has loads of food in it and loads, and it just has like those, uh, uh, you know, the other things from True Lies. You have the the the. They're like Jamie the, Lee Curtis's. <laughs> yeah, do it, do some more, do it. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking, they're like jet skis but for ice. What's what are they called? Oh yeah, like, yeah, snowmobiles. Yeah, snowmobiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> I remember them before you. When well, you had the thought, and I read, I read your brain. I, I was, was like, just, was I was just thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis lap dancing. In my yeah, head. imagine. Do it, do Simon. Jamie Lee Curtis in that dress on a snowmobile, going through. <laughs> <laughs> But why? Yeah, why don't they do that? Because I mean, get a snowmobile that's like totally warm, has some food, some liquid, some liquid like baby food and some stuff, and just be like sixty miles an hour as far as you can go. Like, how far would it? How long would it take to get across it? Like, stop. Which, have like a thing where you just go and you show up like a some kind of weird aluminium tent. Yeah, that's super hot. Sleep for the night. Get up. Do it the next day. Like, surely. I imagine the conditions are probably just too harsh for that. Like the Colorado mountains during winter, you still can't get through with like jet skis or jet skis, yeah. <laughs> snow snowmobiles. Yeah, but uh, I think this is an infinitely flat white plane. Yeah, how could you not get over it? You know? Well, I don't know if it would be like there's surely going to be snow dunes and stuff. Like it's not going to be crevasses, snow yes. demons. Yeah, I mean, uh, surely they'll have some snow dunes. Sound really scary. <laughs> There's some some kind is that of. What you said? <laughs> Yeah. Snow juice. <laughs> Snow juice. <laughs> You've gone to the land of wild. Cross my palm with silver. But is it is it like, can you not just like blast across it in a big machine? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like some sort of Iron Man type uh, suit. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> doesn't have to be that complicated. <laughs> what is it? No, even like a ta- you'd need something more like a tank, I guess. A, a snow tank, yeah. that's a thing. Or an ATAT. Yeah, A-T-A-T. just helicopter a snow tank. And, uh, and it's driving your snow tank. You can, yeah, and then you can sleep in the tank. That's a movie that The Rock could star in. Have have all your Snow time. have all your facilities. It's not like they can't do it this summer, <laughs> this winter. <laughs> Snow tank, an immovable object. The Rock meets an impossible force. One hundred and fifty foot wall of ice. 
This summer, flat earthers are creaming their jeans. <laughs> as proof. No, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If they, I mean, like they spent recently. They spent um, a trillion dollars developing some new plane that doesn't work because everyone the, the the marine said well we want the you know a sandwich maker and <laughs> some other part of the government or military said oh we wanted you know red Topic. lights instead of and we want two rockets instead of three and they kept making adjustments to it and they adjusted it so much that it's a disaster the the, the prototype doesn't work and they've spent a trillion developing it so surely they can make some sort of ice tank for half that money. To just prove that Antarctica is not. And shut this, everyone up. Shut them all up, yeah. Well, maybe they don't care about shutting them up because it's like, but maybe that's it. They've, they've, you know, you have guys like Neil deGrasse Tyson and all these other scientists going, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But not actually really proving anything. Just spouting uh, theories about gravity and such yeah. to, try and, to try and dispel this. So it's being painted as a ridiculous thing. But is it? <laughs> then they could disprove it with... Easily. Th- easily. So why not? Yeah. You see, I'd read before that like it's... It doesn't need to be. That's around 6% of the population, of the world population, don't believe the Earth to be a globe. I don't know if they believe it to be flat, but they don't, they don't trust that it's a globe. I think it's like a, I think it's like a squash donut, is what I've been told in the... Yeah, the centrifugal force is pushing the middle bits out, so the middle bits are fatter and it's flatter at the top and bottom. But that's what we talked about yeah. in the hollow earth theory, and it seems totally plausible to me. Yeah, but it might be that they just think, well, only we're only going to be doing that to prove it to six percent of the world. So is there a much point? And maybe that's why people get so extreme with their flat. Like a lot of flat earthers sound crazy to some people. Well, maybe that's it. Like, the crazier they get, the more people can get on board. Maybe they just kind of want to spread it. That's why they want to, like, spread it so it's much. it's just a new thing, and they, they have a monopoly over the content. Mm. Just like conspiracy theories that got really popular over the last couple of years. And I seen there's a lot of talk about, like, the wall, the wall. Like, it's a huge part of Game of Thrones, which is a massive cultural phenomenon. When Game of Thrones is not on, Trump is giving it loads, talking about the wall, the wall, the wall. Like, how many season seven... Game of Thrones memes that are going to be with, with yeah. fucking Trump and the Mexican wall, like it's it's right in itself. There's full there's full of memes waiting to go like yeah. the world over. So the wall, the wall, the wall. It's a huge thing. I think it's very much time for someone to ca- some flat earther to capitalize on the wall and say let's go over the wall in Antarctica and see what's on the other side because that shit could get real. It's bang on trend. You get a million viewers or more. Six percent of the world is that. Should start another yeah. GoFundMe. Six percent. I mean, why come you can't? How can you not crowdfund that shit? Why? Yeah. <clears throat> why isn't there that six percent of people who believe if they all just that's what like you know what what are you saying like a million people? Six percent of the world is no. That's more than a million. Yeah. That's what it's seven seven billion. Seven billion in the world. So six percent. <laughs> Where our, our math. <laughs> It's going to be heavily edited. No, divide, divide 700,000. Carry, carry the one. 7 billion. <laughs> so divide divide 70 million by two. So it's 35 million people. Yeah. If they oh, I was get, really hoping it was going to land uh, at 33 million. You know. Uh, it could be. It's like 37. They, yeah. 37 something. Million yeah. If they, if, it's it, a lot of people, man. Yeah. If they give like yeah. a dollar, two dollars, even three dollars. like 10 Ireland's. That's like a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money that could, that could, you know, make that tank and, you know. 
they could just barge their way in there. <laughs> and, Put some and, weapons on it in case they meet resistance. But this season, the rock is snow tank. Like, that's <laughs> happening. But that's what, you know, that flat earther who's building the rocket? Didn't yeah, he? why didn't he build a fucking ta- yeah. snow tank to drive across Antarctica? Idiot. Because at this point, it's like, I don't even care if the world's flat or a globe. I just want to know what's in there in Antarctica. Yeah, and they're yeah. saying, like, there's stuff like Agartha uh, 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 and the Hollow Earth and Atlantis and ancient alien civilizations and... They're taking pictures of like the tops of of buried mountains that are buried in ice and snow, and they look like pyramids. Like there's a lot of fucking pyramids in Antarctica, bro. Like no joke, bottle mm. of coke, a lot of fucking pyramids from these aerial photographs, and these are the ones that they're allowed to release. Like the the the, the geological survey ones where it's like photos of everything, and it's a bunch of fucking really pyramid looking structures. So are they real pyramids? Are they things that were constructed there? People are saying, no, it's the tops of mountains. It's like the Matterhorn. And you just bury the Matterhorn right up to the top and it looks like a pyramid. And you're like, yeah. mm. how did it get like that? Is it from from erosion? Does that mean that there's land under Antarctica that's been uh, uh, kept down by the weight of the ice and it's un- like it's submerged underneath the ice? So if the ice goes, does that land come back up? Do those mountains get higher? If there's a mountain buried under ice, what's at the bottom of the mountain? Is there an ancient civilization underneath there? Can we do some sonographic examinations through the ice? No, because you have to get permission from 53 of the most powerful countries in the world to do it. So what's going on? What's, what are you hiding? And I think that's a big part of the, pl- the flat earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ir- irregardless thinkers. of whether the earth's flat yeah. around. Or I- whether that's, irregardless that's a is a real word or not. Yeah, yeah, irregardless yeah. of all of those three things. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't ignore the fact that there's something going on and the flat earth guys are taking that as fuel mm. and going something's going on and I think it's this at least the suspicion is there yeah yeah wait so there is one observable uh, flat earth experiment that we can do and it's called the sinking ship effect and this is one that Eddie Bravo and Eric Dubé will definitely uh, attest to <laughs> it's definitely something that can be demonstrated uh, so, Johnny, tell us about the sinking ship effect. Yeah, so the sinking ship effect, it's basically when a ship is sailing into the distance and it begins to uh, disappear from the hull to the mast or the bottom of the ship. So the bottom will you that will go out of focus before the sail, obviously. Yeah, it goes, it dips down. Sinks. Yeah, over, sinking over, over the, the horizon. horizon. And at the last point of visibility, you can see the tip of the mast, but the rest of the ship has disappeared down over the curve of the earth. So that's what technically what it's described as. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, I've seen some videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's been proven that the ship doesn't sink beyond the horizon, but merely becomes invisible to the naked eye. Now, proven or, is... Proven. It, it's been observed yeah. by some. Uh, when, so when looking through a telescope, you can... Uh, bring the entire ship back into view and that kind of demonstrates that the ship hasn't disappeared beyond the curve uh some say this is a mirage and the light from over the lip is being refracted back as a mirage to show the rest of the ship yeah but also it can't be seen from our eyes and then when you zoom in you can see something really far away i can see that happening with a telescope like you can see something that's not there to your naked eye and then it is there but the fact that it's supposed to be gone over the horizon is the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or <laughs> more technically, it's not that it's gone with the naked eye. It's that it's gone beyond the measurable distance. Like with the 
the river in Norfolk worth six yeah, six yeah. miles long. So technically, according to the calculations about how round the curvature of the earth is, after three miles, you should see a significant drop yeah. uh, in the level of the horizon. So anything that's out that far shouldn't be able to be seen past what we can see at, at head height. Yeah, yeah. Like the calculations are there and you can put a ship out six, seven miles and zoom in on it with a telescope and you can still see the motherfucker. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're at the the south of France, the southernmost point of France, and you're looking out on a clear day, you can see all the people surrendering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see the the you know the the northernmost point of Africa. Yeah, but should should you be able to see that? Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. That's the thing. It's I mean, that's far. that's pretty far away. I mean, it, it like it's close in terms of travel wise, but it's a fair distance and it's not like you're not like seeing a bit of it sticking up as the rest of it sinks down over the horizon well i yeah. watched i watched a documentary uh, like a, a a flat earth discovery channel thing and how do you call it a documentary i guess but there was one experiment they did with a laser and a boat and they had this lake you know the big giant lakes like in in america you have yeah. a lake and it's as far as the eye can see like it's titicaca like a, it's like a sea like the lake michigan or whatever. yeah and they sent a boat out and the boat goes out uh, uh, like a mile and measures where the laser is on the hull and then it goes out two miles and the laser has gone up on the hull and then it goes out three miles and they have to put this big like 10 foot board and it shows that the laser is at the top of the 10 foot board so that's like visibly demonstrates the ship going, going yeah. down compared to where the laser is which is on the beach and it's pointed out straight hmm. and it's measured off the side of the boat itself so I mean it's observable. I put that. I put that video up somewhere, uh, you know, for you to look at. It, it's definitely observable. Yeah. And on that same video, I think I seen this one mm. where they have a helicopter. Did do you see? Is this the same video? Yeah. The where after they channel. do that, they, they do, go to the other side of the lake. Yeah. And they see they land the helicopter and try and measure if the people the other side of the lake can see when it comes up lifts over the horizon. Over the horizon. And they're off the ground, they're at like something like 33 feet or mm. something before he can see it. 33 feet. Oh. I might have made that number up. <laughs> but, but seriously, like there's loads of then uh, alternative experiments done by flat earth believers where they're looking across uh, a giant lake or a giant body of water and there's someone on the other side and they have a light and they're shining the light and you can see it and it's like 10 miles away mm. across a big massive lake with no impedance there's nothing in between and they're shining the light and your man zooms in with the camera and you can fucking see it so how is that happening is that true refraction is that true like how do you get the light around the lip of the earth is it gravity keeping the is gravity have an effect on the light we'll talk about gravity and all in a second but like how, how do you explain that you know well there's one supporting argument the bishop experiment uh done in monterey bay in california so the distance between uh, Lover's Point and Lighthouse State Beach in Santa Cruz is just over t- 23 miles. That's a long way for water. Mm. Yeah. Like a little bay. And I also almost accidentally said 33 miles. Yeah. <laughs> the brain. Uh, yeah. 23 plus 10 is 33. Just oh saying. my God. <laughs> 10 oh, is where Theresa May lives, Downing Street. <sighs> Number 10. Yeah. <laughs> she's Brexit because she wants to leave Europe. Yeah. Because Europe is flat. She wants to make it big. She wants to make Britain bigger like it is on the map. And Britain can also be called the UK. So it has two names. 10 plus 2 is 12. <laughs> How many apostles did Jesus have? 12. When you put one and two together, it makes three. three. Double it. 33. Yeah. Uh, Add the two and then together, you're back. I think I might have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, and we're back in the room. 
<laughs> so yeah, that's just over 23 miles, which is more than enough to observe this phenomenon, uh, according to regular physics anyway. So on a clear day, it's possible to see the lighthouse from Lover's Point with a telescope. It is possible to see the people on the beach from the other side as well. And it's just 20 inches above sea level. Oh my God. When you add the number <laughs> correspondent, U is 21 and K is 12 and that makes 33. Oh, UK, 33. UK. Yeah, shit. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. It's been great uh, being here. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being on the lighthouse? Like they've done the lighthouse experiments where the light goes way further then you're supposed to be able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. But like for that particular experiment, the Bishop experiment, and it's done by loads of people and it's done since the 1800s. You have one cunt on the beach and it's 20 inches above and he shines the thing. And then the lad 23 miles away is able to see that thing. No hassle in the castle. Now, the measurements are supposed to be like stupidly big. Aren't they, Johnny? Yeah, well, if the Earth is a globe, uh, 25... If... If <laughs> 25,000 miles in circumference with a radius of 3,959 miles, then the water must have a gradual arc, a convex bend that means over two miles the level will fall by 32 inches. And by the end of the third mile, it would be almost six feet. According to these questionable maths, the visible level of the other side of the bay should be 300 feet above the beach. 23 miles. So we're talking about... 33 feet for that helicopter to be seen over five miles or whatever. Yeah. Well, was it five miles away? Maybe three, four I think miles it was, away? Yeah, I'm not, I can't really remember. I'm going but, by memory. But yeah, yeah it's roughly around the that. The further yeah. away yeah, you yeah. get from the point, the, the more the, the, the curve is supposed to dip down. And this is the thing that gets me. This is what I'd be going like, flat earth is totally real. Yeah. If these yeah. measurements are to be yeah. believed. But maybe like, it's not a perfect globe. Maybe it's not a perfect circle. Yeah. These measurements are being done on the fact that it's a perfect circle and it's all... Yeah, it's not. Whatever, geometric yeah. maths or whatever. There's there's variations. It's But it's like a bendy, like a donut. Yeah. So like at the in, in the Northern Hemisphere, it's much more elongated. Mm. And then at the sides, it's like good and like a double D tit. It's just good and hefty on either side. Like. Mm. <laughs> Do you know the way, like... the. And on the sides, yeah. they kind of come out mm. in the A and the D, like mm-hmm. they're kind of like that. Mm. Yeah, go, uh, sorry, John, go on. Globe tits. Yeah. Globe so, boobs. <laughs> so this is sometimes uh, explained as a superior mirage, to, or with superior mirage theory, uh, which happens when the air below the line of sight is colder than the air above it. So on the sea surface, for example, the air closer to water could be cooled by the water, and the air above causes light refraction to bring the image of the boat into clear view past its physical observation null locations. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, when you look through a flame and stuff starts flickering and then stuff uh, on the horizon line is kind of disappearing and mm. then the stuff co- above. Like, have you ever seen a mirage? I've, I've seen, yeah. I've seen w- them on, yeah, I, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I've seen them on sea level. Sea level like where, well, yeah. where it looks like a boat is floating in the air. It there looks like go. it's yeah. above the water, which and is mad away, looking. How far away could that boat have been? Do you know what I mean? 33 yeah. miles. <laughs> Take well, boat. B, 2, O, 16. That's 18. A, 1, 19. T, t- 23. <laughs> that's, 30, that's 33. 33. Boat. Have you seen like the videos and pictures where it actually looks like it's almost in the sky just because of the mirage effect? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it looks really cool. But sure, that's what they have all of these, uh, uh, you know, there was a flying ghost 
pirate ship. There was a flying city in the sky, and people. That's where it comes from. Yeah. You know, all of those legends of that stuff is from these like superior mirages. There's, a, there's an inferior mirage as well, which is the opposite way, where it's hotter at the bottom and colder at the top, and that puts an even bigger float. But you get those really on desert surfaces, mm. and it brings some visible element or changes a visible element into an invisible one. So you could see it, and it's like at certain degrees. And then the inferior mirage changes it so that it's like way over to your right. So it just like refracts the light in a weird way. And you're walking towards it and you never reach it because it's actually like way over to your left behind you. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing. So the superior mirage makes it come from nowhere and the inferior one makes it disappear from where it is. It's weird, right? It is weird. And that's why like that's so odd that you can see why it actually becomes kind of easier for people to think. Yeah, ghost ship. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to think about that Fuck one. physics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any physics heads out there, hit, hit me up with, with some with some sauce. We're going to do a live chat about this one, uh, obviously, because the Flat Earth lads are going to live in my hole uh, <laughs> for when this is released. But, like, <laughs> sincerely, it's a fucking crazy phenomenon. And I've seen those videos, man. I listen to Eddie Bravo go mental. Eddie Bravo hit me up. I'm going to fucking reach out to this motherfucker. Hit me up for some Flat Earth stuff, Eddie. I watch these videos... And it was like, nothing. And then they're zooming in, and I'm like, nothing. And then they're three quarters of the way there, it's like, nothing. And then they hit the full zoom, and it was like, ship. Yeah. What the fuck? But it looked like a weird ghost ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very kind of, yeah, you, you, you can make it out, but it's like, what? But could that, like, I don't know <clears throat> that much about, I can't conceptualize the physics that something over the perceptible lip of your vision could have light shining through it. To bring it like back over, do, do you know what I mean? Back yeah. over the lip of your of your of your vision. Yeah, I can't. I can like I can get it, but like I can't get it. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. I understand so, what they're saying here and how it works. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The light refracts and blah blah blah. But does that actually make any sense? Like you know when you have a glass of water and you put a pencil in it and the light refracts yeah. and the pencil looks like it's broken. Mm -hmm. that's, why like, that's why I don't take baths. <laughs> It's your fed. Having your penis look like it's cut in half. <laughs> when you pull it up by the yeah. skin out of the water, like, ah! Every like time. Guillotine. Every time. But, like, imagine that, like, where it's broken, like, that much, and how far away the bottom half can seem from the top half. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that just, like, on a really small scale, very, very far away. Mm. It's just like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So it's since the warm air. I'd probably sound uh, like a tick to some of no, the, no, the no, physics but, heads. Are no, like, but no, yeah. No. But, but there's, like, there's obviously a very, uh, yeah, in, in depth uh, exp explanation. Well, for that's, it, but, that's the globular explanation. Yeah. The flat earth explanation is that it's a flat plane and all you have to do is just zoom in to see the fucking thing. Yeah. Like you're actually seeing the thing itself. Which is a much easier thing to, to, to digest in your brain. Than, yeah. Oh, it's it's refraction of light and it's different it's temperatures. So and it's like, what? Well, that's vanishing point theory. So when you get to yeah. a certain point that you can't see stuff anymore, with your eye, you just zoom in and you can see more stuff. Like, how far can you zoom in? Could you be able to, like, would you be able to zoom in and see, like, New York from Galway Bay? Yeah. If you had a powerful enough telescope? I'm sure. But that is, I mean, the vanishing point yeah, which is, you know, like a, a room or train tracks or something as it goes off seems to narrow and yeah, seems yeah. to go in. They can they join. But it's it's straight the whole the whole time. It's just your eyes. But how come they can have like bridges that are like ten miles long across water and then they don't have to make 
like the bridges aren't built like on a curve they're built so straight. are though isn't are it, they built on a curve like this well not all but like isn't there I, I'm not sure if it's it's a Chinese bridge that's like 11 miles long and it's straight and these flat earthers hold it up as like this is <laughs> this is not built on a curve none of this part is curved and I'm like yeah but gravity is holding all this, the fucking cars on it like they build it mm. at the same height and as you go around across the gradual gradient yeah, you know yeah. you're putting the, the bridge at like you're putting a pole in and the bridge joist goes in at like 20 foot high on yeah. each pole but it's 20 foot high from the center of wherever you're sticking it in so as you go along it's still 20 foot high because the water remains the same level so it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. bent yeah there was one i was we looking up like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but there, there was ones i was looking up where it did like mention that at one end there was a slight different degree to account for a curvature i don't mm. know if it was the golden gate bridge or not i want to say it was yeah it's weird like how you can have those obviously engineers are like going yeah this is bullshit if there's any engineers or physics heads yeah hit a brother up with some bridge knowledge i'm sure they would think that but i can just see like the superior mirage yeah it explains it away but flat earth is an awful lot easier and more digestible thing to believe if you're looking at a telescope like but I want to see those super hyper telescopes that are, you know, like Hubble on Earth and just look into someone's apartment from like, from yeah. like you know, <laughs> Eastkey in Sligo. Just be like, <laughs> to see your mate. Yeah, your your friend living in New York or something. Yeah, just yeah. Like straight across. It's like if some fell in, in an apartment somewhere. in Brooklyn and you could see it like, oh yeah, enjoying your cornflakes. Yeah. Do you know? Ring them on the phone. Who do you know I'm meeting cornflakes? Well, with the superior images or the mirages, uh, in the polar regions, they actually seem more frequent uh, because of all over the cold ice, the cold sea ice. They have, because uh, there's a colder temperature, obviously, ah. they're more frequent. So sometimes it can make distant shorelines seem to be above the horizon and look closer than it actually is, which, you know, maybe that's why these regions are so hard to get to. Uh, sometimes the towers of a faraway city skyline seem to be above the horizon and uh, waver slightly, which is known as Fata Morgana. That's a fucking weird name. <laughs> That's like something I used to get called in secondary school or something. <laughs> it's like an alien stripper name. Yeah. Is that is that the story you were afraid to tell yeah. earlier? That's, that was the nickname I gave myself. <laughs> I wanted to be named after a shape shifting fairy from lore. But yeah, so really, if the Earth were flat, this phenomena just wouldn't work over such long distances because the light would bend down over shorter distances and the mirage would be visible only from a much higher plane. Yeah, so the higher up you go, the easier it is to see because the light has to bend for it to work. Mm. So I'm thinking about, you know, the scene in Independence Day when Will Smith is coming across the desert and he's dragging the alien in the parachute and you see that and it's like half of him is missing and you can see the sunlight shining through his shadow and then he finally comes into view. Like that's, Mm. that's like the Fata Morgana. Yeah. Yeah, Or Omar Sharif on his camel. In uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. So, I mean, uh, round earth guys, yeah, I totally get it. Totally could be possible. Flat earth guys, I'm kind of siding with you on this one. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like, interesting. I can't get that you can see something. You're getting off the fence already. uh, I I watched Eddie Bravo talking about, like, shouting around corners. Or, I watched Eddie Bravo <laughs> shouting, shouting around corners. Shouting, talking about seeing around corners. Yeah. Like, it's, f- like, fucking hell. Like, how do you, you know what I mean? 
Like, how are you able to see around... How are you able to see around a bend of the thing you can't see? And somehow the light is, like, bringing the thing back to you. Yeah. It just sounds like a real strain on the eyes. That that doesn't work in my brain. That's yeah. not pulling in... It doesn't make sense. What I, yeah, what I need there to make in, in it make sense. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It seems that if you zoom in, there's a motherfucking ship there. You just couldn't see it with your eyeballs. Yeah. And I work with cameras all the time to have great zooms and I, I, stuff I can't see. And then I zoom in and they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. She should probably put some clothes on. But if you're talking about a ship and it's six miles away, and the and you're talking about like with the with the the bishop experiment, over twenty three miles in that bay, that meant according to calculations, with the world being round and all sorts of things, that that other beach on the other side, the lighthouse or lovers lovers quiff or whatever it's called, that's supposed to be three hundred and fifty three feet below the visible yeah, yeah. plane. Hmm. So how are you able to stand on one beach and 23 miles away see another beach that's, by calculations of physics men, supposed to be 300 feet, 350 feet below what you can see? There's no fucking light refraction and some weird horizontal aberration in your vision that's going to bring back a whole fucking uh, beachhead, a a whole rock formation like. A little ship on the horizon, maybe. Hmm. it'll just show you the thing and it's like oh some light magic and I've seen some crazy shit with fucking lasers and all this kind of yeah you can do some mad shit with like light refraction and like an atom existing in two places at once but you can't bring back a whole coastline from like some weird light aberrations yeah 23 miles away that's supposed to be 350 feet down I sound like any bravo now yeah look it up bro read into it read into it look it up google that shit where'd you read that in it books? <laughs> it doesn't seem... Yeah. Them sums don't do any yeah. damage to me. I'm like, no. So that does not for you? No. I'm like flat earth for that. Well, maybe that's Are you flat earth or are you just like throw that out the window? It doesn't matter. Well, we're not getting out the fence right no, now. No, no, I know. No, but I just mean in this... But that sinking ship experiment, I'm taking the flat earth box on that motherfucker. Yeah. I sound like... I, I might sound crazy, but like... 23 miles, 350 feet difference, and you can still see it? That's 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 not right. Like. Yeah, it, it goes against the... Unless they're going to say something like, oh, that's just a, a particularly flat bit of this round earth. <laughs> is there, is there an, flatter it's, bits? It's not, it's not a perfect sphere. It's got a... But if it's on water, it has to be the same everywhere, right? Yeah, it's level. So... Now, I do I mean, disagree I mean, with There's a lot of flat earthers are saying... Water finds its level, no matter where it is. If you stop it at the top yeah. of the hill, it'll find its level. It's like, yeah, man, but like gravity has a has a pull, and especially on yeah, bodies yeah. of water, where it's keeping it like contained. And then there's tides, and there's other stuff underneath the water that's making it move, but keeping it together, so it's not like giant waves, just hmm. walls of water flying around the fucking sky and shit. Like, but at the same time, if you're able to zoom in on a ship that's seven miles away and it's supposed to be 150 feet below the horizon line, and you can bring it back into view, zooming in on it. Fucking look it up, bro. <laughs> Google that shit. Yeah, it's... Um, that's one of the arguments that gets my gonads yeah, rocking yeah. for that shit. Well, that's the main one that gets my gonads rocking mm. as well. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to fully trust my gonads. I mean, my gonads my, have lied to me before. Exactly. I've put my faith in my gonads and it, that bit has been thrown back in my face. But yeah, it does, it does kind of make you go, yeah, why isn't that not visible <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean it's like eloquent as ever 
Thank but you. But that's it. Why isn't that not, not visible? Yeah. Why is not not that visible? What, <laughs> why can I see that? Yeah, that's way better to say it. When I'm not supposed to, <laughs> by the laws of physics. Yeah. What the and fuck? light and, yeah, everything. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, match, doesn't match my brain. Well, yeah, it's a bit of a brain melter, all right. As we go through these, you know, I mean, flat, it, flat earth proofs, it's a good, it's a good argument. For there are, like, you know, yeah, there are good arguments and ones. bullshit ones. I think that the, the, the sink and ship thing, I'm, I'm on flat earth side. There is another one that says like the moon landing is fake, and we've gone through the Apollo missions. We talk yeah. about, uh, you know, moon landings being fake because the, you know, the, the the moon is really inside of the firmament and stuff like that. So Ed, like you were looking into some NASA shit and we're not going to get this deep into NASA, NASA. The flat guys do like they have a real yeah fucking pin in their dick about NASA um they hate NASA they don't like NASA <clears throat> well yeah I mean the, the the flat earthers as they're known the FEs as I call them uh I mean they think that the moon landings were faked to give the illusion of a round earth and also to give the uh illusion that the moon is in outer space instead of a moon that is 3,000 miles above the globe inside the dome. Yeah. Um, Dean above, Martin, the glo- above the globe, I said. Above <laughs> the earth. Yes. We we'll just call it the earth. Dean Martin tried to tell us about this in, in secret messages through his music. Yeah. For years. But everyone just thought he was a drunk. Yeah. Singing about... Pizza pie. Pizza pie. Yeah. Like, uh, he was talking about pizza cake before it even happened. Exactly. So, uh, they, you know, they imagined that it was all, you know, they're on wires, bouncing around. Uh, Did you watch those videos? Uh, no, I didn't. Most get... definitely on wires. Yeah. Most definitely. The Apollo 15 mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, where the, they said the, the weight is entirely lifted from the astronauts' feet as they bounce around as if the wires didn't extend far enough when they were supposed to and bring them down to the ground in time with the bounce. They were like jumping over a thing and then as he came down he just like stood on his tippy toes and then just slowly was like and got kind of it's like kind of released yeah, back not, down. Not a straight back down. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And is, is it most of the like the footage of like faked uh, moon missions is it do they mostly come from Apollo 15? Apollo 15 Apollo 17 they're the ones that like Apollo 17 had your man smuggle a uh, golf club on and hit golf balls around yeah yeah like all of those are the most like apollo 11 is like the the worst footage in the first one yeah but the ones after that but there's less off. footage for that so but it you makes think sense. you think if you know like if they're making a wi-fi uh kung fu movie in china and the guy lands wrong they're just gonna uh, cut let's go <laughs> yeah, again yeah. fast positions whatever that is in chinese but you think if they if you know he he lands weirdly on his tippy toes and then comes down, so it's like, hey, it looks like he's on a wire. Well, this, maybe it's something that it's... Would it, they not retake it? Like, it Maybe it's something that's not as noticeable, because these were guys, like, I was watching Flat Earth guys, they were combing through these hours of these lads bopping around on the on the moon surface. Yeah, looking for any... Looking for any kind of aberration or any kind of mistake. And they put them all together in a very nicely uh, uh, contained mm. and evident video that there is some fucking trickery, chicanery, shenanigans... Yeah, and I mean, because they 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 also talk about the radio signals, and I'm no radio signal uh, enthusiast. Yeah, the moon is approximately four hundred thousand kilometers or miles. Is it kilometers or miles? Kilometers. Kilometers. Yeah. Uh, from Earth, which is one point four light seconds away, 
but the communications from the Apollo mission seemed to have zero delay in response. It's almost like they were on just two telephones <laughs> in separate rooms. Um, they said there should have been a, like 2.8 second delay between ground control and the moon surface. Uh, so these calculations are from flat Earth sources. Check your sources. Check your sources. I don't. I don't know. People debunking this theory say that the silences were edited for time and public consumption, which makes sense. I which mean, totally yeah. makes sense. You're going to have it on. On you're not going to wait like yeah. a, an episode of that '70s show for a laugh track or something. That's exactly. Just like, or if I say, you know, if I said, and the truth about flat Earth is uh, the uh, the Earth is flat. You'd cut out all the yeah, 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 yeah. You know, to make it cleaner and more. I'm yeah. gonna do that in the edit of this, and that yeah, example exactly. is gonna be super complicated. <laughs> Very much so, because you're gonna have to totally. use the original thing I said, and then the edited version, and yeah. then compare and contrast. I'm sorry, I'm giving you a lot of work. Uh, but <laughs> but it, yeah, but I mean that makes sense to me. That's like yeah, that makes sense. Um, but but. The the delays were heard in the original broadcast. So so it's recorded. So this is evidently not true because the NASA website holding the audio clips do not have a delay, but they could be edited as well. But why would they edit them? They said that they're the originals, but maybe you wouldn't put up originals with the gaps. Yeah. And also, if anyone's seen that great Australian movie, The Dish. Yes. Uh, where it was, it was relayed. It's like a cooking show. To, to Australia. <laughs> and they're... Received and relayed. To, so it's going from Australia to Houston and out right. to the to the world but unsung heroes of the space missions them lads but who knows i think i think they're kind of grasping at straws when it comes to to delay stuff and also i i don't know i mean if you think they would have edited out obvious shots where it looked like they were on wires it's not that obvious though, when you look at them yeah but but they know if they're faking yeah, it yeah, and they're yeah, on yeah, wires yeah. and they go let's cut out that bit where he doesn't land quite proper you know it just seems that why would they not? Why would they leave those in intentionally just so fucking flat earth conspiracy theorists can go, oh, look at this? But maybe they didn't know at the time. You're talking about the fucking 70s, man. Yeah, well, yeah, was it that I they suppose, were like, yeah. we're going to be broadcasting onto tiny little curved screens? Yeah. Nobody's going to see that. And didn't, it wasn't until didn't like. Imagine later on that it could be enhanced to HD. And yeah. To pull it. Like the Apollo 16 had one of the most evident ones where there was a lad on the ground and he was like, can you help me up? Yeah, sure. You want to you want to come back up? And nobody knows who said that. And then the next thing, he's like, "Fump!" And his whole body, except for one leg that's on the ground, goes up. And then he's he's up somehow, and it looks like he was pulled up by the hips by two cables. Yeah. And then he finally gets his balance, spins back around like a uh, pink. You know, when she gets up in that thing. Yeah. And she has the harness on, and she's all like flying around. And uh, he ends up putting his two feet on the ground, and he's grand. But like, how the fuck? Even on the moon surface, with their weight, with your weight re- like reduced, yeah. he was able to lift his whole body weight up just off his one tiptoe of his right foot. Yeah, and he ended up doing like that that uh, skater pirouette when you have your arms out like this and one leg behind you mm. from like an on the ground position to that to standing up. It looks like some wires picked him up yeah. off the ground. Yeah, I mean, it looks like seventies, nineteen seventies special effects technology, like Peter because, Pan and the school play or something. Exactly, because now, like you know, they're they're questioning the the International Space Station and the star fields, and the, the, they're using CGI. They're putting CGI people up there, and you know, because you know, you can make anything realistically, uh, or you know, photo real shit is so possible now maybe way, way, like i mean look at jurassic world yeah look at like um, that they made everyone think 
that that was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> when evidently, like, it wasn't. Did yeah. it make that many people think? And Chris Pratt is like 100% computer generated throughout that entire film. <laughs> yeah. And no one noticed. No, yeah. Because it's gotten to a point now where it's completely photo yeah. real. They They're just found to... an actual dinosaur island and yeah. CG'd out. They're trying to find actors that look more computerized. Well, you know, to be honest, I think it's very, very possible because if you're showing footage from space or you're showing footage from the moon, that's not like, uh, you know, HD 78 frames a second or you know, top quality stuff. It's like if you see something, say something, where it's, you know, like, like the way, say, David Fincher would use CGI in, in his movies is just, uh, like there's a bit in Zodiac where they dri- they're driving, he's driving along a road and they pass a garage and you just see it, you know, in blurred vision. Yeah. Almost as they drive past With it. motion blur. With motion blur. Yeah. And I just assumed that that was a garage that they shot on a road and went past. But no, they put that in with CGI. So there's stuff that you just, you see it for a second and your brain believes that it's real. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not up front, in your face. In so focus. They, in focus. Yeah. So they have that kind of, that kind of leeway. So, I mean, look, it's completely plausible that they would, or, or that they could because they have the technology to do it. What they're claiming about the ISS is that a lot of that is filmed either underwater, which is the outside stuff, yeah, or inside stuff is done in these parabolic plane um, flight paths, you know, where you uh, yeah. fly up straight yeah. really far and then fly down and go into a big dive. dive. Yeah. And then they're able to get that kind of floaty look. There's also some um, CGI stuff. So there's one video, and I think it's George Bush Sr. is being wheeled through... Cape Canaveral and on the back there's a big screen and there's a dude in front of like a green screen that has like a cross hatch and he has the ball and then like a day later they release this footage it's like here's footage from the ISS and it's a dude and he's going like the ball floats and he's doing this thing with the ball yeah and it's like dude we saw you doing that footage in front of a green screen yesterday while you were wheeling George Bush Sr. through Cape Canaveral yeah dope yeah. That's where I feel like NASA are the trolls. Like, how would they let that happen? I'm sure they just didn't see it. Like, there's so much stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. Like, think about yeah. it. Like, think about how many how many things are in the back of, like, say, Jake Paul's videos or, or Casey Neistat or something. Something that's in the back that you wouldn't even realize is going on. Like, you're not ex- blowing everything up, inspecting all that stuff. It's not like it's a, uh, you know, a matte-painted like student billion dollar studio movie. Yeah, but I've been on YouTube. I know that there's people that scrutinize everything that comes out from NASA. Like, Yeah. But I, I do know what you're saying. Like, Somebody yeah, got you, fired you, over that motherfucker, but I'm saying you it's, can bet, it's definitely yeah. evidential. And, and as well, then there's video that comes out and it's totally like ratified, approved video of somebody outside of the ISS trying to fix the International Space Station. And then you can see fucking bubbles coming out of his helmet. And you're like, mm. you're in a swimming pool, cunt. For definite. And the sides of the swimming pool are painted black to look like space. And then there's bubbles coming out and floating upwards. How the fuck is that happening in space? Sure, but you could also say, because I don't know if you saw uh, Justice League, and there was a big brouhaha over Superman's mustache. mustache. And they got rid of his mustache and made it look... I think you know it was like a rush job. It looked terrible, but some dude on his own... Put uh, it back. 
uh, did a better version of it using uh, stuff from his just on his own laptop. He had more time to do it. He spent time and he put it up and it was like really good. Looked an awful lot better. That's how you get a job. So there could be there could be someone putting in bubbles to to prove. You know what I mean? Oh, Ed with the double with the double no, but back. It, but if but if you say you know, but it's it's you. possible. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you could put fucking Jar Jar Binks in a spacesuit, photorealistically behind someone waving at the camera, and you know, I mean, you can do anything. Yeah. You can do anything. Sure, there's fucking. But 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 those are original, like untampered films. You can download them from the NASA website. Okay. Like it's it's a, like official sources. Yeah. As far as I know, check your sources, obviously. Okay. But these I'm are gonna, like... I'm going to have to look at that. <coughs> they're flat earth sources. Like, people are going... I found this in the NASA website. This is where it's, where it's undoctored, it's untampered, and people have checked it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't yeah, do my 100% due diligence today. I trusted the places that I found them Yeah. were representing themselves honestly by saying, I got this straight from NASA. So it definitely says this because it's from NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if they didn't do that and someone caught them out, then they're the biggest cunt in the world because yeah, they're yeah. Okay. sullying the whole flat yeah. earth community. And I'm, while you could add like bubbles, say, but there's footage of like a hatch door opening and it looks like it's plastic and yeah. kind of ready to break off. I saw so that picture, can't really be faked. I that has to happen there. A picture of the worst looking, really high quality, but the worst looking Apollo Eleven lunar lander. And it looked like a transition year art project <laughs> made by the kids with no friends in class. Like, not great. And there's no way the two grown ass men took out took took off from a spaceship, landed on the moon, did some shit, got back in it, and then flew back to the spaceship and then yeah. flew back to Earth. Yeah. You can see where there's tape holding bits together. There's tin foil, there's paper, there's like little copper rods. It's a dose of shit, man. And it's the first time I saw it. Like four years ago, we did our Apollo 11. That's what I was episode. just about to ask. Yeah, have I you, didn't see that picture. Have you changed your... I remember you're off the fence from that episode. Apollo have, 11 about the moon? Yeah. Yeah, quite possibly, man. Like, those videos of the strings, the lads being pulled up on strings, got me. That got me in the field today. I was like, shit. Mm. I don't want to believe this flat earth stuff. But maybe not believing in flat earth and, and like not believing NASA faked all that shit are two separate things. They're not con- congruent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the flat earth guys are like, well, if you don't believe that NASA did that thing, you have to believe in flat earth. I'm like, no, no, that's a false equivalency. I don't think so. Yeah. But NASA are definitely doing some weird shit. And also, talking about like billions and billions and billions of dollars to do like shady home movies with lads on strings, where are them billions of dollars going instead? Yeah. Is that like going into some black ops? Is that just a way for the American, uh, you know, space and aviation authority to just get a lot of money to put it into some other weird thing? Like, like whatever they're doing down in the Antarctic. Or maybe what they're doing in the Antarctic, yeah. Like, uh, they're not paying for... Like, if Elon Musk... Fighting the ice beasts of the (laughs) alien nation that lives there. Ice beasts of an alien nation. (laughs) I'd be really disappointed if we learned that there was ice beasts down there and we're never told about it. Like, that'd be ice so beasts cool. from an alien nation. That's that's going to be a <laughs> Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Freezor. It's one of them. Freezor. He has a sword of ice. Isicon. 
<laughs> Coldor. Wait, so, so, you, so you think now that the moon landings were fake, most likely? I think I think some of it definitely was poppycock. Okay. That they may have put lads up up into the atmosphere. Like I said on the show, they put lads up into the lower atmosphere, couldn't get out of Van Allen belts. But that means that we must have a globular Earth with an iron core that's throwing out like mad magnetic radiation. <laughs> just to get <laughs> just to say that they got in there before the Russians. Yeah, but so they send down those like the the space the data, data. the space data uh, from this low Earth orbit. And then as they got further, the lads just fudged the numbers and sent out the thing and went like, okay, yeah, now they're saying this from this this far, now they're saying this from this far. So all of the communications, it was all like a pre a pre recorded thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But so like if the idea would be in this particular conspiracy theory, that NASA would have faked the original moon landings to beat the Russians. Yeah. So there the idea then would be that the only reason they said the Earth was a globe and confirmed that was just because that's what they thought it would be. There was no, like, evil scheme yet. It was just that this is what we expect it to be. So if we want to look like we actually done this, we got to, like, say that it's yeah. a globe. And in the Apollo 11 episode, we talked about how Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, and to a lesser extent, Michael Collins, never ever talked about the stars, because if they did, they'd have to make up star constellations yeah. that could definitely be proven false in the future. But they had to show Earth. Now, there is an experiment. There is a, like a... Well, a, can I just... just cause This is the point I wanted to make. Yeah. So, they go, they fake the moon landings. Mm. Say, send back these photos. You can see the Earth in the background as a globe while they're on the moon. When the Russians then go to space, they'd already been. But after the Apollo 11 missions, would they not have said, hey, we've been mm. there? It's not. It's not a globe. Just like, just it's like flat Earth. Because well, they could disprove that... But the at American that point, plan. they had already signed the Antarctic Treaty because the space race started in 1959. Mm. Do you know? So in, in 61, they were like, well, if we're going to go to space, we better fucking come together and make a treaty about this thing. Yeah. So and, even and in prior to the, the Cold War, they were like, they were like slapping high five. So there was. So the space race dim- is a policy between them. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. No, well, that's a. I don't even disagree. I'm just curious. Yeah. To... If they're lying about how big Russia is. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of leaning towards flat earth here on this one. Like, the evidence is going, I, I, come on now, think <laughs> about it. Ships are fucking coming back from the other side of the thing. The moon landing is bullshit. Russia and all is doing that stuff about Antarctica. Like, they knew that shit. And then they all went up and went, oh, shit. We are faking moon, moon landing. I mean, we are, nobody gets a gold medal for second, but... We still have to show our people that we aren't, uh, you know, feeble in front of uh, dirty pig dog American capitalists. Yeah. So they have to lie to their people as well. And they all agreed in 1961, look, whoever gets into space, tell everybody that's a globe. In for a ruble, in for a whatever's bigger than a ruble. In for a copaic, <laughs> in for a ruble. That's what well, there saying. you go. Sorry. In for a penny, in for a pound. But it's, it's one of those things where, like... You can see in um, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, which is available on our BitChute channel, BitChute.com, slash those conspiracy guys, uh, where they do this little thing where they're trying to get the mo- the earth in the window. Yeah. And it's from the back of the room and the whole thing is all dark and you can see the moon and it looks like it's really far away. It's really small. You know, those cows are small. Those cows are far away. <laughs> yeah. And they're on the back of the thing and then something goes over the front and you're like, hey, what's that? And it, then it turns out to not be circular and you're like, what? And then they turn on the lights inside the capsule and they're in a low earth orbit and the earth is right outside the window, massive and round. 
and they're faking being as far away from the earth as they were but in that then that totally disproves that the earth could be flat because it's a fucking globe out the window yeah. of a spaceship mm. so what is that maybe maybe they're only a couple of thousand feet up in the air like they're, they're, it's so it's so do you know I can believe that they didn't land on the moon but to believe that they went up and pretended and got up into the firmament and the, and the moon is like 3,000 miles away and they got close enough like can you land on the moon if it's 3,000 miles away if it's only 32 miles wide can you land on that yeah. Do you know? I mean, it's less. The sun is 32 miles wide, so what's the moon? Like, a mile wide? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like let's land a fucking... Let's land a, a a spaceship on a thing that's the size of a football pitch. Well, it, mm. do a lot of flat earthers not claim that the moon and the sun are around the same? There's very little uh, difference. Yeah. I think that yeah. isn't that how they explain eclipses. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's not like... Fuck, man. And when the the moon and the sun are visible at the same time, and that shouldn't be possible. If that's the, another if one, the, yeah. If yeah. the globe is, if if it's a globe. Well, here, look. Let's get into the science then of the spaceness. Science, because, science, because science. like, you can see how NASA will. Uh, thanks, NASA, for NASA. thanks for that. Thanks for keep doing that. That's great. You can see how it's bullshit. 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 That the, yeah, the NASA stuff can be made like in a swimming pool. Uh, with bubbles and all this like yeah. if they are faking it they're good at faking it but they've been caught a few times and the flat earth guys are jumping on it because they're like this totally proves my theory there is one thing that basically it's the science around uh, how how the earth is flat and stays flat and moves through space uh, so atmospheric refraction is the process uh, along with the ships at the horizon it's produced because the earth's atmosphere decreases with height above the earth's surface and all the light rays traveling horizontally bend downward in the line with the curve of the earth along the line of sight so in ship navigation and celestial navigation this phenomenon is allowed because the measurement is close enough to the surface that the light can curve downward so when they're like i said earlier on about the record and the groove in the record so when they're sailing ships around and it seems like you're going in a straight line from left to right or from east to west Really, you're going around in a kind of a curly line, but all of the navigation equipment that's created was created with the globe in mind. Yeah. So you're using a sextant and measuring off the stars or measuring off the sun and the angle to the thing and it hangs the thing and then you're supposed to go like this way and you mark a degree and then you know you're going in that degree even though there's nothing, there's no landmarks to, to measure your, your boat against. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you're going in a kind of a curly line but you're still going to get to where you're going to be going if it's on a a, a lateral, uh, like a latitude that you knew you were sailing on. Like we're going along certain certain latitude on a flat map or on a globe, it's a straight line. And on the flat earth, it's a curly line, but you're still going to go the same way because the, the equipment is, is measured for that. And this is because of atmospheric refraction. So it means that optical experiments, though, can have skewed results, whereas like physical travel across these lines is evident like you're fucking going there yourself you can do it but the optical experiments the, the allowance for the curvature and uh, in the measurement and the light refraction means the experiment will produce basically an infinite plane seeming that the earth was flat so when you're looking out over this refraction this atmospheric refraction uh the ship can be pulled back into visibility across the sea now this atmospheric refraction is also aided by temperature 
uh, and a temperature inversion in the atmosphere which leads to this mirage effect and there's an increase of air temperature or elapsed rate it's called of 0.11 degrees celsius per meter and that'll create the illusion of a flat plane and all optical measurements made near the ground level would be consistent with completely flat surfaces uh, and in average conditions all experiments with optical measurements are observed with a spherical earth approximately 15 percent less curved than the true diameter so in physical like globular science there is a phenomenon called atmospheric refraction that will take 15 percent off the curvature and bring those boats back into view and it's experimented and and uh like it's yeah, demonstrated that's been yeah do you know so i mean if you're talking about how the earth is curved yeah it's totally done like that but how the flat earth flies through space is called universal acceleration. So this is a mad theory that seems to be like physics guys hit me up because this seems to be this impossible. is mental. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so universal acceleration is the theory to explain the force of gravity on the flat Earth model, and it basically states that there's a centrifugal force that keeps us on the flat plane because the flat Earth is accelerating upwards, quote upwards, relative to the plane of the Earth at a rate of nine point eight meters per second. So it's basically just going up perpendicular to the flat angle of the plane of the Earth. The traditional theory of gravity is often poo-pooed by the flat earth advocates because the earth supposedly spinning at a thousand miles an hour should throw everything off the ball and water would be like, you know, like a a mad stirred up cup of tea the whole time and nothing would stay and gravity is magic. Well, (laughs) flat earth theory deals with the weight and mass instead of gravity and magnetic forces of influence. The mass of the earth moves at 9.8 meters per second and the great size causes this deflection of direct force on the surface, maybe causing this dome effect or partial atmosphere. I'll talk about that in a sec. And that makes sure that nothing on the surface gets wiped off <laughs> with space junk while a giant plate is flying through space <laughs> at, at, at like 10 meters a second. Uh, if not for this protection, maybe we'd all be smushed by like meteors and bits of space detritus. Space junk. Space junk. Clean, clean up your space backyard. <laughs> Uh, Crazy re- space kids. Reduce, reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> but not all flat earth theory guys uh, dismiss gravity or its forces. One man who is often uh, held up as a, a, a turncoat. Uh, he, he mm. what's that guy? A Benjamin Franklin? No. Yeah. Uh, John Wilkes Booth? No. Uh, oh, Benedict Arnold. He's a real Benedict Arnold. This this fella, and his name was Davis. Uh, And the Davis model states that gravity and mass displacement from gravitational forces protects the surface. So he's going in with gravity and the other flat earth lads are like, no, Mm. don't we have a gravity from Newton's laws of motion, which are one, every object in a state of uniform motion tends to remain in that state of motion unless an external force is applied to it. So if there's something that's moving through space, which is a vacuum, it'll move like that infinitely until another thing hits off it. Similarly to, say, a car with wheels that are on the ground. And you're pushing the car, and the car is going down the hill, and it'll the force keep, keep going. Uh, the, it'll keep going down the hill until it hits a flat plane. And when it's on the flat plane, the pushed force from being on the hill will propel it so far, but the friction from the wheels on the ground is an external force that will eventually slow it down over time. Yeah. Or you could talk about snooker balls. So you can have like one ball hits another ball. If there was no friction between the ball and the felt, the ball would just bounce around those cushions indefinitely. Mm. Yeah. I love talking about snooker balls. Oh, balls. Uh, Newton's law two, uh, the acceleration of an object produced by a net force is directionally proportional to the magnitude of the net force in the same direction as the net force and inversely proportional to the mass of the object. So, 
if you're hitting a snooker ball, let's go back. Ed loves the snooker uh, balls. Yeah. If you're hitting a snooker ball with a white with the white ball, the cue yeah. ball, and you hop the shit out of it, that force is the net force that's passed on to the ball that it hits. Hmm. Because an object in motion tends to stay in motion, an object rest tends to stay at rest. So the energy transference from one ball to another. The second ball will move at the same net force that you have applied to the first ball, and it will continue on uh, with that net force. But the second part of it is it's directly proportional to the magnitude of net force in the same direction of the net force and inversely proportional to the mass of the object. So if you hit a cue ball with say like 30 foot pounds of of a smack bang and it hits the other ball the other ball is a small snooker ball it will be proportionally propelled with the net force that you put into the first cue ball and go ping 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 but if that ball that you hit is not a snooker ball but like uh, a lead ball which has a lot more a lot more uh, uh mass mass and density density yeah if you hit that snooker ball the net force will only be applied proportional to the density of the lead ball so you can put a load more for you can put the same force in it and the lead ball will move much less than the snooker ball uh get it yeah yeah yep. okay cool i didn't <laughs> i didn't actually, do science in school but I'm no that's like a really good trying explanation to, trying to do that thing um it's like it's like kicking a football you kick a football over over a, and i don't know anything about sports kick a football over the goalposts but what happens if you had to kick like a sofa <laughs> so you know, yeah, wouldn't yeah. have the same the, the net force would be equal, but the, the, yeah. the inversely proportional to the mass of the thing just that you're big, kicking. Just, just a bigger run up. Yeah, a bigger kick. Yeah, that's big, what it is. Bigger boot. And then Newton, Newton's law of motion number three: for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if you like call someone a cunt, they're probably going to call you a cunt back. <coughs> that's Newton was always getting called awesome. a cunt, and then he was like, yeah, equal, yeah. And, equal and opposite reaction. I'm rubber, and you're glue. It bounces off me and sticks to you. That's how we used to do it. That was his third rule. And uh, so there's this ether Isaac. That, <laughs> that Davis says uh, is created from the force of the mass of the flying earth flying upwards towards space and putting a force out in front of it as it moves through space. So mm. get, wrap, your, wrap your brain guts around this one. A giant plate is flying through space. Upwards. Upwards. And with energy behind it is displacing the space in front of it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've ever been on a bike and been behind a truck, you will see as the truck moves through space, moves through the air. There's this, uh, uh, like a, a a force of air that comes around, an aerodynamic force yeah, yeah. that comes around the side of the truck, the slipstream, slipstream, and then that hits you. You're like, oh, oh Jesus, that's a force yeah. that it's expelling. So there is like a kind of a force field around the truck, yeah. made of the resistance from the displaced energy that they're yeah. passing through, mm-hmm. and this is what creates the dome on top of this flying Earth that's flying through space. It's like a big slipstream, like a big slipstream that fucks off all the detritus and space junk so it doesn't wipe yeah. off the top of the planet. Now, I'm getting deep flat earth here. I'm on board. It makes I'm sense. I'm just describing it. That's it the way it sense. is. That's, how it, that's, how it, that's Davis. Davis is all about this shit. It gives what's called a non-Euclidean geometric explanation when the Earth looks round because it can't be represented on a 2D map and the latitudes don't match in a straight line but curved and connected. This is mental. And... and Nobody likes Davis because of this. this <laughs> Non-Euclidean uh, means that instead of, like we were talking about on the wall map, where it's all straight lines, these ones all interlink and intersect when it becomes a flat earth. So that when you're moving forward, there's elements of of, of gravity 
that only apply to certain like non-concentric it's like the the olympic rings but from the center from the north pole out so these smaller pockets of gravity as the uh plate flies through the the resistance energy of space it creates these little um rivulets of gravity that form a more solid kind of a dome protection so it's not like a truck going through air and then and then the air goes around the truck and has like a higher more concentrated force to anything that's behind the truck this is done with gravity and energy so instead of like going through an a gravitational area of space it creates its own gravity as it moves through like when you have a bat and you have a full bat and you put your hand in the bat and you wave your hand through the water what happens is it creates like two kind of uh, uh, like slipstreams like at the back of a boat Mm -hmm. and when one of them curls around and meets another one it forms these kind of like whirlpools that will drag anything that's in it down because it's like a force that's being... Yeah, yeah. So what's happening is these non-Euclidean uh, gravitational spirals are being made by the Earth flying through and it ends up going around the edge and back up. So there's like a lip then created that maybe we get from the Al- um, Hib- Al-Hibim bowl type. Yeah. So that he was trying to... And that's how we get tornadoes. Bowl. It's the same stuff. Yeah. We talked about it in the Dyatlov's Pass episode. Whirlpools. It's called a Carmen Vortex Street where wind would fly through a, a mountain pass and the, t- the top of the mountain, like the Matterhorn, would split that wind in half and then the wind would form this like mini tornado and mini tornado after mini tornado, as they interlink with one another, they cause this very low rumbling because the wind is hitting at such a, at such a velocity that it causes a super low like noise that you can only feel inside your guts. And this scared all the people in the tent to running out of the tent. Yeah. Uh, out like into the, certain like the, death. Like the brown noise. The brown noise, yeah. <laughs> the brown note. So it's just, it, like, this is how Davis uh, accounts for the flat earth flying through space model, right? So with this Davis owl shit in mind, right? Davis, nobody likes Davis. So with this in mind, we take the parable of the man in the elevator. And uh. this, is, this is when an elevator moves... The person at rest inside the box feels the inertia. Have you been in an elevator? Yeah. Feel the stuff. Remember going on one when I was on scout camp on the Stena line and I went up and down about yeah. 70 times in four hours and my stomach didn't settle for about two months. Yeah, where you do <laughs> still feeling the effects. Yeah. Smacks into your, uh, into your pancreas. Into your medulla oblongata. And then that knocks your esophagus all out of whack and you're all like, oh, oh bloody ear bones. Bloody elevators. So you're in the elevator, you're feeling the inertia, so you press the button and it goes up and then the force of the elevator going up with you in it, in uh, the floor at your feet, everything that's at rest in your guts, according to Newton's second law, will stay there for a second and go oh, and go down a small bit until the, the centrifugal force catches up with everything and then, you, and then you settle down again. So you're on the way and your mass has now become part of the elevator going up, part of the, the, the mass uh, uh, of the whole elevator as a whole, right? So it's like um, when you're on a teacup ride and it's going around in a circle that you can you can feel your mass uh, being pushed to the outside because of the inertia, because of the centrifugal force. Yeah. You can feel yourself going, oh, I'm being stuck to the wall as the, as the teacup ride goes around. So if a guy jumps in the elevator, one would think if you're adhering to the Davis method and flat earth theory, if you jump inside an elevator going up, 
surely the floor should come up to meet you quicker if it is also rising of its own of its own energy mm-hmm. right yes mm. but no because his body is now also in motion and part of the mass of the elevator after its first movement so when you're in an elevator and you jump you're then not weightless yeah and the elevator comes up to meet you real quick but that's what they're going on with, with flat earth that it's like there is no gravity we're all just inertia being pushed onto the flat plane of the earth as it flies at 9.8 meters per second through space yeah so we're all just like well, up stuck yeah. to the earth because of that up right it's pinning us down yeah keeping us down the world is keeping us down man see shake off the shackles of uh control so if the elevator was crashing through the shaft <laughs> shaft <laughs> if the elevator was crashing down through the shaft it was flying towards the bottom a lot of people say like you just jump at the last second yeah yeah, yeah. it's the classic why did that not work? You shook your head like it doesn't work. Because everyone that's tried it has died. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because... Do you ever go into an elevator and there's a weird stain on the floor? Get rid of? <laughs> that's what that is. That's because it got stuck between floors and someone had to piss. It's because you're part of the mass of the elevator. Yeah. So when you jump, you're not like totally negating the force of the inertia that's been put on you as you fell all the way yeah. down. Yeah. But if you were able to, like with our net force with our uh, uh, experiment on the on the snooker balls, if you were able to produce enough net force to counteract the inertia of the elevator or at least of your mass as it approaches uh, terminal velocity as it goes down, like at the fastest you can fall through an elevator shaft, mm. if you can produce enough net force from the jump to be able to negate the energy of the weight of your inertia you then can survive by jumping, yeah. but in order to do that, you're you're yeah. you're gonna have to like take off like a rocket. Yeah, do you know like yeah. air brakes or some shit? But this is a rudimentary version of what's called Einstein's equivalence principle. So, and if you could take off like a rocket, you just you wouldn't need an elevator. Well, you, <laughs> you just fly, fly at the outside yeah, of the building. Yeah. Fucking dope, so I'm taking elevators. Davis, <laughs> nobody likes Davis. <laughs> but it's with this type of thinking that the flat Earth folks, uh, a deep gravity and inertial force. Uh, or not magnetic force or any like some kind of oh magical like, gravity is magical these flat earth guys are like gravity is not it doesn't exist it's magic yeah and davis like a little bit of gravity works and they're all like shut up davis that's not how it works so yeah. we then come to what's called the ferrari effect which is you get a ferrari and then Put really good looking birds they're all like i'm gonna take a picture and drink hair you buy a Ferrari, your penis shrinks. <laughs> your ego gets bigger. Ireland gets bigger. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's named after a guy called Leo Ferrari, funny enough. Uh, he's the former head of the, of the uh, Flat Earth Society in Canada. Ah. Leo Ferrari. Leo Ferrari, the so, famous Canadian Flat Earth Society. Yeah, that Remember. Ferrari. That guy. When an object in orbit, says Leo, leaves the flat plane of the Earth and travels any distance, using enough force to eject itself from the force of the ever upward moving flat plane as it travels, it forms a parabolic curve, and the plane of view is occluded by the velocity and distance travelled. Let me say that again. Yes, in English this time. (laughs) You do it. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, try 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 and get it in. Try it in your head. When, when, an, an, object, when an object in orbit yeah. leaves the flat plane of the Earth and travels any distance, like a boy throwing a baseball into the air, into the sky, <laughs> using enough force to eject itself from the force of the ever upward moving flat plane. So, 
the net force yeah. of your mu- arm muscles throwing a ball into the air as the that's earth further or faster faster than, than the, the 9.8 meters a second that the earth is going uh, upwards yeah I'm with me so far you got it as it travels it forms a parabolic curve so it goes up in the air reaches a peak, peak. where the energy yeah. hits its hits its maximum uh, uh, its maximum capabilities yeah and then the force coming starts up to, reaching the peak <laughs> the force starts to lose lose its power yeah and it starts yeah. to release the object and the object will fall down at an equal and identical angle and alternative or inverse velocity than the boy throwing the ball. So you throw the ball at 10 miles an hour, it reaches the peak, and as it starts to come down, it's going to come down at the same speed yeah. on the other side. What the Ferrari effect says is, because of the flat earth and the lack of gravity, the ball should just go up in the air, and then as soon as it runs out of energy, just go, boom, and just fall straight down. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. But apparently it's observable. Ferrari observed it and just made some shit up about some kids throwing baseballs. But he says the higher you throw it, bad baseball kids. The, the, the quicker the quicker it comes down. So if you're throwing, like he 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 said, if you're throwing it at ever decreasing heights with ever decreasing amounts of energy, the net yeah. force obviously isn't enough to because you're 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 throwing it into this force that keeps the higher it goes, the quicker. It, this force yeah but that's not real yeah because gravity is totally there so if we were to throw if the earth was moving underneath us and we are like the man in the elevator part of the mass of the earth so the ball that you have in your hand is part of that mass as well so if you throw the ball into that force that's going 9.8 meters a second the amount of force just like when the elevator is about to hit the ground and you jump you have to produce enough net force to throw the ball far and fast enough so that the 9.8 meters a second earth doesn't come up right behind it it doesn't happen though yeah it doesn't happen and the ferrari effect says that it should at some point lose its power and because it's lost its velocity the earth will then go and catch up to meet it so it seems to us who are on the flat plane that the ball would just go straight back down yeah yeah thwack that's a flat earth genuine flat earth theory to just to like uh, unexplained gravity, but, uh, but you can sh- see it's just demonstrable. Like you throw a ball, it goes. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. But surely there's a machine that could fire a ball at that same velocity that the. You know what I mean? Could match it rather than at nine point eight meters yeah. a second. Yeah, but as soon as that ball hits, lo- loses its its like net. Uh, uh, the, the net force that yeah, was as the, at the, the start. The energy's like from, gone out of it. Yeah, the energy stops at a certain point and it should start to come down the other side like a parabolic curve, but it doesn't. It just stops. And then the earth goes thump and catches up with it real quick. And there's diagrams. I put the Ferrari effect diagrams on and you're looking at it going, Oh my God, Leo. Yeah. That's... <laughs> oh, Leo. Leo, no. He's never trying to bond his life to cunt. Like, how is that? How is that like science? Like, that's mm. not science. No. And we started to get into some shady science now. Says that's the, more like an explanation you might make up when you're a child. Yeah. If somebody just told you to, like, you know, how, how does this work? You might be like, oh, the earth just accelerates up. You wouldn't use the word acceleration, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ground just catches up with us because we're flying around through space. We're flying up. You don't know that we're not flying up. <laughs> but there's lads that do that stuff, and they say, like, Ferrari effect, when, uh, like, SpaceX takes off, and, you know, they do those... Um, long exposures of SpaceX. Yeah. So when SpaceX takes off, it's taking off like straight up in the air. 
But what we observe is this very long tail parabolic curve, which is mm. like the orange, you know, uh, uh, flames going to the back of the uh, back of the the propulsion on the on the rocket. So it's like yeah. like a really long orange streak. So what that is is the Earth fucking spinning, and <laughs> to the rocket it's going straight up in the air, but to us it's going. A big long arc, yeah, because the earth is spinning away from it. These boys don't believe that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour. I mean, they've got a point. I mean, we'd be incredibly dizzy (laughs) if we were. All the maths don't feel disoriented at all. Well, all the maths point to it being like, yeah, that works, physics works for that, but there's also maths that points towards the flat earth theories working, yeah. So, here we get we're getting like fucking strap it on now because we're getting into. This is like going to be simulation theory re-listenable, right? I've had people <laughs> right. like go on simulation theory. I listened to it like ten times, and there's still bits I get. <laughs> Here we go with Albie, Bertie Bertie Einstein is coming in with this special relativity, right? So the physical theory of measurement in inertial frames of reference, which was famously proposed by Bertie Einstein in 1905, based on the work of many others. By the way, he just gets the fucking <laughs> Bertie. Yeah, Bertie. Hi, hey, Bertie. <laughs> he just gets the poster. Yeah. His in, his in, his theory of relativity was like oh, just, bedroom walls. I don't like going to funerals. Right? It's too many too many family around. <laughs> <laughs> so like it. the relativity of other people to me. Is the, cl- too... the closer I am to family members, the my happiness decreases. <laughs> my happiness is inversely proportional to how close I am to my mother and her sisters. <laughs> they're always pulling at me. So, uh, he he wrote this paper on the electrodynamics of moving bodies. So basically, Einstein robbed a lot of stuff off other people, wrote a paper on it, and went, "Yes, that was me. I did that." <laughs> if anybody asks, tell him Bertie sent you. Bertie. <laughs> so it uses Galileo's principle of relativity that all uniform motion is relative, and there's no absolute, well-defined state of rest. Galileo. Galileo. Galileo figure all. Magnifico. <laughs> Galileo was he, he? I think he had like. OCD or something like that and he just couldn't there was nothing that was ever in a state of rest everything was always in a state of flux mm. he's talking about energy it, like atoms inside of inside of the stuff is always moving so even if it looks like it's at rest it's not there's always something happening in it yeah so this was extrapolated out in the electrodynamics of moving bodies where they're talking about um the electrodynamics of things that touch each other so like in this paper they say that there's electrons in your fingers so when you touch your fingers off each other your nerve endings can feel that stuff but your fingers aren't actually touching it's the electrodynamics of the molecules in your fingers that they don't actually touch there's just an electrical charge that goes and bangs them off each other so they're never actually touching even though it feels like it so I mean what are you talking about man look (laughs) all those all those guys I can touch uh, my fingers perfect Kevin Kevin Spacey has like a proper you know excuse now that he never actually Mm. touched that boy it was just electrons Uh, yeah it was electrons off his mouth and off the young lad's dick so, <laughs> so in case nobody knew what you meant, yeah. <laughs> it was the electrons that it's made like, me oh do man. it. Oh man, your electrons are so you warm that and for anything. So on the elec- on the electrodynamics of moving bodies, the most revolutionary assertion in that paper is the speed of light is the same for all inertial observers, regardless of the state of motion of the source. And this comes from Galileo going, everything is moving all the time. So I'll do it again. The speed of light is the same for all inertial observers, 
regardless of the state of motion of the source. There have been many variations of this theory, including some quantum physics revisions in the last few years with time travel and time dilation, and the length contraction and everything of... Uh, uh, basically, the expansion of the universe has made all of, this, all of these maths not work properly because they're like, I thought the thing when we sent it out was going to be over there. And now it's like a million miles over this way when they sent out um, Voyager. And then, and then later on they went... Yeah, we've calculated now at that velocity and that direction and it should be there. Where is it? Huh? Fuck. And it's way over there. And they're like, yeah. how is it over there? Well, space didn't get bigger, but the universe expanded. Do you know? I've had some pants like that. You put them on for a wedding in June and then you wear them in January and they're like, hey, these used to fit me. The universe expanded. That's what happened. So there's been many... Damn ver- Adams. <laughs> there's been many verifications of this theory. Uh, so the the time dilation stuff, like... Do you know when uh, uh, you're talking about, like, the speed of light? So we're talking about uh, special relativity, which we all know as E equals MC squared. So it's like Einstein predicted the intrinsic equivalence of matter and energy. So for the first time, matter and energy were put together in relation to one another in a way that shows how energy can be transferred or that matter can be transported. And this is from a lad who never did science in secondary school. So this is what I'm understanding. E equals mc squared, where c is the speed of light in a vacuum. And special relativity agrees with Newtonian mechanics, especially when velocities are small compared to the speed of light. But the closer you get to the speed of light, the more these rules fall away. And more recently, have become quantum and almost immeasurable. So this unification of space and time as space-time in this theory implies that mass cannot accelerate to the speed of light as it would get heavier and heavier the closer it came to the speed of light and never actually reach it. So you can have like a grain of sand going at the speed of light, but the closer it got to the speed of light, that grain of sand then becomes like a 10-ton rock because it yeah. can't actually get there the faster it goes. Um, just like a bullet from a gun at a, at a certain speed will go through you, but like if you just throw the bullet at you, it's not as it doesn't have the amount of impact. Yeah. But like multiply that by like millions. Yeah, yeah. To go yeah. The speed of light. <laughs> Do you know this kind of way? I'm, I'm, I think I'm all right with the analogies. Trying to go like here's yeah. some rudiments. No, yeah, science. yeah. It's a perfect analogy. I'm still just yeah. trying to wrap my hand around head around the basics. Like. So if this thing is moving, yeah, at, I'm if, trying to wrap my hand around the basics too. Hey, <laughs> if this whole thing is moving at nine point eight meters a second, right? We're talking about <laughs> up the whole time. Up special relativity is is moving the stuff around it according to how big the plate is moving up. moving up yeah and th- it's not nearing the speed of light but it's nearing a certain speed <clears throat> so the mass is creating energy in its movement so like i said the bullet i throw it at you it'll just it'll just bounce off your shirt but if i put enough energy into it it will cause a big fucking it'll cause a small hole on the way in and a massive hole on the way out because i've put more net energy into its uh, ejection from the gun. It's into like the, it, yeah, into its like acceleration. Like throwing the, throwing the baseball or you have a machine that, that but, shoots yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So when you're talking about how fast the earth is going, when it's uh, when it's a flat plane, if it's flat and it's huge and it's flying through space upward at 9.8 meters a second, the amount of energy that's being pushed in front of that thing is immense. It's like a giant earth flattened out sized bullet that's being fired through space. Hmm. What's power in that shit? Uh, can I just point Magic. out something too? 
it's accelerating at 9.8 meters, right? Yeah. Not moving. So that means every second it's gaining 9.8 meters, right? Isn't that correct? Yeah, cr- that's it. So, yeah, okay. I just wanted to be clear on that. Yeah. So, so how fast is it going? Even to begin yeah. with, yeah. Where's um, the energy coming from? How is it getting that continual velocity? Because that's yeah. what they're measuring as a continual velocity, 9.8 meters a second. Is it slowing down? Is it coming is up against it, any impedance? Is there certain parts I of space can, that are like darker and, and heavier? Why don't I feel my skin ripping away from my skull? <laughs> so, the Flat Earth guys come up with this theory of dark energy. <laughs> There's a dark energy theory from the Flat Earthers, uh, which is kind of mixed in with the Davis Plan theory. Basically, they believe dark that space isn't an actual vacuum, as regular science says. It's actually dark energy, and, and, that, and that's what 70% of the known universe is made up as. So, according to these lads and Davis, the thing that's pushing the planet at 9.8 meters per second is an indescribable inorganic energy of no origin yeah that's just called dark energy that's magically pushing a planet-sized plane through space that its energy is is displacing space in front of it with such force that it's causing a force field that within that force field exists a 32 mile sun that provides enough UV energy to photosynthesize all the plants and keep the whole planet warm and a moon just cause. And then in the firmament, <laughs> then all the Throw stars exist. Yeah. All the stars that we can visibly observe all in exist that. in that. And these lads don't believe in gravity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean... You can't see us on camera, folks, but there's a lot of squinting eyes around this you, motherfucker. You, you could say God did it. Yeah. Or it's magic. Yeah. But they say gravity is magic. But yeah. they believe in dark energy. How c- c- Come at me, flat earthers. What the fuck is dark energy? Oh, you're energy? opening a door. Like, what's dark energy? Uh, it's just a name for Marvel something that they can't, they can't explain. Don't know, man. The dark matter is in control. What is dark energy? It's what Terry Crews calls his balls. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What the fuck is dark energy? Propelling at, at 10 meters a second. Truth, a whole planet flat. Do you know how hard it is to make like a, a, a bullet go, go that fast? And a bullet only has this much like uh, uh, impedance. Yeah. So you're talking about a plate like this big. The yeah, dome a, a theory. Pl- a plate being pushed up through. Yeah. Infinity, that, dark energy. That's Because to me, like it's sp- spinning around at a thousand miles an hour on a globe. Yeah is in some ways it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that but gravity being pushed out by something as big as the sun when you see a picture of how big the earth is and how big the sun is have you ever seen those experiments where the lads put a real heavy weight inside some lycra yeah and yeah, then, yeah, and then yeah. they throw like a ball a smaller ball and it goes like whoom, whoom, whoom. so the effect the lycra is supposed to be space time right according yeah. to yeah according to einstein energy and mass equated and space and time equated so space time has an effect on the energy that propels the celestial bodies and the bigger the mass the more power it has over the other parts of mass because of the energy that surrounds that but there's a certain energy that makes it spin in the first place so when you throw the ball in the lycra represents space time and the ball goes around the bigger ball and it goes in these parabolic curves mm. and eventually stops because there's no there's no energy. But if that ball was big enough, it creates its own gravitational pull, which has a pull and a push 
that propels that thing around it in parabolic curves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's totally understandable, rather than dark energy. <laughs> like, what the fuck is yeah. dark energy? I mean, they may, they may just say, like, I think there's, like, a, a, like a Superman-type lad. Just pushing it. Yeah, just pushing yeah. it. Because <gasps> that's just as plausible as dark energy. And also, it's it seems more plausible that something's being uh, moving around and, and a push-pull type effect where they're all uh, affecting each other, affecting each other. Because do, those other. those experiments are right. demonstrable on a smaller scale. Yeah, exactly. Dark energy's where, not. Where, and where's it being pushed up? Like, where's the... It's into an infinite, infinite yeah. universe. Where's it going? That means we're alone in space. Yeah. yeah. Earth yeah. is alone in space. Which I think they are completely happy with. They want All the that. stars are fake. They're not, like, they're not b- balls of gas that are billions of miles away that have their own planets and stuff around. Yeah. It's would... a very egocentric, very yeah. s- solitary theory. But wh- I don't understand why they need the accelerating disk. Like, why can't they... Why can't you have flat... Because a lot of them will say it's flat Earth and beyond what we think of as the Antarct- Antarctica is just endless. They so, say it's in, an infinite plane. Yeah, so if it's an infinite plane, can't we still have gravity on a flat surface? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the idea would be that... Like, cause, That's what Davis says, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the gravity is created by the non-Euclidean gravitational spirals. As it moves forward, it's doing the thing from the back of the yeah, truck yeah. that pushes it out. Yeah. And you're making that gravity inside the dome. Yeah, which yeah. pushes us rather than like just the force of us moving is pushing us. He's yeah. saying there's smaller gravitational forces that keep us here. That means so like if we're driving in a car and the car is going 100 miles an hour and me and Ed are sitting in the back and I have I have like a, a, a baseball and we're going 100 miles an hour up the road and I throw Ed the baseball. The car moving and the 100 miles an hour that it's going has no effect on the inertia or on the mass or the energy that I propel into the ball. Like inside the car is its own uh, environment, its own atmosphere, basically. So when I throw the ball, it only goes as high and as far as the net force that I'm putting into the ball. Mm. It goes up and it comes down in an inverse parabolic curve and it catches it. Yeah, yeah. The speed of the car, the, the the wind hitting the outside of the car, all of those forces are inconsequential to the environment inside the car. Yeah. So that's what's inside the dome in the Davis model. And I believe yeah. that more than we're just being like stuck to the planet through centrifugal yeah, yeah. force. Yeah, that's... But Flat Earth guys fucking yeah. don't like Davis. Yeah. Even though... Because he says gravity. Yeah, gravity it's... doesn't exist, yet dark energy does. Yeah, do you know what I mean? How can you not believe in gravity but believe in dark energy? I'm on board with the ships, lads, but this fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 you can take it or leave it. But right now, there's a lot of flat earthers who are agreeing with you, and others that aren't because yeah. they all have such varying. That's why it's so hard to. This is why. Discuss this. Yeah, this there's, is why they'll never prove it. They keep yeah, arguing yeah. amongst themselves. That's it, man. Mm. Cannibalism. The, the fact that there's, there's mm. even two flat earth societies, which I didn't even realize. Yeah. Like if you go to the dot org, there's the flats earthsociety.org and fes.org. They're mm. just like broke break, broke off from each but other. It's the same as Mormonism. Someone wants to be in charge and they just go, let's go over here and do this. Yeah, there's different. I like those people. Yeah, yeah. So the dome theory is another one. Uh, it's thought that there's a dome over the earth, not made of glass as older pseudoscience predicted, but what's known as an atmo layer. A glass dome. A glass dome, that's what they thought. <laughs> yeah. Like a Stephen King book. Yeah. A glass, God, but a glass dome. Um, the atmo layer, not atmosphere, but atmo layer, 
uh, contains the contents of the flat plane so that no uh, gases can escape and it's created by a field of barometric pressure as discussed in the Davis model and uh, it's like a layer of steam that's extending out from a bowl of hot soup and then you get the hot soup and you swing it around in a circle so the steam comes out and goes out over the sides and the soup is like stuck to the inside of the bowl through centrifugal force. Yeah. It's like the things uh, I used to do as a kid where you have like a bucket of water. Yeah, and you swing your arm you around. swing it around. Yeah. It's like and then, that. And then you stop it and let it fall on your brother. Mixing cocktails. <laughs> yeah, yeah cocktail. if you're really good at it. It's like Tom Cruise. It's like Tom Cruise and cocktail. But the steam that's coming off the soup is creating this kind of yeah. like dome, perpetual dome around the front of the bowl. Yeah. But imagine that steam is like nitrogen, oxygen and all the the inert gases like ozone and all, like the troposphere and all that stuff like all of that that's measurable that we can measure that's all being created because the earth is flying at 9.8 seconds so the cocktail the bar energy. is earth and <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> is the sun and the cocktail is uh, gases and Brian Brown is the moon and when you swing on the moon, road <laughs> that's proves that it's call me the fucking moon this is when talking about the sun and moon right the distance to the sun moon and stars are under scrutiny from flat earthers at the moment uh in earth not a globe robotum calculates that the sun is no further away than 700 miles from the surface of the earth 700 miles how big does the sun have to be to be 700 miles away yeah that cunt got a sunburn and he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> he doesn't believe. 700 miles. It was quickly shown to be false and instead the distance was lengthened to 2,000 miles away and the sun is 32 <laughs> miles in diameter. So they doubled it and added a bit. Both of the sun and the moon rotate above a central point above the North Pole and the stars are in the firmament as it's called and they're not b- <laughs> billions of years of old light just getting to our eyes now from outer space like Beetlejuice and all of these hmm. t- t- Tamaran and Titan and all of these, uh, you know, Alpha Centauri, all of these things that we can see in the sky that are balls of gas billions of miles away. Yeah, they're just like see, pinholes in the curtain of night. <laughs> they're all up there. Should they never, like, they never move. Well, they do move. But do they? Yes. They're in the same place all the time. As in, they're used for navigation purposes. But they're measurable year on year. Yeah, they're in the yeah. same place. I'm back in the flat earth camp now. Well, they, 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 move, they move around, but they end up in the same place. Is yes, every year. Like, you can yeah. set your calendar by how they move. You can set your sextant to it <laughs> by it. But is the fact that they're in different places not proof of a globe? The fact that you're going to be seeing different stars in Australia one night? So, the explanation from the Flat Earth people, oh. the stars in the night sky trace what are you almost about? perfect Globe. circles. Crazy, man. They trace almost perfect circles in the curtain of night when you capture them in long exposure photography that's looking straight up. Mm. So if you look straight up, yeah, they form these concentric circles. So they're going around and around. Could that be the Earth spinning? Or maybe it's the firmament spinning around. <laughs> on, on the axis. On the axis. Like on the, the compass. Exactly. <laughs> Like the like the record. fixed fixed point. Yeah. So everything just becomes you what you think is album. moving isn't happening. It's all. But it's the other thing that's moving. The other thing that's moving. Yeah. So Polaris, <laughs> which is the, the the star above the North Pole, it's the only star that doesn't move. It stays there all the time. It's the North Star. You know this is North. It's always in the same place in the sky because it doesn't move. Mm. That's the little silver pin in the record player. Yeah. Right. Doesn't move. Never moves. The planets. 
two are I, I within be, this. I believe it's called the central nipple point. <laughs> the, the, the CNP. CNP. Yeah. The planets are in this firmament as well. They're under the dome and, and the flat earthers call them the wandering stars, the classic guys. They're set and regular movements, routines and astrological permanences shouldn't be possible in this heliocentric model because we're meant to believe that the entire universe, including all the planets and stars, as the Earth revolves at a thousand miles an hour on its own axis, at 7,000 miles an hour around the sun, and as our solar system moves at a half a million miles an hour on the outer arm of the Milky Way on a 230 million year orbit around the galaxy, that everything stays exactly in the same place the whole time for thousands of years and is measurable and we set our calendars by it and it never changes or moves out of place. Are you telling me that? I'm in flat earth camp right now. Are you telling me <laughs> that every single star in the sky as we fly at 7,000 miles an hour around the sun and the sun goes to uh, at half a million, half a million miles an hour around the outer arm of the galaxy, that everything else in the galaxy, unimpeded, always stays identically the same, without movement. And the galaxy, the Milky Way, is around a two trillion mile wide black hole that spins so fast that the whole galaxy is spread out on a plate. And there's a bunch of arms on each one, and we're on one of the outer arms, on the tip of the outer arm. Are you saying that we're able to keep the stars into the sky? That's what science tells yeah, us. Yeah, we're able yeah. to keep the stars in the yeah, same place that, yeah. in the sky, <laughs> observable well, from well, the well, same well. plot on the planet every night, any night of the year, year in, year out. To a flat earther, they're like, no, those stars are painted on the inside of the dome because otherwise it couldn't be that exact. Now, you could believe in like the mathematical... Incre- like the incredu- incredulous mathematical perfection of the universe. Hmm. Or you could believe that we're on a plate being propelled by dark energy with a firmament that has the stars painted on the inside of it, like, a, you know, a laser Floyd gig or something. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're saying, how can you see the stars sometimes in Australia and sometimes in somewhere else? Well, there's a limited plane of view. These guys have a, a visual arc so when you're standing, say, in Ireland, you have a visual arc of 12,000 miles in diameter. So that mm. means in the northern hemisphere, you're able to see a certain amount of stars in the sky off that firmament. Mm-hmm. But if you were in Australia, you'd be seeing a different set because you can't see over where the other stars are on the other part of the sky because the top of a bends so that you're not able to see past a certain point. Over the, yeah, over the bend. Over the bend, ironically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not the plane that's bent, it's not the earth that's bent, it's the roof that's bent, and mm. you can't see past it. So you can only see a 12,000 diameter. And the, the flat earth guys have done these calculations, put the earth out on a flat plane, put the stars on the inside of this dome firmament, and found that these, like if you're in Ireland, there's a mini dome of you of 12,000 miles in diameter, and everywhere you look, those stars stay in the same place, and it's de- demonstrable on loads of positions all around the planet. So the maths work for flat earth guys for that theory. So it's mini domes within this like large your perception dome. is a smaller is a smaller you, dome you, you of just, perception. You just have a twelve thousand mile yeah twelve thousand diameter, diameter around in a circle. That's yeah. all you can see on the dome. Yeah. So if you move to the other side of the world, mm-hmm. you'll see another dome of twelve thousand, and it'll look right. like the stars are there. Yeah. And as the stars so spin around, you, yeah, but this is a, can, so this is only for the. That's why you can see the same stars from. From say here or randomly 
Dallas Texans. Exactly. Yeah, okay. But from a different, slightly different perspective. perspective. And right above you, you'll have different stars on the same night every day of the year. Mm-hmm. The stars move like the astrological signs, you know, the Venus moves into the house of blah, blah, blah. Because all of those things, they're all on a pattern that just spin. All the planets are on a pattern that spins. The sun is on a pattern that spins like a yeah. a spirograph. It's not a perfect circle every time. Yeah. It goes on these like weird non-concentric yeah, circles. but it always comes back and, and it causes the seasons and the moon moves yeah. around and causes the seasons. Is this the explanation most flat earth models use? The dome? Yes. Okay. That's the dome theory. Right. Because, I mean, you could also say that the official round explanation of the Earth moving and the stars moving around, you know, you can explain it that way. Well, I explained it that we're spinning at a thousand, seven thousand around the sun, half a million around the Milky Way, and the Milky Way has to stay in the exact same place for thousands of years and none of the stars can move or disappear or... Like move out of alignment. But it needs to do and this so the, yeah, the, year. The universe is, isn't expanding, basically. Uh, maybe. The, yeah. But doesn't it need to do all or pretty much the same stuff if we're accelerating at whatever speed it was? I'm saying that I find it hard to believe that in an ever-expanding universe, in something so chaotic as a massive galaxy, and we're yeah, on the mm. tip of the outside of one of the outer arms, and it's spinning at millions of miles a second because of a two trillion mile wide black hole that has a centrifugal force that's spinning every star and every planet and every other piece of rock that's in this whole milky way spinning at millions of miles a second and our thing on the very very outside is half a million miles an hour how can we look out into the milky way and have all those stars being exactly the same point at exactly the same time Every day of the year, like on the 1st of February, we can look up in the sky and know those particular stars are going to be in that particular place. Yeah. yeah. This is why these boys didn't didn't tell anything when they went up on the moon. Because if they had said, oh yeah, we observed this and this and this and this, they'd have to make up shit that is impossible. Like they were on the moon, they could see further into the universe than any human ever could before, ever. And yet they didn't bring any telescopes because they'd have to fucking make some shit up. That they could never, yeah, yeah. ever keep up. Yeah, why didn't they bring telescopes? Because they'd have to make take, up some shit take, that's, that's totally... Take photos from the other side. And, yeah. It's mm-hmm. totally like not mm-hmm. not repeatable. They couldn't make something up and then have it be observable later on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on the flat earth camp for that, I can say. Yeah. Seems, <laughs> seems very implausible that every star in the sky would stay... I can understand why they would think... Yeah, it's painted on the roof of the of the dome, like, yeah, like like a starry Sistine Chapel or whatever. There's a plausibility to it. It seems more plausible in a way. Mm. Like, but like t- to be honest, both of them seem fucking crazy. That's yeah, yeah that's it. what I was kind of getting at. Where it being for, the same if it's yeah, accelerating. For me, if it's accelerating at such and such at this and all these crazy speeds and it's so massive and yeah. I mean, like, for that that's hard for me to to, to comprehend. But you can understand how someone can go, yeah, there's no way they can stay the same. You know what? It's probably yeah. painted on the inside of a Well, roof. when you say painted on, do you still think that it's, like, how do you, what do you think's actually happened? I really don't know. And I couldn't find out an explanation. Yeah. When everyone goes to sleep, some lad goes <laughs> up with a ladder. One one lad has black paint and the other lad has, like, a smaller paintbrush with little white, white things. It's just b- a Banksy piece. Where the, fuck, like. where the fuck is the... Uh, where's the rain <laughs> fell supposed to be? 
Over there, Leo. <laughs> Show up, Fenton. I don't know if that's happening. Or it, it, it's a self-contained, uh, n- not a glass dome, but an, uh, an Atmo dome. Yeah. That is containing these celestial beings. They're just smaller lights. On yeah, this. Yeah, on this. That's what I thought they'd have went with. It was just whatever way the sun reflects on the globe. Because if the sun and the moon in this version are just circling a flat earth at the same rate. I couldn't find a definitive explanation of what the stars were in the firmament. This is the only thing I could find on how to explain yeah. the, uh, the constellations and how they stay in such uniform position. Yeah. There's one thing I year, saw, like a, a graph down. where it's like, there are stars, but they're super small, like light emitting pieces of matter that stay in this gravitational, or not gravitational, but centrifugal force as the, as the Earth flat Earth moves through space. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get into my head, so I'm not going to try and explain it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a satisfactory explanation. It wasn't from an official source. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what the flat Earth guys think the stars are. Yeah, fair enough. But that's how they explain how they stay in the same positions. Spotlights. Alien spotlights. <laughs> There's a big show, big those? variety shows are going on all over the, the universe. Who knows? But see, that's the thing. A lot of celestial people gamma matches. People don't know. They don't know. It's mm-hmm. like all of this science and knowledge t- takes us up to a certain point and then beyond that point it's like well, magic, God, a fucking uh, a big uh, space alsation that, you know, <laughs> presses a few buttons and that determines whether or not it's a dome or not. But you sound like a 14-year-old who's out there smoking, uh, smoking weed for the first time when you say, like, <laughs> hey, man, you know, like, when you look up in the sky and those stars are, like, twinkling, like, that light has taken, like, a million years to get to my eyes and it's in it just for a second and then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And then you're all like, can I shift you? <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't... Like it, like, it makes no, that sense. would be inappropriate. I'm your secondary <laughs> school science teacher. <laughs> I knew he likes stars yeah, and stuff. I thought it work. Thought it work. Yeah. Like talk, talk about the stars. Hashtag warm time is there. relative. <laughs> time is up. Hashtag time's up. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag hashtag time's relevant. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, but it's um, it's just it's just weird how how they're able to classify that energy as stars millions of miles away or billions or billions of light years away. Yeah. Or it's painted on a thing that's like 3,000 foot high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somehow hangs, it other. somehow hangs there about like 2,000 miles up in the sky. And, the su- and, yeah. and that the, it's melty. The, You're and, melted. I can... and, yeah. And, that the, and then the sun is contained within this. Yeah. It's, as all, well. it's all this self-contained. It's like a fuck. It's like a caravan going through space. <laughs> And they've got the they've got the the gas hooked up and the generator, yeah. And it's all a self-contained thing. And there's loads of fairy lights in the ceiling and in the light bulb, yeah. And then you spin the light bulb and the light bulb just goes around like this inside in the caravan. I mean, that that's more plausible than a caravan moving uh, in a in a caravan park at a, a thousand <laughs> miles a second, getting its light from all the other yeah. caravans' lights. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I it's mean, going by so fast that there's no like dark. It's not going like light dark, light dark. It's just so fast that it's always lit. Like when you use the caravan theory, it just uh, yeah, it really becomes plausible. Did you write that down, Ed Salmon's caravan hypothesis. Sure, yeah. Caravan yeah. in space would be a great name for a science podcast. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen Spaceballs? 
Yeah, love it. Yeah, that's what they're driving. They're driving a Winnebago. Winnebago in oh, space. Yeah. In space, yeah, yeah. We'll do a Spaceballs podcast. Oh, yeah. Super niche. Um, so, yeah. The, the dark Helmet pushing. <laughs> he's the Dark Matter pushing. Uh, pushing Earth. the Earth. Well, there's one last part <gasps> of the, so the Flat Earth science. I don't know why I gasped there. And it's, yeah, it's very <gasps> asthmatic. Um, the Global Curve. So uh, this main argument of the Flat Earth, and I'll throw this out to you. I don't know if I believe it. Let's see if it catches you guys, because you've been on, you've been on the globists, the globist side for the whole thing. You're not catching any of flat Earth stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Some of it's convincing. I don't know. We'll see off the fence, right? The main argument that the flat Earth lads have is that the horizon seems flat from any height you view it. Now this is the thing you hear Eddie Bravo shouting about. This is what most of the YouTube yeah. videos are about because yeah. it shows this shit, right? The higher up you go, the horizon seems to rise with your eye level, and that's co- totally fine. That happens. That's totally fine. The vanishing point is always at eye level. Right? The vanishing point of the horizon is always at eye level. Johnny, Johnny looked like his brain was melting there. And I was like, no, it's a pretty straightforward first sentence. It's like he's waiting. No, no, it's once you said it's, Eddie Bravo, my mind was. Yeah. Because uh, I watched something Fuck last. Look it up, bro. I watched something last Check night. Check it out, bro. It's there. It was, I was more anticipating. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, go you're, you're pre melting. Getting ready for it. Okay, so the horizon. So the horizon, flat, like, look, any, always, any uh, as you go up and as you go up the follows sky, you. yeah, it follows you. Follows your follows eye. your eye, like that hologram of Jesus in your nanny's sitting room. Yeah. So this means that the higher you go, the further you can see out in the globe, or flat plane. If if you if that if you fancy that. Wait, that was a hologram. Mm. <laughs> I thought Jesus was looking at me. It was a picture of you and McGregor out of Star Wars. <laughs> So, yeah, it's Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye, and he's just like, I'm Jesus, honey. <laughs> fucking love that show. Deal with it. That shit gives me life. I fucking love those guys. So, with the heliocentric model, this means at some point, when you reach a certain height, the horizon must begin to curve at the edges, at the shape of the earth, because the width of the plane will start to include the curve at both sides, on either side, right? So, you're in a plane. You're in, a, you're in an aeroplane. Okay. And you're looking out of the window. And the horizon line seems to be right in the middle of your vision. So it's half earth and half sky, always. Yeah. And you're, whatever, 30,000 feet in the air. So when you look down, the earth and all the things on it, and underneath, because you can now see underneath you, as you go closer to your absolute south point, your most southerly most viewpoint, the stuff seems super foreshortened. It's very, very small. It's very, very far away. And as you look out, it starts to elongate... So, like, a square field would look like a long rectangle the closer it gets to the horizon line. And then the horizon line is flat across the middle of your vision and then the sky. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's all. That's totally observable. That's scientifically mm-hmm. observable. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. If you're standing on the ground and you're looking over a, a, a set of fields and it's like green field, yellow field, green field, yellow field, for example. You can only see maybe a green field and a yellow field and another green field at your at your standing height. But if you go up in a hot air balloon and you go up like 100 feet, you'll be able to see two or three more fields mm-hmm. in that sequence. The higher you go up, the further the fields you're going to be able to see. And eventually you're going to be so high that when you look straight down, the field you were standing in is going to be directly underneath you. And those square fields, as they get closer to the horizon, green, yellow, green, yellow, green, yellow, will start to elongate and it comes out to the horizon line. According to the heliocentric model, where the Earth goes around the sun and it's a globe and it spins and all that shit, the further up you go outside of the Earth's atmosphere, 
the easy, more easily observable the curves at the side of the planet are going to be. So if you're up in spaceships, you should be able to look out and see a curvy Earth. Mm-hmm. Or if you're way out of the atmosphere, like the boys on Apollo, you'd be able to look down and see the whole planet because you're mm-hmm. so far away and see the whole thing. And it looked like a perfect circle. It didn't look like an egg or a pear or a donut. It looked like a fucking ball, <clears throat> right? The blue marble. So flat earthers have discovered that in any instance of this, it's been excused away with optical illusions. Uh-huh. And any real experience of a horizon line from public and private examination, such as lads sending up GoPros on fucking weather balloons, mm-hmm. still can't see this curve in the horizon line. Yeah. They're just what? The, it's the wide angle lens makes it look that way? That's what they fucking say, bro. The horizon stays at eye level. Everything underneath the line is foreshortened. And the GoPro has a wide angle lens, so it curves the fucking sides. Or if you're in a plane, the window, when the light reflects in through the, refracts in through the glass of the window, looks bendy from a certain but, angle. Yeah, if you shoot a GoPro just out into the sea, it doesn't make the sea curve. It's only when it goes up, it suddenly tricks people into making things in. Well. Yeah, it's a... I've seen, I've seen like, when you, when you, I have a wide angle camera. Yeah. Right, it's a Sony camera. And it has a 150 degree viewing angle. And when I hold it out, the things at the side start to bend. There's a there's a lens aberration to bend the things at the side. Maybe yeah. not like bend the horizon as much. But that's what I but mean. But stuff yeah. that's closer ends up getting bent more than stuff far away. Yeah. But it does bend. So if you're looking at it from a really, really high and it's the only thing in your field of view, at 150 degrees of wide angle lens, you're going to get some kind of aberration, some kind of bending. Right, yeah. and it's observable. You it's can not, see them. It not depend- to the extent like I. I mean, the only thing I've ever worked with really has been cameras, and I've seen the the weather balloon photos, yeah, fo- or photos and videos with the GoPro. Like they don't bend. Well, I th- I saw that much. I saw a video. Does a does a GoPro video, and this is one that's thrown out by uh, flat earthy boys on on the regular. It's a GoPro wide angle lens effect. That we saw from the Red Bull jumper Felix Baumgartner, who jumped from a 128,000 foot platform yeah, wearing that. a space suit. Yeah. And on the inside of the ship or of the capsule that he was in, yeah. uh, there was not a wide angle lens. And as it looked out through the door, the plane was perfectly flat. And there was a good chunk of it, perfectly flat. But then when he went outside of the capsule, getting ready to jump, the GoPro that was on the thing made the sides very bendy. Now, almost so bendy that there's no way it could be circular. Mm. Right. And uh, and this is what people say, yeah, of course the earth is bent. And then he jumped off. And as he jumped off, the camera turned upside down and the bend in the horizon that's been cited as, yeah, this is proof that the earth is round, it got, got inverted. And it went the other way because it's a fucking bendy wide angle lens. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I've seen loads of those. So I'm trying to picture that. It's been so long since I saw that footage. Is it a particularly, like, it's not your standard, like, GoPro lens. It's a no, it's special a wide, yeah, it's a wide, wide angle yeah, lens. Like yeah, fisheye. Fisheye lens. You have to right. get them up right close, right? So, like, I've seen loads of the uh, weather balloon footage. And when those yokes yeah. go up, like... I've seen them. The oh. ship ends because of, because of the wide angle lens. But they put them up without a wide angle lens and it's... It's flat. An infinite, right? Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. And that, that makes Eddie Bravo go, fucking look it up, bro. It's flat, man. You can't argue with that. Zoom in, the ship comes back. What the fuck? 
And so just seeing further over the horizon, what's the answer? Because we kind of started with that there. But as high as you go, you can see over the horizon. Like, has anyone gone up that far? It's only NASA that's doing that shit. And they're sending back pictures of a globe. Yeah. Because it's made up. And I was going to go into how Google or Photoshop and all this camera stuff, but I couldn't find any... Like, it's not something you do on a podcast because it's, like, a visual thing. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah. Google are taking space pictures and then they're using Photoshop because they're, apparently they're taking pictures of the Earth in detailed strips and then they stitch them all together. And there's one picture where it's, like, this bit is copied from this bit, this bit is copied from this bit. Now, maybe that was when the satellite was going around the planet, the clouds were going around at the same time and they caught a picture of the same cloud in two places and then when they stitched mm. it together, it looked like they used a Photoshop clone <clears throat> tool, maybe. Or maybe they're removing Tom Cruise mixing cocktails <laughs> at the base <laughs> exactly. of the flat earth that is propelling. The bar's dark energy had to be photoshopped out. Straight up and you can see the lads painting the dome. So to get rid of all what that shit. Lionel and Felix or something, was it? Finton. Finton. Lionel. Lionel, yeah, Lionel <laughs> and Finton. So what, like, what, like, how do you explain that? How do you explain... The wide-angle cameras making a bend and then other cameras having it be dead straight when you're up that high. Like, at 128,000 feet, you should be able to... <laughs> you should be able to see the curve. But you can't. Yeah. But, I mean, in the same way that you can... Um, and I don't know that much about photography, but my, my brother, who's also called Johnny, and he... Also he, from Offaly. Also yes. from Offaly. And he's one half of the cool dudes. What age is he? He is 36. Being cold. I don't know. But yeah, but he but he shoots uh, video and drones and he knows about yeah. lenses and all that sort of stuff. And he said, yeah, if you get a certain lens, you could shoot the top of a basketball where it curves. If you shoot it with a certain lens, I think like, a, like a, some sort of macro lens or something, at a, at a point, if you go in close enough, if you zoom in close enough, it will appear to be flat. Yeah. So in the same way that a lens can make it curve unnaturally or invert the 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 curve, you can get a lens that can flatten shit out, right? I mean, it, like... It's just reflected light. Yeah. It's a, tr- it, it's a trick of the eye, but it's, there's tricks of the eyes, but there's tricks of the lens as mm. well, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, like, I mean, I've seen... Uh, uh, I seen a video one time and the trick of the lens made it look like Kim Kardashian was sucking Ray J's dick and yeah. I was like this can't be real but that's just trick the, of the lens the, man the cool CG. the cool air from the jacuzzi Tim Kelly yeah. video I, I seen a video yeah CGI it's just the cool air from the jacuzzi and the hot air from the room is refracting it so yeah. it looks like a penis it's like a stank <laughs> refraction yeah it was like pussy stank and it made this like wavering thing which made her Looked but like it, her mouth was doing that. You know, in the same way that, you know, pictures of ghosts are not really pictures of ghosts. Or there's some, you know, I mean, there's... Yeah, like orbs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of like... Um, yeah, and I've seen those, you know, 360-degree shot, shot in yeah. a certain lens. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you could say that you're looking at the, 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 the top of the of the globe... And you can't see whatever the lens is. It's not taking in the full thing. And even when it goes around 360, it's the lens that is artificially flattening out yeah, stuff. Yeah, the lens is taking the place of our eye. So if it was our eye, yeah. we'd be able to experience it properly. 
Unless you're actually because the up horizon there. follows your eye all the way up. Yeah, and that's the thing like, they keep saying. The horizon follows your eye. But if you have a camera, you can point it away from the horizon yeah. and have it look not because it's not an eye. It's, and look, your man, your man who jumped from space, Baumgartner, Felix, Felix, like uh, here, Felix. No one said to him, you know, like I know you've got a lot in your mind. You're up in space. You're worried about breathing. You're worried about dying. You uh, going down. You're worried about atmospheric pressure. You're worried about all your equipment. But when you're up there, could you just have a look around and just tell us if the Earth is flat? <laughs> you know, surely, the, I know it's like one extra little thing, but still, we'd like to know. Well, apparently, when he landed, he Did threw he say, up... It's all flat! He threw up some Freemason symbols when he landed, so apparently... Did he go that, like this? That whole... <laughs> three, three, three. Three, three with his fingers. That whole thing, that whole thing is uh, a, like a Freemason exercise in further proving that the earth is round to fool the entire planet but he didn't yeah. say anything about it he said oh what a what a lovely view up there it was so lovely and round definitely <laughs> not flat so round the roundest thing i've ever seen what do you think of elon musk's with the launch uh, with his his tesla in space and the shots from that so yeah you would wonder it fucked up all the flat earth people they were like fuck's sake a lot of people said it was fake a lot of people said he just sent a car up there because it was like a dead hooker in the boot. And it was yeah. the best way ever to get rid of a dead body. It's a pretty badass way to get rid of yeah. anybody, like, to be fair. <laughs> you could just melt him in a bathtub. Yeah, <laughs> like Billy Bats or something. You gotta get that motherfucker in the boot of the car. Like, that's what's happening, man. <laughs> Keep him here. Keep that motherfucker here. As um, well, my, because my you, you're showing it on the news. The you're like, I, I showed where I was putting the body. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's and like nobody a, ever found. That's a James Bond supervillain move. <laughs> but I why hasn't Elton Musk released his own fragrance? Elton's Musk. It just—I mean—it writes itself. Who's marketing this guy? What's he shooting cars into space? Smells, man. That's where the money is. Smells. <laughs> Elton Musk. Elton's Musk. Elon. Then, or Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm confused about uh, Elton John. I have a similar idea for Elton John. Elon, Elon's <laughs> Musk. <laughs> Elton Musk, can you just imagine it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday night's all right for smelling good. <laughs> Was he Rocket Man? No, that's Jimmy. That's Billy Joel. I know you said Jimmy Bowell. It's all interlinked. It's all the same guy. He's a flat earther, anyway. Elton. So is Elon in on Elon. it? I don't, is Elon in on it? Is Elton in on it? Elton's definitely on it. Uh, he has to be, man. He's throwing Elon, up SpaceX and all this stuff. Elon. I guess and so. Elton's knighted, so he would be too. But yeah, so. yeah, he yeah. definitely knows the shit, man. But like, the Queen's about, like, keep your mouth shut about <laughs> flat earth, and I'll make you a knight, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> You're not the only one around here with tiaras, one, bitch. One needs to keep up the facade, don't you know, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She just ends everything. The, king, the Queen ended everything with bitch. I love it. <laughs> But she was night and very good. Arise, Sir Barry. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> what was that? Mrs. Queen? <laughs> oh, sorry. Mrs. The Queen. Mrs. Windsor. I wore a dress just so I could curtsy. <laughs> but I, seem, I'm not weird. It seems Elon is like in, in, in the it. top 1%, like 1% of the 1%, like he is well up, he's doing SpaceX, but his whole thing is like, I want to put real people into space. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe so he that's has gonna... to put people up there to be like, hey, check it out. It's round or flat. Like whatever it is, he's going to put people up there to know. Yeah. Because I mean, there was, there was another thing as well, which uh, 
I, I mean, I guess it's still in development, but I think it was, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Virgin guy. Richard Branson. Branson. Branson wanted to put people up into the the kind of... The stratosphere. The stratosphere. So it would take, you know, a couple of hours to get to Australia yeah. or whatever. You know, you, this is Virgin Galactic. But what he's, Virgin, doing, yeah. what he's doing is using the spin of the Earth to negate the amount of fuel and time needed so you're flying up outside of the atmosphere, letting the Earth spin that thousand miles an hour, and then just flying straight back down. So yeah, you're not, you don't have to have the fuel to fly all the mm. loads of miles. You're letting the Earth spin do the work for you. Yeah. So if the Earth is flat, everyone on that maiden voyage will die because because yeah. the dark <laughs> yeah. matter will crush them, or they'll just be like weightless or whatever. Yeah, and Tom Cruise will give them a cocktail, and you could save a fortune on you know uh, ba- like baggage costs or whatever you yeah. won't have to pay for carry-on because it's like it's gonna be weightless anyway Do you know what I mean? yeah because i mean that that's still uh, a good few years away from being developed but that's yeah, something, but also that's something could just that's be keeping the global the globe guys at arm's length the flat earth guys are like yeah yeah we'll do it sometime and people are like okay we'll wait until then yeah. there's no one really arguing against this flat earth thing really it's splitting the conspiracy community in half but that's but we're it. all yeah, fucking yeah. mad anyway. Like no one's arguing about it. Not really. It's not mm. in. It's not in mainstream until Trump gets his hands on it, and then you fucking space force all this shit. Like what space force? We're going to put some weapons in space and shoot the fucking roof that we live under. Yeah, I don't mean. Yeah. So yeah, is that why the Star Wars program? That's stopped? what I mean. Star yeah. Wars stopped because they couldn't keep filling that stuff. Like another few things I want to touch on uh, very quickly. Uh, uh, like satellites. Where are all the fucking satellites? How come we can't see them? Do you know when you when you go when you go outside uh, of the planet? There's none in this room. When you <laughs> when you go outside of the planet, how come you can't see? You know, from 128 thousand feet up in the air, how come when he looked out into space, you couldn't see a majillion satellites all flying around now, the Earth? I've been told go I've on. seen them. Yeah, you know, we we've often we we've seen satellites in the sure. sky. Yeah, yeah. So is that not the answer there? What the, yeah. could, is that just one? Well, how come of, you can't see them when you're in space? Like you never see these space things. It's, it all looks like fucking interstellar. You never actually get to see. There's so many satellites around the planet. We talked about it in the Apollo mission. So many satellites outside the planet. When you go outside, it it looks like, uh, like a wet cashew nut that fell into onto the beach. That's how many satellites are supposed to be on the planet. Yeah, like the planet, you couldn't be able to see anything. Because there's so many yokes lying around. Hmm. Where are they? You don't see them. According to Flat Earth dudes, I've seen a few. Yeah. So like, I've seen a few. I've seen a few. More but they say few. you can't see any. Mario. Well, that's bullshit. I can debunk that one right now. I have eyes. I have eyes and I've Unless seen Unless we're seeing something else that isn't yeah. like a star or a plane. Yeah. Then there's just another mystery. Like, <laughs> Can you see through the format? Is it like a two-way mirror like in the, in the cop shop? I'm going to tell you nothing, Kappa. And it's like a two-way mirror. So when you look up from the earth out to the sky, you'll see the stars. But when you look in from when you're up there, it's just like transparent. Is that how it works? Flat Earth guys, hit me up. No, it could be how the dome works, yeah. Like a two-way mirror? You'd have, you'd have to use special paint for the for the stars and stuff. I'm to get PJ and Felix onto it. What's his name? Yeah. Finton. Finton. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like... Yeah, here's one for you, and he can't do this because because they're audibly because they're in they're in they're in orbit and they're flying around and they take a while to get around and uh, yeah that's it yeah I I think this one 
it has to be transmitted visually. I will have to go and, and get some diagrams for this one. But, but very rudimentary explanation of this one. There are some flat earth criticisms about plane behavior when dealing with the flat model. For example, they say that a plane should always, you know, take off from Johannesburg, stop in Dubai, and then go to Perth, Australia. Why mm-hmm. not fly from Johannesburg to Perth? But if you flatten out that globe model out into the flat earth, Australia is on the other side. Mm. And if you go Johannesburg, Dubai, Australia, it's a straight line. You actually, if you were to fly around, like we said with the record, mm. when you go straight, you're really going around in a, in a kind of an arc. So if you went straight from Johannesburg to Perth, Australia on the West Coast, you'd be actually taking longer and going around a big, massive, uh, curvy line. Mm. So by going to Dubai, it seems like on a, on the map that we have, the heliocentric map, it seems like a longer way to go all the way into Dubai and then out to Australia. But if you flatten it out, it's actually a straight line. And loads of people, like that happens all the time. Direct flights, there's no direct flights between stuff that go over the South Pacific, yeah, South Atlantic. They don't do that. They go in and then back out again mm. because that's all bent out the way. Yeah. There is a video I watched that has all of those routes from all of the different... Yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, it's it's like you can't like I can't fly directly to Dallas. I have to go to London, and then go from London straight across, or I have to go to Chicago or whatever, and you have to go to the East Coast to fly direct. I don't know if that's anything to do with it, but yeah. But similarly, like if you're flying from Ireland to Vietnam, you'd go like Ireland. That's a heck of a flight. Ireland, <laughs> Amsterdam. Yeah. Dubai, Vietnam. Instead of going across the North Pole, which is way quicker, mm. but they don't do that because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fit that way on the on the map because it's longer to go what per, what's perceivably a shorter way on a globe on a flat earth model is actually way longer. Mm. So all the planes fly as if the flat earth model is the real way. And if you put it on a flat earth model, it's actually a shorter way. When we're looking on a globe model, that's a really mad fucking convoluted extra long way to go. You fly into here and then back out to here. But if you put it on the flat earth model, it's a straight line and it's actually the shortest distance between two points. And they say it's still refueling or something. Yeah. Refueling and cost. I watched that video and I was calling up Eddie Bravo going, I looked it up, bro. I believe you. (laughs) Like it's fucked. The planes are, are crazy. Now there are some fucking dick mouths who are saying like, you know, if you get in the plane and it flies at 500 miles an hour and on a globe, the globe is going at a thousand miles an hour. So if you fly east, man, you're flying like after a thousand miles an hour globe. So you'll never get to where you're going. Cause you're only going. To <laughs> you're chasing path. it. Yeah, yeah. You're chasing the earth, man. You'll never get where you're supposed to land. What's that about? It's going to catch you up at the end, man. You're going to be flying at 500 miles an hour for like 40 hours, and it's going to catch you up eventually, bro. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. <laughs> That's a lot that doesn't understand about like air, air pressure, or gravity, or velocity, or any of that stuff. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. He also probably doesn't understand a lot of other things. Many things. Again, yeah. it's just what you taught when you were 12. Like, it's you, exactly it's, what I taught. Well, yeah, I was yeah, like it's seven. It's, yeah. And I was like, maybe if you take off on a plane and you just fly around in a circle and then you land somewhere else in Ireland and then they just tell you it's Spain. And, it, and, and it's, it's kind of, it is logic for a 12-year-old. Because you don't know any difference. Yeah. yeah. 
You've never seen it, you've never experienced it. But these guys are taking this 12 year old logic and bringing it into everyday life, going, Well, I can't see it with my eyes, so I don't believe it. You're like, Shit. Yeah. Doubting Thomas's. Yeah, never mind the fact that you're in a big metal tube up in the sky. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> you know, that's able to f- fly in the air. And I've. <laughs> I've seen seen it about three or four times how airplanes fly and every time I've gone oh that's very interesting now I know and and every time it's gone straight out of my head and whenever I think of it I just go ah it's fucking it's aerodynamics or some fucking magic Tom Cruise (laughs) but it's that same probably not even real it's that same science that people take and put into I've I've only seen pictures of Tom Cruise I don't know if he's real (laughs) apparently people have told me they met him I don't know apparently he's really 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 tall like he's super tall in real life it's just it's just the perception of how you yeah, view him refraction that his eyes yeah, stay I, on the horizon I, line I was watching him from across a lake <laughs> and the air was very cool yeah he seemed like he was floating cool on my tongue but and he does have that tooth in the middle in the exact middle of his mouth oh yeah, yeah yeah he changed did he not change that I don't know I he couldn't change the tooth but he moved his whole skull like a half an inch to the left <laughs> oh, right. yeah, yeah and I fixed it somehow at great expense yeah Absolutely. Um, okay, this is the last weirdest thing, and this is the thing that the Flat Earth lads hold up as pretty much like uh, one of the main tenets. proofs, the main tenets of up the fact there. that we are having the world pulled down over our eyes. So this is this a big undeniable one? It's going to come. I don't know if it's undeniable, <laughs> but it's fucking fucked up. So the Flat Earth guys, in effort to perpetuate the fact that the system. The establishment, the scientific community is lying to the people of Earth. Mm. They think mm. <laughs> that Stephen Hawking is a clone dun, and dun, has dun. been artificially kept alive for the last 52 years with ALS, a disease that kills most people within four years. Yeah. He is the world champion of ALS. Mm. He's lasted the longest and he just so happens to be the most intelligent man in the world as well. And they kept him alive for as long as they kept him alive, using him as a voiceless spokesperson for the heliocentric uh, uh, traditional Newtonian <laughs> physics uh, universe that they want us to believe we live in. Yeah. Holding Stephen Hawking's failing body together with duct tape and hope. And every time <laughs> it fell apart, they'd make a new clone and they'd bring him out. If you watch the deterioration and rejuvenation of Stephen Hawking over the last, like, 30, 40 years. It's bananas. <laughs> I'm going to put a series of pictures like up. Doc, Doctor Who, he, he regenerates, regenerates yeah. every couple of years. So he just gets a slightly better chair. I'm going to put them up in an Instagram set of Instagram posts in one day and go, like, 1970, 1980, 1990, 2000. And you're like, God damn. Like, he might get a set of new teeth at one stage. And, like, yeah, uh, does he really need them? He's been fed baby food or whatever. And... He, he deteriorated and then he got better, but the whole time he couldn't talk. He couldn't move. He couldn't write. Couldn't do anything. Only move his eyes. So whoever was in charge of him was controlling his message. So so he was there just going, Sure, the globe is the way the earth is made. Instead of being like, I need to tell everyone it's flat earth. I need <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. Just a really fucked up weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that went on for like 50 years. Just leave, <laughs> yeah, leave Stephen Hawking around the chair and just be like, you fucking know nothing about the flat earth, you cunt. And he just had to, he had people writing his computer voice the whole time, just writing a script for him, and then just press and play and wheeling them out. And everyone's like, oh, what's Stephen Hawking got to say? 
That seems unnecessarily cruel and convoluted. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that they conspiracy theory before I looked it up in relation yeah. to Flat Earth. And I was like, they, they could. They could have got someone like Brian Cox, who... What do you mean, could have? Well, but, you know, but like back in the day, they could have got someone and said, this guy's the smartest guy in the world. And, you know, they could have uh, championed him as as the spokesperson instead of, hey, let's get the crippled robot man. You know, it just it just seems like unnecessarily uh, cruel and unusual punishment and convoluted. Because like, cause people think Brian Cox is like the smartest man in Europe or whatever, in England. But like he played keyboards for a pop band in the 90s. So can he really be that smart? <laughs> I mean, he ended up getting away with playing keyboards in a pop band in the 90s. So yeah. he didn't have to That's work a, a job fair, job. Yeah. That's pretty smart to me. I suppose. So Gordon, you were saying you heard about this before. Yeah, flat art. that he was a clone and they kept him alive to, to say science stuff. Right. He was replaced with lookalikes. So yeah. he wasn't, because I was going to have problems with the idea that it was just for flat art, because I no, don't no, recall no. him they talking about it much. A general science spokesperson, like, merited as the smartest man on the planet, but they could put words in his mouth, cause, and he couldn't argue, he just had to sit there, and that's what his wife did, just bet the shite out of him until he fucking shut the it fuck up. It does just seem unnecessarily <laughs> cruel. Yeah, but I mean, what's he going to do? Smartest man in the world, can't wipe his arse. What are you going to do, like? But, like, they could... <laughs> I don't know. It's the fact that... Why, why would you even need to keep him alive to do this? Because he's Stephen Hawking, man. He's the smartest man in the world. They want to find out what, he's, what he knows. But they, they had established him as the smartest man in the world a good 20 years before he died. So why not just kill him off in the 90s? And and because there's loads of stuff to say because technology was flying along and they didn't want to have anyone that might turn. It's like this lad is the smartest. We can keep him on on the ticket and just put whatever words we want in his mouth. But we he can't do anything about it. But even in even in a brief history of time, which I absolutely have not read and never will. It's short <laughs> enough. I don't. <laughs> know, it'll only take you a brief amount of time. I don't have the time. <laughs> Um, but even in that, as I understand, there are bits where he can't explain stuff and he goes, eh, I guess God did it. So he's not infallible. Like, you know, he's not like, uh, he doesn't have all the answers, but you're saying it, he's like the figurehead. And if people say, well, if Stephen Hawking said it, he, he, it must be true yeah. because, he, because he's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he did say a lot of things where he's like, I, I can't explain that. Magic. So it's, it's either magic or it's God. But did you also say that through... Some theorized that he was just replaced with a lookalike. Lookalike, yeah. Right. There was lookalikes, there was soundalikes. Was this clones. before the White Album or after <laughs> Let It Be? Stephen Hawking is dead. Uh, no, I don't know. It's yeah, a weird I mean, theory. You can his, look it up. It's a weird theory. I'm not it, holding it up as His true. songs are still good. <laughs> no, I'm it's, just, up as true. it's just saying. a weird thing to hear that poor old Stephen Hawking got it, weekend at Bernie's. It's an excellent <laughs> mad theory. Yeah, pretty crazy. But and it does mad. support a lot of the flat earth stuff. So, I do think, <laughs> though, that possibly uh, living to 52 years of age with a disease that kills everyone else in the world in four years is a feat of its own. Surely he didn't do that just with his intellect. I'd mm. say... That's his, a weird I'd thing. say his mass fortune probably helped. Yeah, but... Oh, good! My pizza rolls are done. Is it? <laughs> is it though that he's? Is it that he's just? It's not like no, it's Michael not just... Jordan with AIDS, like or HIV, and he just pours money into himself. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it well, Michael is Jordan mixed... or Magic Johnson? Johnson, uh, I think. Johnson. Is it? I fucking always get them mixed yeah. up. Yeah, racist. 
It's probably neither of them. Magic Johnson, because it's Johnson Jordan, Jordan Johnson. I think Magic Johnson, because Magic Johnson has AIDS, but he's still alive. He's magic. Michael Jordan is still alive. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have AIDS. But he doesn't yeah, have but neither of them have AIDS now. Well, is well it, is you it, don't get rid of it. Michael Jordan's went into space with Space Jam, right? That's, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. And Magic Johnson is... Positive. Yeah. Positive, but not, yeah, I mean, you don't, you, full-blown AIDS, you die. There's no cure for that. All right. But HIV, the you can treat you can, make, you can become non-viral. Yeah. Through money. Through money. I always get the... Just drugs. I always get it mixed up. So, like, that's it then for Flat Earth for the time that we have. I mean, there's loads of other things you could get into. Yeah. Will we? No. I don't know. Probably not. It's a bit <laughs> mental. Like, there's a lot of mental shit in there. We're going to get off the fence now. I'm going to start with Johnny. Uh, good. And see how we go, because Ed doesn't like to go first. I hate going first. Yeah, there's still, it. like, I'm just not convinced. There's still things that Flat Earth doesn't explain, like radio waves, how we can, you know, with short, ra- short wave communication, you can be one side of the world, I can be another. We can hold our antennas back to back and still get a signal. Wouldn't work if you're on a Flat Earth. Would it not? Back Would it back. not bounce off the dome? Because radio waves emit at all. Uh, well, it bounces off the ionosphere, but I think flat earthers denied that that exists. Yeah, they've they've really boxed themselves off with a lot of things. They're like gravity, no. Atmosphere, no. And you're like, what else have you got, bro? Yeah, like th- these things are are demonstrable. Demonstrable. Uh, you know, there's no proof as to what gravity actually is. But it's I mean, just a theory, bro. Well, see that the the theory and the mystery of science is um is what is where they're in. It's, that's where their playground is. Yeah, that's that's where they're existing and where this is existing. But anyway, sir, go on, Johnny. So, Johnny, let's get off the fence. Then we talk about the flat Earth heroes. We talked about Robotham. We talked about uh, Volivar, uh Shelton, who's made made the modern one. Lady Blount, uh, Albert Smith, and John Hampton the Bedford level experiment and all of those early uh, flat earthy things get off the fence. Was those people's assertions about the flat earth just another, I guess, uh, uh, not a scheme, but like what, what's that, what's that period called? Not the enlightenment, but the, 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 uh, the, the second great awakening, the second great awakening. Yeah. They call it. And where, where there's, you know, the Ouija boards and the, the, the parlor tricks and the yeah. you know the the seances and all that stuff was it just part of that or had they got some sort of esoteric knowledge somehow through whatever means they got like from ancient knowledge or from ancient uh, uh, map making they looked back into history and went what are we being hidden from like what is this thing is it a real thing or was it just part of the times I no I think it's a real thing in that I think those original ones were just questioning the i guess the status quo or what the modern science of the time had had like sort of taken as fact like because it, even those things were were new discoveries and they were just questioning it. i don't think they were coming from a bad place with it does that yeah that's not really an answer you have no, to get no, off the fence no, no, though like you you, you you don't believe that it's just like i'm off the fa- fad and fake it's like they really believe that they're uh, yeah I, I don't believe it was they're, they're, bad and fake they were looking on, for answers they yeah, were, yeah they were just saying here let's think along different lines than the way we. there was definitely thinking. some charlatans that came later but yeah. I, like yeah. we talked Maybe about doing those experiments and all this yeah stuff. it's not like a confirmation bias where they're trying to find stuff to support it you think that they actually believed it no, and i think were- Ro- robot i think he believed it and just wanted to 
he, he thought the others were wrong. I don't know if his methods were very good and are, he seemed to have his own honest. bias. Yeah, true. But I don't think he was out to make a quick book. Though then again, you look at some of the other stuff he's alleged to have been involved with, maybe. Uh, but who's the other guy, Shelton? Yeah, he's the he's the guy that changed it from the Zetetic Society into the Flat Earth Society. I think he brought the focus back to yeah. science. He seemed to in a time when the world was at war and there was a a question on the system, the the um, the establishment yeah. was was rockable, was shakable. Yeah, and you look at what is it? Zetetic astronomy. That's what they called it. Zetetic, yeah. Zetetic. Say it again. Zetetic. Zetetic. Yeah. yeah. I looked that up just out of curiosity, and it's a Greek word, which pretty much means just ask questions. Yeah. Which kind questioning. of questioning? Like, yeah, yeah. Um. So, and I kind of appreciate that attitude, and I've heard that from some flat earthers from the last week, some of the podcasts I listened to, where they're not the 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 crazy people that you kind of are led to believe if you read Vice articles and stuff. Yeah. Where the only, they'll go to like, you know, we went to Flat Earth Society conference and blah, 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 and they'll just kind of make them look bad. And that is a section of them. Some of them seem like trolls, but others seem like they're like these original guys where they are just asking questions. And some of them are all in and they don't believe anything anybody else says and they're super confrontational because I get a lot yeah. of them on Twitter yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like James. Well, you're always going to get... You're, always gonna you're get not that. a fucking conspiracy theorist until you do a flat earth episode, dick. Like, did you see that guy it was like last year in a Starbucks where he just like confronted a NASA employee? Oh, Jesus. So bad. I seen, I seen Buzz Aldrin hitting a lad of puck. Oh yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he said he, you never went to, to the moon. You coward. Splap. Oh the, no, the flat earther yeah. in Starbucks. Watch it. It's, nice. it's so frustrating. We we'll try and find it. We we'll try and find it. He should be beaten with a belt, Tony Soprano style. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I beat you around the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so get off the fence then about the flat earth maps. Were all those maps just mistakes, or were they the truth that were then forgotten? All these ancient maps from the likes of uh, Anaximander or these Telemic maps, the Cosmos, Indicopleestus, all of these uh, uh, like ancient history. Well, not ancient history, but like, you know, a, a tur- turn of the millennium uh, uh, maps that ended up turning into post-Columbus type um, heliocentric model maps. Were, was that a change that was deliberate or... Were the lads years ago right, and then it was kind of like wallpapered over to make this new, this new method. That's a harder one to answer, but I think just wallpapered over. So you think that they were right, and we're 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 having the flat earth or this the Jerusalem centric? No, yeah, no, earth. I don't think they were wallpapered over actually in that sense. Sorry, but I think like the the changes were made deliberately in a lot right. of, but I don't think to cover up a flat earth. I think like we talked about... Just cover up mistakes of, of old inaccurate characters. Yeah, and it just depended on who was creating it. Like the same reason, you know, Britain was so big in one version. I don't think they're very honest, maybe, but... I know, that's a harder one to it is answer. Hard. I think I need to... That's one I actually think I need to like look into more. Well, right now we have to get off the fence. No, yeah. So do you but, think that the old maps were were inaccurate? Or do you think that they were uh, I think telling a truth that was then hidden? I'm going to have to go with telling the truth that was then hidden just because I don't know enough about it. That I'd, I'd be it kind of contradiction, contradicting myself Yeah. if I was to go with anything else. 
Well, because I don't know that that kind of matches in then with what we learned when we looked at the the, the true size dot com when maps as we know it and as as accurate as modern maps and modern cartography can be like digitized like super maps in your pocket mobile phones that can bring you everywhere mm-hmm. 300 meters please turn up um <laughs> <laughs> please turn left at the dark matter yeah like it fucked up your brains <laughs> the two of you yeah. saw that i had a good go of it this morning but like all the countries the way they're put on this heliocentric map make everything look smaller <clears throat> so do you think that the maps yeah. of old were were more accurate more accurate honest and filled with genuine flaws compared to the now deliberately falsified heliocentric maps like which are better the modern well, ones the, uh, that tell lies are the older ones that were just mistakes. Which one I think's better? Well, the modern one, because I can, like, use GPS on the modern one. Sure, but it's not telling you, when you look at it, it's not telling you the truth, though, bro. Yeah. Africa's super small. You thought Russia was one size, you thought Greenland was one size. It's actually tiny. So your perceptions of the world, like, people perceive Russia as a massive political power because it's huge. But when you actually put it down to size, it's the same as the, the same size as the United States. Yeah, it's just like a puffer fish. The other side of like, it is I'm like, really big. You don't have to fuck with me. <clears throat> me and you could still be stuck up the Wicklow Mountains if it wasn't for <laughs> the new ones. No, I know, but yeah, like, yeah, but they're still you're using but, you're but using a flawed basis to 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 use those maps. But in the same in the same way that they made England massive, they're doing that same stuff yeah. with the modern. Well, maps. That, no, but that's why they're, still, well, they're skewed with the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, but that's why I got off the fence and saying that that like because i don't you think you think the modern maps even with their flaws are better than no that was me switching as a joke but you'd already asked me (laughs) no but it's the second part of it now that we've seen the true size.com like the the modern maps are convenient lies operational lies compared to uh a genuine mistake of truth of the old maps Mm. And you said the old maps were a genuine mistake of truth that you'd prefer to find out if it was real or not. Yeah. It leads more to a flat earth answer, though. I think that. Do you think? <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> but like... Are you saying that it's yeah, flat earth? Yeah. We're going to get you on flat earth or not, I guess. <laughs> Seems what you're going for. Okay, so... Um, well, you're the one... I, I don't know. If you're answering, you're going like, yeah, flat earth. I believe. Oh, the old guys. And then and then <laughs> NASA came along and fucked it all up. Okay, what about what about the the um the photoshopped maps and the UN logo and all of these secret hints and secret stuff? Like Oliver Lincoln Lundquist, who was the designer of that, made it a flatter thing, put the laurel around it like the ice wall. Are those types of insignia trying to tell us a secret no. Masonic history or a Masonic message to say, "Hey, you're living on a flat earth, and we own you"? Absolutely, you don't think so? Yeah, it's just t- t- like the thirty-three sections and. As much as I like the idea of that becoming a thing, it's a conspiracy. But, um, no, you don't think so. No, I no, I just don't put faith. Like, I mean, I like reading that stuff. Yeah. I get excited when I come across those things, but like when I actually think of, like, it it doesn't mean anything. So you don't think that Oliver Lundquist, who worked for the OSS and then designed the building for George Eastman of Kodak, who wanted the thirteen month year you don't think that that was all like a bunch of flat earth guys who were like let's fucking change the system man let's get this 13 month year like let's fucking let's change how things are done you don't know it sounded like the 13 month year just like worked for them why didn't the rest of the world adopt it well i mean i don't i wasn't aware of it like i might adopt it now sounds pretty good why don't people wear parachute pants anymore (laughs) i still have a pair of parachute pants you don't wear them though exactly you're dead right (laughs) 
dead right what about then the circumnavigation of the disc when we're talking about getting down into the antarctic we're talking about um trying to go around antarctic at ten thousand miles and it turns into sixty eight thousand. do you think that the antarctic council are trying to stop us from getting into antarctica to find out what's down there because there is something down there it would seem so it would seem they're trying to it would seem 53 countries treaty in the middle of cold war at the worst time for geopolitics uh, uh, and uh, American Russian relations, yeah, and I, they still managed to come together. I would think completely unrelated to flat Earth or anything. They definitely have Earth. made sure that they're hiding something. Yeah, Johnny off the fence. The sinking ship effect. It was the one that rocked me, rocked my faith. Eddie Bravo, sinking ship effect. What do you think? Is it real? Not real. Are they disappearing beyond the horizon? And then there's special like heat gases and light refraction or are we just zooming in and seeing some seeing some ships on the flat I believe they're disappearing over the horizon I'm willing to hear from a flat earther to prove otherwise but oh my lord my lord so you believe in the superior superior well just because I can I maybe I haven't seen enough of the videos everybody's talking about so I can only kind of go by what I at least think I've seen we'll go to the seaside next week and I have a 600 millimeter zoom on this camera Mm. and we get some fucking zoomies a what, telescope what? would be even better. I don't have a telescope. Do no, I have one. Have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at that. There's two in our house there. Look, we want each. Two. Yeah. Love it. Fancy bastard with I two telescopes. Packing <laughs> two, two telescopes. Double scoping. Ne- neither <laughs> are actually mine. I was living large back then. I had two <laughs> telescopes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They were the good old days. <laughs> I had two telescopes and no woman would come near me. <laughs> Which was okay, because I had that telescope. <laughs> that one broke, the other one worked. <laughs> so, Johnny off the fence. Johnny two scopes. Johnny two scopes. <laughs> off the fence about the moonwalking, about uh, NASA's carry-on on the moon, and about the Apollo the Apollo 11, uh, uh, Apollo 15, Apollo 16, 17 wire gate. Are they faked? NASA's carry-on. Oh, I didn't think I was going to have to get off the... Fence on, on the moon landings. Carry on. Um, no, I said. I, I think we. I think. Carry on mooning. Real or real or no real? I think. I think real. Despite everything I you said. You think real earlier. despite everything? All the all the footage of the lads falling around, lit with some Benny Hill music and shit. I'm reluctant to get off the fence on this one, but no, I like. Yeah, I think I believe it. You can't judge me too harshly. You you believed it once upon a time, even if I am wrong. I did. I said it on tape. It's on tape. Yeah. I'm doubting it. I'm doubt- I'm, I'm I'm conflicted over this one. I am, I have to say. You doubt, so, you're doubting the moon landings? Doubting the moon landings, yeah. That they were real? Yeah. I thought you were even beyond just doubting them. Yeah. I thought you were just flat out there fake. Well, we'll the, get to your... The wires, yeah, we yeah. get to mine anyway. So atmospheric refraction and use of universal acceleration versus gravity. Are we talking about a plate... Flying through space, creating its own atmosphere by the centrifugal force, causing anti... <laughs> Stop laughing! No, just, when you, when you sum it up like that, it's like, yeah, that's what it's, I hate about, the, about, the, about the fence, getting off the fence. Cause you have, yeah. are we talking, How are we talking about are we Tom talking Cruise about? making a cocktail underneath the plate? anti-Euclidean uh, small gravitational force creating... 9.8 meters a second going. I sound like a black guy making up a big... <laughs> Which are 9.8 meters per second ass and your anti-Euclidean gravitational force making ass 
flying through space uh, on a flat plane or is it like a ball spinning in gravity and an iron core in the sun? They're the only two choices. I'm going to have to go with the ball. He's a ball man. You're, you're, <laughs> ball man. you're a ball man. You're, it's all about the balls, ladies. I'm a plate guy. <laughs> it's, uh, you think then Newton's laws of motion are, are totally sound? A 400-year-old uh, physicist coming up with stuff that has been, I guess, it is widely torn apart. And even up to a hundred over a hundred years ago with Einstein coming up with some shit that has been even more widely torn apart. These things that were like quintessential science things. E equals MC squared yeah. is everywhere. <laughs> Kilroy was here. And now all that stuff is like, does E equal MC squared? What's C? Is is it squared? What like M can be as as big as you like and it still can't get to do C. We, do we need equals in yeah. this equation at all? Equals, do you know? See, you posed that question with so you believe as if because, it, you know, I picked a ball there for... Well, I mean... But which, yeah, so, yes, the answer would New- have Newton to. is sound and all the stuff is good and science, 400-year-old science is totally right and can never be proved wrong. And it's No, 400-year-old totally science can definitely be pro- proved wrong. So um, it, it could <laughs> be a plate. Gravity could be not real. It could be, yeah. If, the, if, if it's off the fence in what I believe versus off the fence in what's possible... Is that like yeah? It's a yeah, weird question. On, of course, like I'm completely willing to for anything to be proven or disproven. All right. There could be dinosaurs. I don't know about at disaster <laughs> artists. Flat I don't know why that was. <laughs> there could be dinosaurs. I don't that, know that, that. I don't know about. There could be dinosaurs. Like, I, as if there's a few that I do yeah, know that you about. Do know about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I immediately was like, is he friends with Velociraptors? <laughs> He'd never introduced me to no brontosaurus. That's like, there could be dinosaurs I don't know about. That's like saying like, oh man, there could be like an episode of Friends <coughs> I've never seen. I don't know. Anything is possible. I had to put down a whole lot of traps upstairs and out the back and we caught a few of them in there, but there could be dinosaurs I don't know about around, so keep an eye out. When you're going... When put, you're, this, put this spray beside your bed. <laughs> when you're looking one of them in the eye, the other two come from either side. Clever girl. Now I can put them in there, get the, the big ones and it doesn't kill them, but you just release them out, go drive out the country and release them into the woods. Broad in the field. So, Do you realise you've dropped your, your fake accent again? <laughs> there's a... This is Ed's real voice. Okay, special relativity. It's the uh, first time. Einstein talking ta- ta- about special relativity and dark Sorry, energy. Dark energy off the really talk. Real or not? Dark energy off the fence, real or not? Dark energy real. <laughs> not, not Think real. about it. It's not real. We're just going through it. It's no, not real. Uh, no, no, it's not real. Okay. The dome theory. Is there an atmo layer? Is the plate flying through space? Is that a real thing? Can that be created? Do you believe that's a thing? Get off that fence. Uh, I can't believe that's a thing. Okay. Not so much because of the do- dome, but because of, well, no, yeah, because of the dome, but because of everything else. Okay. Here's one that's questioned in my brain. 1,000 miles an hour spinning, 7,000 miles an hour around the sun, half a million around the, 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 the galaxy. Can the stars stay in the air? Ed's doing a visual representation. Can the stars stay in the air, in the sky, in the exact same place all the time? Is that just like an inexplicable, magical facet of of our universe that we live in, in our galaxy that we live in? Or are they painted on the roof of night like a Sistine Chapel? Get off the fence. Was that not answered with the we're not in the dome? Uh See, you've done it again, where there's only, there's only two options. There's only two options. Uh, <laughs> and one of them is about the dome, which there's was, only two sides which was of also offense. in the last question. There's only two sides of offence. Uh, 
I think I've regretted everything I've said at this in, at this section of these podcasts that I've done. I've like every, I've gone home and went, why did I? No, that's not. <laughs> I sound yeah, like well, a crazy person. <laughs> so yeah, no, I guess I guess the stars are the same. I have to go with that. So, <laughs> so like the the improbability of all of those factors, all of those moving parts, makes it. Versus the the dome model. Versus the dome model. Yeah, yeah, I think. Okay, okay, forget about <laughs> I think the dome you can model. Flip a car. Is there any other explanation to the stars staying in the sky at any point? Oh, there, yeah. Well, then that's like the last. There could be. I I am not smart enough to fully understand everything in the like, universe. That sounds like a fence answer, though. I have to give you an either or. So you're going against. No, and then I'm, I'll go with yes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and then the global curve, the, the observable uh, uh, curve of the Earth, is this. Because we live on an f- infinite flat plane, or uh, uh, we live on an infinite flat plane, and camera wide angle lenses are making people believe that we live on a ball, or do we actually live on a ball? We're living on a ball, then. We're living on a ball. Uh, we're, we're living, living on a round. Okay, ball. There's so much we're living, living on a ball. ball. <clears throat> it seems like it's, there's so much focus put on the the wide angle lens and the ships in the horizon it seems like it's so you can ignore all the other things like i was saying with shortwave radio and how those signals yeah. just shouldn't be able to reach each other on a flat earth here's here's an off defense do you think that it's just genius marketing by gopro that they're getting into flat earth <laughs> if it wasn't it might be now like if gopro get onto it hit me up and then is stephen hawking uh, <laughs> being recycled as like some weird uh dead robot man well obviously not anymore but, not anymore but was uh, he I don't think so. I'm going to up some pictures that'll make you guess. <laughs> yeah. ALS, four years, man. He lasted 50, 52 years. Um, and then the planes and stuff like that. Off the fence, do you believe that... Airplanes? That was, that was a weird one. Do the planes, like, fly on a flat plane? Is there? Are the planes acting a maggot? <clears throat> are the pilots all in on it? And they're just, like, told, don't say that, and you get loads of money? Uh, no, I, I, the pilots aren't being paid at. Well, why are flying such weird ways? I should, be, I should be chiming in on this. Because you I'm, get your off the phone. Do you think like a Ryanair pilot? What? <laughs> well, that's a few <clears throat> times I've given Ryanair shit on this oh, episode yeah. for some reason. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> next thing you'll have them looking for a sponsor. Though, yeah, yeah. Uh, this episode is brought to you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I... I by, by an airline that'll get you almost to your destination. <laughs> I hope so. I'm using it soon. Close enough. <laughs> Couple of weeks. Um. No. I like you couldn't. Like every pilot can't be paid off. Yeah, but maybe they just don't can't know. They're just they... like they go in and they have oh, all the machines and they just. If look they at were, the machines if they've been, tra- yeah. But then you were saying about them being in on it. <laughs> mm. uh, every, every pilot, everyone who works in air traffic control, pushing tin. Yeah, I find it even hard to believe. Like all like yeah. seventy two space every, agencies every, could every, agree yeah, on all the astronauts. Oh, everyone who went up into space. Yeah. So you don't think that the, the planes are going in fucked up weird directions just for refueling? Or are they? Wait, that's a, the way you phrase it. Uh, do I think they're going Do you think refueling? they're going Johannesburg, Dubai, Perth to refuel? Or is it because Perth is actually really far away and that's a straight line? They're not going. I don't think they're going because it's actually a straight line. So they're, they're, they are going fucked up ways. So they're going across a short period of the Pacific Ocean. They're going into Dubai and then back out again because of refueling. Yeah. Mm. And I, oh. other other things like cost. Okay. It's hardcore. 
That's Johnny off the fence. He is totally anti flat earth. I don't know if I'm anti flat earth. Oh, fuck off. We need to be one way or another. No, I think the second question. What was the order again? There was one I was. The one, the one that you were uh, about was the, the, original, the maps. The, the OG- maps you were like, yeah, I can no, get well, and, the, and the OGs. Yeah. OGs, yeah, they were pretty. So that's two. That's serious. not that's okay. Anti- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer all the all the questions. I've been paying attention. Yes, no. <laughs> map makers are liars. Order. Tom Cruise, maybe God did it. Uh, Just like around in in the crystal no, maze or something. Definitely not. Uh, those cows are far away. <laughs> Harrison okay, Ford, let's, let's do Bill Clinton, Donna. Air, airline food. There you go. Okay. There's all my answers. From the old ones, the peep, the originators. Yeah. And you have to remember these names. You have to ask me them in a minute. Oh, God. From the no, originators. From the originators. Yeah. Were they genuine? Did they genuinely believe it? Or were they making it up just to be contrarians for shits and giggles? I think, to be honest... Uh, yeah, I, I kind of think they're just scientists that are trying to further uh, scientific thinking and they're going, look, everyone's thinking this. What about this? They were just proposing another theory as to what uh, the Earth was, was about. Okay. Um, they didn't know for sure. They were just basically saying, hey, maybe it's this. They were just playing devil's advocate, which is a, such a great game to play. Okay. What about the flat earth world maps then from the original guys? Were those people making maps because they really believed it? Because of lack of, uh, you know, knowledge? Mm. Or because we know that there was political bias, they were making their own countries bigger and other places shit. And as the maps evolved, they got turned into this heliocentric model, which we now know is a lie because of the uh, true size yeah dot com we know that all that stuff is like so do you think would you prefer old honest incorrect maps or new <laughs> accurate lies turn left at the kraken um uh, i mean i think it's yeah i mean it, it was skewed back then as to political yeah and also again people were getting new information and and exploring new uh, seeking out new life and new civilization, boldly going where no one had gone before, and then they were making up maps from that. It was skewed. I mean, like, yeah, it's still, it's still skewed today. But I would rather have modern maps. I think overall, modern lies, modern lies are better <laughs> than olden lies. It's like a speech it, from a miracle on 34th yeah. Street. <laughs> the, the lies aren't as... Uh, Modern lies are better than old 34 is just one above 33. Yeah. Oh, and if you... Santa Claus and the devil are never seen in the same room. Santa rearranged the letters. And Taz... Taz... Done. Yeah. Ah. How many reindeers are there? Twelve. I, just Half like twelve, just is. like the amount of levels in the Scottish <laughs> Rite Freemasonry. Nine, <gasps> nine, aren't they? Prancer, come Prancer, come Dancer, come Vomit and Vixen, <laughs> come Rufus and Elvis and Nixon, <laughs> Rudolph and Jimmy. Yeah. No, sorry, go on. Is there nine or twelve? I, I don't know. I, don't know I told, yeah, no, twelve sounds right. Ed, off the fence. Then the UN logo was that. 
a secret message given to the people to say we are on a flat earth and we own you 33 sections the laurel is the ice wall made by a guy who was in league with the kodak manager who ended up trying to change the calendar of the earth no or is it just the logo that a fella made with it's the just map? the logo that a fella made really it's just, it's just coincidences it's not even a good logo it's a ter- it's just a bad logo it's 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 a logo that has retroactively been attributed to this crazy thing. Okay, that's what I think. That's all. You don't think there's any weird coincidence that he was into the, the guys who were trying to change the calendar for the rest of the world, putting millions no. of dollars into the promo mm, behind it? Uh, no, I, I think it's just I think it's just a coincidence. Okay, I think it's a coincidence. What about then the science part, the circumnavigation of the disc? The ice wall at the edge and the lads trying to sail around it and ending up, instead of 10,500 miles, going 68,000 miles. Are we surrounded by an ice wall? And is there the Antarctic Treaty made by the politicians of a group of countries that know that there's something down there and they want to stop us? Or is that not it? (laughs) (laughs) What was the second part? Um, yeah, I mean, look, here, a, a lot of that science is mind-boggling. Um, it's hard to get wrap your brain around it. Mm. But I just don't understand, as I said in the, in the episode, why Antarctica is such a fucking, you know, well, we got to protect this because of the, you know, there's infinitely more uh, life and uh, it seems to be, I'm t- I'm, again, I'm taking the rainforests. There's way more life there. It's the lungs of the of the planet. That's something that's protected. Even uh, it's it's protected, but not as well as a big fucking lump yeah, of ice. Yeah, yeah. And that to me didn't, didn't make any sense. Why? Especially when the treaty was made at a time when the world was basically at war, nuclear war. Yeah. Was, why was that treaty made then? Like, is that it was made? It was made in the f- was it was it forty nineteen sixty one nineteen sixty one in the middle of the fucking Cuban Missile Crisis. They're yeah. getting together fifty three countries who are all basically loggerheads, including China and Russia, yeah. who were like the Red Devil, to sign a thing to make sure no yeah. one fucked up Antarctica. Because what's it, there? It just it just seems to me to be uh, yeah, especially at a time when yeah, it's post World War Two. It's height of the Cold War. Everyone's suspicious of everyone. There's very little cooperation. I mean, it, you look at before the crash, the financial crash. There was this big push for we got to get the environment back on track. We got to stop emissions and all this. And everyone was like. And there seemed to be this groundswell of, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then the financial crash happened. It was like, oh, fuck all that shit. We're going to sort out our money. Our problems. money is dying. So it seems, and, you know, that was just one, obviously it was a global thing. But back then, with all this shit going on, that they, they managed to go, oh, go, we got to make sure no one goes into Antarctica because it's very important and we can't have people fucking it up because for environmental reasons or whatever. There doesn't seem to be a plausible reason why that area is and for me i'm like i want to i want to know what's up there i want to go you know i want to go up on top of that shelf if there's nothing but death and whiteness that's fine but i want to see the death and i want to see the whiteness you know it just seems to me that they don't they protect a big block of ice 
that seems better to, than our children. That seems to have some importance to the to the global environment, for sure. But maybe not as much as a a giant rainforest with trees and more insects and like there's so many insects in 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 rainforest environments ecosystems that uh, insects you know live and die without ever being uh, observed by scientists. Yeah, like, there's yeah. just so much life species there. Of, species so insects, many species. Yeah. They're finding new ones every day. Yeah, right? they, they can't keep track of it. And it's and and that's not even as well protected as... Uh, admittedly, Antarctica is a way more remote and much more inhospitable to to life than... But it, that, that I don't understand that. I don't know why that is. I'm not going to say. Is it's it because, because it's a giant it's a ice gi- wall and they don't want to find the secret? They don't want us to find the secret. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think there's there's enough to that that makes it weird to me that there's something there's something going outside of the remit askew. of the episode. Could it be that there's like an Atlantis or there's some kind of uh, ancient? There's some kind of like pyramid there that has some shit, like in the Predator movie. Sure. Or there's some other weird thing. It's not that it's a flat Earth. Yeah. And maybe the flat Earth is a giant red herring that's trying to keep us away from our. Is it? A, is it a, an old alien species that's been living there since before we were on the planet? Yeah. 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 It could just be one massive yeah. spaceship. <laughs> could it be a clone of Tom Cruise from his cocktail days? More than likely. Frozen in time. Frozen. Behind a cocktail bar, whilst he's been mixing a cocktail, sure, like that could be there as well. There could be a lot of things there. Could like be where Bill Bill buries all his bodies. Yeah, there could all be the body there could be there. a Chinese version of me there. That you know, all things are possible. But I don't know what's there. Yeah, secret society. Why not? What about the sinking ship effect? Then is that a real thing? Is that just zooming in? Or is it light refracting off of a cold ocean with like hotter air above and it has all that weird light refraction stuff? I don't know. There's too many variables there in order. You know, there's the lens variable. There's the human eye. uh, There's conditions. The fact that the earth is not a perfect circle, that there's parts of it that are flatter than, than others. Yeah, that's that's something, but that is something that always makes me kind of go. Hmm. I make it easy. Is like it an optical like illusion? Confused dog. Hmm. Is it an optical <laughs> illusion, or is the Earth flat enough to zoom in for six miles? Can it be both those things? You have to get off the fence. I think. I think it's. I think it's an optical illusion. Okay, that's what I think it is. Based on mismeasurements. Yeah, coupled with mismeasurements. Yeah, so. I think so. Because it isn't a perfect circle. Yeah, it's not. So it's got to be so. Like stuff like the Bishop experiment, 23 miles across the, the thing. Like, how can you see yeah. that shit? Yeah. It's just a bit flatter there. Yeah. But I mean, it's something I'd be, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd carry. Get some physics guys on yeah. it. See if they can chalk it out. Yeah. Okay, okay. I wouldn't so know enough a... about it, but I think it, it probably <laughs> seems like an optical illusion. What about NASA? Bad pups? Or are they for real, Zio? Um, are they faking to make us think that there's not a moon hanging like 2,000 miles up in the air did they fake the moon landing and every subsequent one to make us believe that we're living on a globe in a solar system that has other planets as one big further hoax to embezzle money from the American government and the taxpayers into billions of dollars for a space program that doesn't actually go anywhere or 
did they really send a small metal box into the sky with men in it that ended up landing there, jumping around, scraping up a bit of stuff, and then coming home again from like hundreds of thousands of miles in the sky in a small tin box? You you, you make you make the second option seem less plausible. By yeah. Lands up in a tin box. You think that's a, yeah? You're essentially saying if you answer this the other way, you're an idiot. You know, that's like me saying, you know, is this a house or is it just like a mud hut with like bits of wall hanging around? What's keeping the walls up? Happy thoughts? Um, <laughs> or spit or is it cement? That's, that's I don't actually know. a load bearing green screen. Oh shit, I won't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, n- no, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a huge huge conspiracy like remember the guys who burned alive in an accident when they're when they're preparing to go to to space yeah for Apollo 11 Vi- Vi- no Voyager was it what was it, it was, uh, no no it was, it, it was on the ground it was a training exercise Apollo, Apollo it was before Apollo 11 went up yeah these guys in a capsule they were doing some sort of training and some something went wrong and they burned alive or whatever like, would they go through all that? Like, did they know about Flat Earth? And they killed them and blamed it on a training exercise? Who, who like, knows who was in that capsule? But, you know, where, like, where, exactly, where does this, and, like, every single person involved in NASA, in the space program, every astronaut, everyone working in... Well, well this is why the Flat Earthers are so Houston, j- jammed on to this, like, uh, secret society they're all theory. Lying. They're all All lying. these guys are part of a secret society, specifically masonry. Yeah, so they're all Freemasons, so they're yeah. bound by their honor to keep this massive secret. That's the best way to explain away how many that, people keeping that secret. Yeah. I don't think so, but like, I don't, I don't think that's true. So you think they're actually sending lads to the moon, a yeah. little rock in the sky, yeah. in a tin box, and then yeah, send them home again. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What about universal acceleration versus gravity? Is the planet? Yes. Sorry, what was the question? Is the planet a plate? Flying so fast through the sky that it creates its own atmosphere for true anti-Euclidean uh, gravitational spirals, keeping the air and gas next to the planet like a plate of hot soup being like spun around by mm-hmm. a dancer. Mm-hmm. Or is gravity a real thing? And are we spinning on a ball and it has a molten iron core and you just drop your phone on your crotch? Mm-hmm. But that's just the weight of the phone. Mm-hmm. Bringing it towards the flat, the flat earth, no? I don't my crotch my leg. Although it did hit one of my balls. Listen, <laughs> like a, like a, a bowl of soup flying through space or a big beach ball flying through space. Both are fucking crazy if you think about it. You know, they really are. As the, crazy as each in other. In my They're, head, though, the bowl of soup's still a bit. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just say <laughs> a frisbee and a beach ball. Okay. Uh, they're both on a beach. The beach is space. The beach is the Milky Way. Picture. <laughs> Picture a beach ball. <laughs> the beach ball is in space. Like, but both of those things are kind of mad. You know, like when you're in a plane and you realize you're in a big tin can. Uh, up, Far up, up in the, above the world. Up in the air. Yeah. But it's a thing that happens. You know, they're both they're both kind of crazy, but one is more less crazy than the other is it only less crazy that like men blow their muck up a woman and then like some cells rub off each other and then people come out uh yes that's less crazy <laughs> than a big bowl of soup flying through space being pushed by dark matter 
Is it less crazy than a big ball that's like somehow inex- inexplicably attracted to another bigger ball and then they just stay together forever as they fly at millions of miles an hour through space? That's crazy, but it's less crazy than the soup thing. Okay. <laughs> what about... What? <laughs> I mean, I don't... Like, I get I get the, the, the theoretical physics and and all that shit behind it you know more or less i get okay the both of them in theory this works like that this works like you know dark matter is a bit weird but like i mean i can't see gravity i can't you know prove that it exists but just one seems way more plausible than the other even though i don't understand either of them and i'm a dumb fucking idiot it's kind of like saying the person who chased me with a knife was less crazy than the person who chased me with a machete. Yeah, <laughs> like if so, if someone has like a if someone comes at you with a butter knife, or if someone comes at you with a baseball bat that they've put nails through, <laughs> like one of those people, you know that that's premeditated craziness. That's like I'm gonna sit down mm-hmm. with this baseball bat, this hammer, and this bag of nails. Whereas the other person's like going, "Hey, give me a knife." I think the guy who comes at you with a butter knife is more dangerous. Because yeah. if he's able, if he They're has confidence to do damage yeah. with a blunt knife like that, you know he's means business. I'm gonna yeah. fucking spread you to death. <laughs> I can't believe it's not murder. <laughs> <laughs> so the special relativity, when you're talking about uh, E equals M C squared approaching the speed of light, and the dome theory of the Atmo layer, those two things together are trying to make this atmosphere on a plate flying through space are we off the plate thing we're all about no plates right yeah I don't think you're totally off the fence no plates yeah I don't think there's a plate the sun and the moon then are we talking about all the plates (laughs) I don't want no ordinary relativity I want give me that special relativity um relativity um so the sun and the moon are inside the firmament with the stars painted on the roof and all the planets inside yeah or or no no no, off the fence on that. No. You're, not, you're not about that. I don't think it's all uh, contained in it. And even with the thousand miles an hour spinning around seven thousand around the sun, and then the sun's half a million yeah. through the galaxy, and all the stars stay in exactly the same place all the time without moving, and there's, you don't see a problem with that at all. It. I, I mean, I don't, look. Uh, no, just because I don't understand it doesn't mean I don't see see a problem with it. Uh, Did you just take it on faith that that's the way it is? Because everyone says well, so. Well, yeah. I mean, because I like I, I I don't know either either or until I get up there and see it with my own eyes, and that ain't going to happen until Richard Branson pulls the finger out. <laughs> well, speaking about getting up there and seeing it with your own eyes, the global curve. Are we talking about an entirely flat plane, and it's just like wide angle lenses making it look curvy, or is it actually curved, and you just haven't seen it with your own eyes yet? I think it's actually curved. And I just haven't seen it with my own eyes. I just think certain lenses from certain angles and certain points of view. Because again, even though you're going up into space, it's all flat around, but you can't see be you still can't see beyond that horizon, that vanishing point. Uh, so until we can until we can see around corners. We'll never know the truth. Or until we get far enough away from the planet ourselves yeah, to see. Yeah, you need because no civilian is going to be able to do that, right? Yeah, because even in the in the in the uh, stratosphere, that's before you get to the upper atm- atmosphere. Mm. 
you're still you're still not high enough. It's still your view. You have to be. The planet is so big that yeah. you still have to be further away than that. Yeah, exactly. So you don't believe that it's a flat plane, that there is a curve on the Earth and it is round, if not egg-shaped or donut-shaped. Yeah, yeah. donut-shaped. Okay. So you seem like, like fully peach, on the fence like for the side donut. of Flat is bullshit. They're all quests. Johnny was wavering on one or two. You are 100% all the way over. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, the only issue I have is the ice wall and the Antarctica and... Why? But that doesn't mean it's a nice wall. It just means there's something on Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. I so don't you're know. A total globo. You're a globe head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think. I mean, after everything we went through, but whatever. Um, I mean, there's certain there's there's questions certainly, but you know. So I'm, I'm going to do my own off offense because I don't know if you guys remember all of those questions. Well, 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 we just go the Flat Earth Heroes, the okay, original, the OGs. What's your opinion on them? I think that they thought they were doing the right thing and they were around in a time of science where everything was being questioned. Reality was being questioned and it wasn't just taking stuff at face value. These are the times when like Nikola Tesla was padding around going, let's make something new. And at that time, if anyone made that new, you were the first person in the world to do it. So yeah. there was people taking swipes at every fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I mean... How many religions were made? How many different factions of the Mormon church blew up in the 1800s? How many different people came out and said, I I can speak with the dead, give me loads of money and I'll contact your granny or whatever. Mm. How many different, like, businesses were being made? How many many (laughs) industries were being made? Like, how many massive conglomerate trusts uh, uh, and, and monopolies were being created? Like, they created the fucking banking system. They created oil and manufacturing and the industrial revolution like all this stuff the whole world was changing at this point so of course they're looking at that going yeah let's not eat animals and the earth might be flat i can fully understand it yeah yeah Yeah. so i appreciate their work it's not it's not true though and their experiments but yeah yeah but you're off the fence in that you think they were coming from just a place of what they thought was yeah i think they were honest i don't think they They weren't trying to dupe anyone no they were just seeking knowledge and looking to other avenues of thought just doing experiments and taking the answers for support of their own you know misgivings yeah and if there were scam artists in there it wasn't the majority definitely wasn't and none of the people we mentioned and so flat earth uh, world maps the originals do you believe that they were i think the original maps when you're talking about like fourth fifth and sixth century stuff they were talking as much as they knew at the time as much as their life experience would tell them that's what they were doing and they were making it honestly yeah some of them as we found out later on is that the first half of the millennium went ahead up until like 1042 or whatever they were going like yeah britain is great make britain bigger in the map because fuck the rest and fuck them turks and all and it was a little bit of dishonesty with some kind of political bent but maybe yeah. like ed said when we were talking about it a while ago it seems like forever that england was their home so it was way more detailed and they had to make it bigger to get more detail in hmm. And then the lads in Turkey that were making them had Turkey super detailed. So when you put the two of them together, you got an equally detailed map. Yeah, yeah. I do think that the modern maps of today are a bunch of bullshit lies. So you think the original, these original maps are better than our modern polycentric map? I think that there's a lot of maps that were built on these telemic, you know, observations. And he was going around making super, super detail, but not for any particular reason. 
they had these azimuthal projections, which is the the top down like uh, uh, globocentric UN looking type maps. Yeah, where the North Pole was in the center and everything came out. Like those started to become the norm then, and I can see how flat Earth theories or those guys saw those maps and went, "Yeah, that proves that we're on a flat plane," and it may have fucked people up and they misunderstood how the earth was and they then started this flat earth stuff similar to how we now look at the 16 by 9 like a4 on its side style maps Hmm. where africa is super small australia super small all the stuff in the northern hemisphere is overstretched and the bottom stuff is foreshortened like we're looking at that going yeah that's how i see the world when i think of a map that's how i see the world when in reality it's absolutely not that yeah, yeah, and we've seen from our little experiment we saw earlier on, like those countries are f- Russia's tiny, but it's massive. Greenland is huge, and it's tiny. Fourteen Greenlands fit in Africa. So I think that it's just your perception on how the people who make the maps want to portray the world to you, and I think now, no different to then. They're, the people who are making it are making their own areas look better, look bigger, look yeah. more detailed. And they're like, ah, fuck Africa. There's nobody making African maps. See, it, like They're just making the same mistakes again. I think so. Hmm. I believe the newer maps are more detailed and they're better in Google Maps' class. But I still wonder about... Do you know when you're saying you're going from one place to another? Yeah. Like if you're flying from one place to another, why do you go that certain way is there certain things you know they fly over oh, yeah. or you, you know ne- you never asked me that about the about the planes the planes because i think that's to do with oh no again this could just be an exponent like uh ooh, they explain it away by saying it's you know there's certain so many different companies that have airspace bought airspace bought yeah. so they have to divert whatever because fucking you know etihad airways has um, certain flight channels, yeah, or like first dibs or whatever has pri- yeah. has priority because because maybe that ha- they won't fly over the Pacific Ocean because that's what happened to MH three seventy and they flew over some weird geomagnetic thing that pulled the plane out of the sky. Maybe that. Do you ever think of that? Or maybe Atlantis is down. <laughs> you there. said that. Way. No. Do you ever think of that? Maybe. No, it, no, I'm maybe, sorry, I did. Maybe Atlantis is down there, and we're not supposed to see it, so no one's allowed to fly over that. Yeah, part. you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Uncle Gordo. <laughs> um, but that could be because who? Uh, Colin McDonald was telling me about. It. He was on. A, he was like uh, somewhere, somewhere in America. He was like cir- they were circling around, yeah. and then they had to divert. Oh, no, they d- diverted somewhere and then they circled around for like an hour mm. because uh, other planes in other airlines had priority priority over them. Yeah. yeah. So I think that whole thing moved going there when it's like, I think that's not to do with f- refueling or anything. It's just to do with priority, you know, airlines. There's so yeah. many planes taking off. And there's every so many planes. 15 minutes. So they. People uh, vying for so, contracts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just to to do with just airplane companies and that whole, I mean, that's a whole complicated bag of fish. It is. Bag of fish. Yeah, it's like you'll have like Norwegian Airlines flying to New York from Galway Airport just because yeah. it's really cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, well, I think I think that like the, the, the maps are not being made, uh, back in the day they weren't being made to purposefully deceive us because of ignorance and I think now they're being made to purposefully deceive for handiness 
that mm-hmm. may seem like, oh yeah, we're just making Africa small just because. Yeah. But it has skewed people's perceptions of how the world actually mm. looks. Yeah, it's just like, as much as the yeah. the azimuthal projections did back in the back in the olden days. When you put it on a circle, everyone thinks, "Oh, the the, the Earth is a circle." It's like how Tom Cruise wears lifts in his shoes to make himself appear taller in exactly. a cocktail. He's not really that tall. He's just, but he still looks like that in heels. I thought lifts. we already like established Africa. he is tall, and it was just super refraction. super tall. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah. <laughs> the camera. He, well, yeah. I mean, if he's if he's like six miles across the other side of a lake. Yeah, it's the difference together. between a flat earth Tom Cruise versus yeah. a, a heliocentric cruise. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, I fancy a heliocentric cruise with my wife. So then Gordo with the the UN logo, the the thirty three, all the Freemasons. I have to say, I think I think that Oliver Lincoln Lundquist had some notions when he's making that. He made that shit and he went, you know what? This would be hilarious. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think he'd be like, you know what? I'm going to do this. 33. What do you think about 33? Who cuts stuff into 11 parts? Who does that? Is 33 Crazy. a Nazi thing so as is well? He, is he, like, tro- uh, is he uh, trolling? I, I, I think he did definitely specifically choose that for the UN instead of having something like, you know, a U and an N. Yeah. Do you know? Because it, do, it, it doesn't make sense to me that... There's these, so many things that they can pull apart... These, we're, we're, we have a secret group that controls the world. But what we'll do is we won't tell anyone about it. But we'll leave little clues here and there with numbers and and uh, yeah, fucking yeah. images. But and it is, there, it is full of numbers. Trickster. Everything has numbers and symbols, man. Everything has little clues. But that's exactly the point. Everything has them. Like, so you can kind of make up. Uh, like or, yeah, exactly. observe. Yeah. Not make up, but observe. If, if you want it to exist then you will make it happen somehow. How about... You will, f- you will just force it. How about like everybody a jigsaw piece that, that ever made fit, you just art? Shove it enough. How about everybody that ever made art ever, including songs, jokes, TV shows, movies, everything ever, anytime ever, Yeah, is secret messages portrayed in different and more interesting ways. What? Do you know what I mean? Like in a movie, you could go through stuff and... and you know, totally over-interpret all... Like, I saw a picture today... Yeah, yeah, ...from can. Pulp Fiction, where People Bruce Willis is looking at this this uh, sign. There's a sign in the pawn shop in yeah. Pulp Fiction, right? And he's looking at the thing, and it said, uh, uh, killer, killer something with, with ED. Uh, and and the, the neon letters were all blanked out, and all I had was, like, kill Ed. And then he had the keys of the bike... And it had a Z on the thing, and he looked at the mm-hmm. Z, and he looked back up at the lights, and that's when he decided to go back down and get Ving Rams, save Ving Rams, because the sign told him, kill Z. Now, surely, that's not a coincidence. Surely, Quentin Tarantino specifically and particularly went in and said, we're going to have this thing and this thing, and, this, and the art department, and someone yeah, had to yeah. make it, and it was yeah. all this, and it's only been noticed, like, pretty recently. But, but that's a part of the narrative. He's telling a story yeah. and he put that into... So is Lundquist telling a story and going, yeah. I know something about the flat earth or I believe... Maybe it's not real, but maybe he's flat earth indoctrinated. And he... Because he's in the OSS, man. He's in the fucking CIA. Sure. He knows some shit. Yeah. He's putting some stuff in there. And then he goes to your man Eastman from Kodak, makes the building that has the office that decides to have a 13-month year... But, I think that's a coincidence that shouldn't. That's a that's a connection but you can, that shouldn't but be you can, But you can make you know all all art is subjective and and can be 
you know, but pe- people are making the messages for other people to yeah, interpret. But, but just I, like Lundquist, who's an artist, designed this thing because it means something. Why have thirty-three sections in it if it didn't mean but I, something? I see. I seen a thing about someone wrote a, a a thing about Babe, the movie, but the the pig who thinks he's a sheepdog. Pig in the city. Baron no, 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 no. The first one, Babe, not Babe. Oh. Pig in the city. That's the second one. Babe, <laughs> the first Babe. How dare you? And someone wrote no, because it's it's a totally different story. The second one. Someone wrote that Babe is all about uh, the, um, the criticism rise, of socialism, the rise of new labor in England, and Babe is Tony Blair. Ah, uh, but uh, you I can see that now. But you can read that into I can totally it. See it that. If you want to see it, it's there. Yeah, but yeah. Like, ram you. The that, NHS it, is good for you. Yeah, it's yeah. like the it's like the yeah, David Bowie has. <laughs> D- David Bowie's Spiders, I think it's a Spiders from Mars album. Someone correct me. Wasn't about Spiders at all. Wasn't about Spiders. But that was released in the 1973. And on the front cover, there's a sign above his head that says K West. And Kanye West was born that year. You know, the, 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 David Bowie knew that and he anointed him. Yeah, but, that, but that's what you could read incense, into it. With that's frankincense. Yeah. The, what I'm saying is there's coincidence. Oh, I thought you were telling me things that were true. Sorry. No, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, but, you know, you can... Yeah, these coincidences, you can read into them. I know. If you want. I know. But also... But you're, but you're saying it's too... I think Lindquist was having a fucking... A laugh. Having a laugh. Like a troll. Yeah. He was trolling. Yeah. There's no way you put 33 sections in that without there meaning something. Yeah, okay. So, off the fence on Antarctica and what they may or may not be hiding down there? I think there's definitely something down there. I'm talking about Hollow Earth. I'm talking about Atlantis. Maybe there's, like, some pyramids with some shit in it. Maybe there's, like, a landmass that is yet to be discovered. It has loads of fossils, but it has fossils that aren't explainable. Do you know the way they have, like, deep-sea fossils on the top of Mount Everest? Because at one point it was at the bottom of the sea. So I think there's fucking some shit down there, like, some... Give them the air, Cohagen! Like some weird, like, handprint somewhere Let in some rock. Let these people breathe. Yeah. Give these people air. And. Could be a big ice palace, like in that James Bond movie. Yeah, they don't want us to find it. There's some shit down there. Definitely there's some shit down Probably there. Probably a dragon. Rager. Probably. It could be anything. It could be anything. I don't think it's an ice wall. I don't think it's, like, surrounding the whole planet, keeping the water in. And I don't think that a 150-foot-high wall would deter any cunt from jumping over it and going and having a look. I do think, like, the inhospitable... 150 feet. Forget it. Forget about it. I <laughs> it do was 120, maybe. The inhospitable nature of it and the fact that, like, it's a, a continent that's as big as the continental United States hmm. and it's totally, like, made of ice and some shit like that. Like, that it could... Yeah, it could be pretty hard to traverse. Like, Route 66 on Antarctica will be way less crack. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Very few kicks. Or it's not totally would be, made of would ice. Be had. We're not totally made of ice. That's what I mean. Where what happens in the middle of it? Yeah, yeah. Has anyone been to the real South Pole? Like, there's a reason that the Nazis sent hundreds of thousands of lads down there. Like, there's there's a reason yeah, yeah, that yeah. they went down there to try and find some shit. There is something there. There's no re- there's no way they wouldn't do that. Like, there has to be something there. And I think in 1961, a bunch of frozen the, Nazis at, at the, the very yeah, least. At the very <laughs> least, <laughs> a bunch of frozen Nazis fighting frozen aliens. <laughs> <laughs> While frozen zombies advance on them. And a frozen dragon is like, and a frozen, this again. And a frozen Tom Cruise. Yeah. And everyone's standing beside him going, actually kind of And a, fr- a frost door as well is coming behind you. Yeah. But it turns out to be like the 
most powerful countries in the whole world come together at a time of like massive crisis when they wouldn't come together and have a summit about fucking nuclear arms mm. but they come together and sign a load of yokes about like a big sheet of ice where nobody lives <laughs> come on yeah. something's going on there and man. just after it nuke was used yeah like. come on something's going on man mm. some shit's going on there Norway knows some shit. Norway owns a chunk of that. It seems like a strange thing to prioritize at yeah. that, at that yeah. moment For in history. What's going on there then? What's going on then? Mm. At the start of the space race, when they knew that there was some space shit going on, I think there is definitely some thing where they needed to have a treaty between everyone. Like, there's a treaty about fucking aliens. Like, what happens if an extra... Tra- a real treaty amongst all the countries. Like, yeah. Yeah, what yeah. happens if we find can, an extra... A contingency plan yeah. for, for such an... Do we hide it? Do we kill it? Is it, yeah. you know... Do we hold it hostage? What happens if we hold it hostage? Then we're fucking... Do we call Will Smith? Yeah. What's going on? Wicked, wicked. Jim West. Yeah, maybe what they found a... what they found there is why they kick-started the space race. I think so, yeah. They found some shit there, and uh, or they knew some shit was there, and they were like, okay, space race is up. We probably should sign a thing saying that we're not... If the spaceships go into space and see that stuff, that we're not going to tell anybody about it. Yeah. I mean, or not show any pictures of that. Yeah, maybe, but then again, they haven't really done much since. Since I mean, I suppose they have done all through the sixties and seventies, but there was yeah. enough. There's not. Much. You never see any pictures of the Earth from Antarctica because they didn't fly down that 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 way to look up the planet's skirt. They didn't fly down there to take pictures of it from the top down. You only see it with the blue bits, and you only see it with America pretty much central in all of the globe pictures. Hmm. And that's why the people are. Flat Earth people are saying like, yeah, most of those fucking planetary pictures are Photoshop because you only get to see this part. And they have like the 12 different versions. Like there's one from 1960, 1970, 1980. There's one from 2012 or no, 2002. And it's called the Blue Marble. And that's like the quintessentially yeah. like most beautiful, most aesthetic and, and more used picture of the Earth than any other. Yeah. That's from 2002. And yeah. then they went into it and went, this is copy, this is copy. There's a lot of fucking aberrations. There's a lot of like clone tool Photoshop shite, like clouds on top of stuff. It's totally made up. It's bullshit. It's not real. And then the guys from NASA go, yeah, it's a composite. We take like pictures, really high definition strips and different things and we stitch them all together and sometimes you get mistakes and people are like, Yeah, it's like doing panoramic almost. Yeah, panorama. And sometimes you get repeats of stuff or whatever, like yeah. someone walking through your panorama. So, you know, happens. I, I do think, though, that there is something under Antarctica that they're not showing us. And I've taught that from Nibiru, from Atlantis, from um, the Dialos Pass, when we talked about that, from uh, Nazi and the Occult, from Necronomicon, from um, forgot all loads of episodes. I stick to it. There is something there and some shit's happening. Boom. And then atmospheres, uh, atmospheric refraction. Are you, where are the you? The sinking ship effect. I think those ships, it's hard, man. I'm getting Eddie Bravo because I look at that video and he's I'm getting saying, Eddie Bravo. Yeah. It's great. I look, I look out and the ship's not there and you zoom in and it's there and I'm like, look it up, bro. <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I can't understand how, and it's because I can't understand it. That's the yeah, problem and the light is refracting yeah. it somehow from the other side of the hill, and it's coming across the thing, and it's oh yeah, I can see that now. It what doesn't tickle my gicker is that over twenty three miles in that bishop experiment, that beach on the other side of that twenty three miles should be three hundred and fifty three feet below the horizon. Mm. 
mm. and yet still it could be seen. It's like, that's a lot of fucking light aberration. Mm. So I think there is definitely something wrong with the physics on that one. And it could be because the Earth is being calculated as a perfectly round ball or whatever yeah, in yeah. those calculations, where really it's more of a squashy donut and the, and the, the gradient is not so severe. Which is why, and off the fence early, I guess, I think that the lads, Felix Baumgartner jumping out of the yoke, couldn't see the curve in the earth because it is so gradual. And it's not a mm-hmm. pure round thing. And when you get out far enough, it ends up being looking pure round because that's how the light shows yeah. it to you. Yeah, yeah. But when you get up closer, it starts to... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so with universal acceleration versus gravity, which one? Ah, oh, Christ, man, you have to say Universal acceleration all day, you know. It seems like <laughs> <laughs> seems like that plate of soup. Yeah, you think the plate, okay. I'm only thinking the plate of soup now because I'm starting to have that since like, like, fifteen hours. But no, no, I think I think of course like gravity, uh, the iron core. We're talking about Van Allen belts preventing solar flares from destroying our planet. Like mm-hmm. the sun, uh, um, the size of Jupiter, like the fu- keeping the comets inside between Mars and Ju- like it's everything I've ever known. How can I? How can I? change my mind it. about it but at the same time i can understand how some people can look at that and go yeah i suppose fuck it it's something different change is as good as a rest do you know yeah and they're just like yeah i want to be contrarian let's 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 pick you know universal acceleration seems <laughs> seems plausible fuck it so wait, are you I, officially I look, going with that I, no then? i'm not i'm not okay. going with gravity of course i don't think that um the numbers for me, I understand how it works, and I looked into it a lot, like watched a lot of videos, read a lot of papers, trying to find out how that worked, and try to explain it as well as possible without any visual aids. So when this plate is flying through, to be able to create these anti-Euclidean gravitational uh, uh, spirals to cause a, a, an artificial localized gravity within a dome atmosphere. Yeah, I get that. I, I can see how that happens. Yeah. It happens in water. You can do it. It's an incredibly... Know, creative sort of Absolutely. solution to Absolutely. that problem and a demonstrable experiment but i don't Someone's think saying. i don't <laughs> think we are uh, a plate being propelled by dark matter inside of a firmament dome that contains our sun and moon all the planets but just mini and then all the stars are painted on the inside that we can only experience from twelve thousand diameter perspectives Ed, we're, we're not we're oh done. fuck this <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> this interview is over. He's like he's like the Bee Gees in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're the tosser, mate. I think uh, poor old, poor old Anderson. Um, so then you'll have to. Yeah, I don't think the dome is a real thing, a, and I don't a think. Visual gag. Uh, yeah, I don't think the dome is real. I don't think universal acceleration and the creation of an artificial atmosphere because of a plate flying through space. <laughs> and it also means that, like, it's super selfish and super nar- like planetary narcissism to think that we're the only things in the universe, and all the stars are made up, and there is no other planets. Yeah, yeah. And you know, any any part of energy is just us. Now, it could be that we are a holographic universe, as David Icke talks about, and this is an artificial, artificially created thing. And the flat Earth that people are perceiving, and the physics that work towards that theory, could be because this is an artificially created reality. That was just easy enough to make uh, in a kind of a, a once-off thing. Who knows that we're not going through this like tubular centrifuge as a hologram. And it was easier to make than creating a whole universe for us to live in. That we just have to live in a, a parallel Earth that looks like, you know, this. 
And now we're questioning our own hologram. <laughs> yeah, we're questioning the hologram now. Our hologram existence. That there's actually like an Earth that's being eaten by the Archons, as we talked about in our mm. David Icke episode, and we're all asleep on another planet, and these are our dream, fear dreams. And then like simulation theory yeah. and Mandela effect all kicked in in 2012 when we got swapped over. Because we're not living in a, on a bowl of soup. <laughs> I mean, look at the way the fucking world has gone. It is the the ultimate anti-reality. Oh, look at that, especially that over there. Yeah. Look at that shit. Like, we're in the Trump verse. If it was a simulation, the shit would be like, control, alt, delete. Like, let, you know? <laughs> so maybe we could be, maybe our, our experience is on an artificial, a virtual flat earth, and that's why we're able to experience all those physical phenomena. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Everything's um, a simulation. And you're off the fence on the moon. The moon know. and the sun can bite the back end of my balls. Because <laughs> they're definitely out in space and they're not inside a little box on top of a plate of soup flying through space at 10 meters a second. I do think there's something about the sun. I do think there's... And there's way more about the moon. Like Nazis on the other side of it. Come on. Pink Floyd. Like antediluvian uh, uh, markings. Like was there water on the moon? Come on. What's going on? Stuff going on on Mars? Fucking, there's people on Mars. Nuclear bombs. I can't get rid of the planetary system out of my head because <laughs> there's so many other better conspiracies than believing in the flat Earth. That's kind of part of it for me too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, if, if you let flat Earth be a thing, then it'd take away so, so much. So much. But I mean, yeah. that's no, there's what, plenty of other reasons. The, <laughs> the predominant uh, uh, advocates of flat Earth were very devout religious people who were willing to discount loads of stuff in yeah, favour yeah, of their yeah. faith and I'm like no I'm not like that man because that's it at the end of the day it's faith if if the earth is flat or round what fucking difference does it make because <laughs> it doesn't change my reality no no not one bit you know not unless you're a pilot or a spaceman yeah or an Antarctic explorer yeah Probably just makes it a bit easier then, though. Yeah. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah. You just know. You just know. Because I don't, I don't think it's like people would go, you know, look, if there was, if there was aliens uh, in Antarctica that they weren't telling us about that crash landed there in the late 50s or something, that'd be a big thing. That'd be like, ooh, lie to us. But if it's like, yeah, we just... Uh, like we knew it was flat for ages and you, but you all thought it was round and we didn't want to correct you and then it got it was too, it was too embarrassing then to Honestly, say anything we found it pretty funny yeah we, we we wanted to complain but it was like funny at that point like I said we'll be telling him and Jonesy was like no 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 just let it go oh, so, uh, so sorry but the earth's flat and it, things work differently but you're, you're you know reality's not a not necessarily uh Affected by this, so just you know, carry on. Can you imagine as a flipping joke burgers or whatever you're doing with in the age of fake news? Can you imagine as a joke if NASA came out on April Fools and told us all that? Well, like, what do you think the world? Would they do? wouldn't recover from it though. What like, do you think the world would do? Uh, would it be like War of the Worlds? <laughs> people would be like fucking and fighting in the streets, and I don't know. I think people would look up from their phone screens for a few seconds, <laughs> and then they'd just shrug and carry on with whatever <laughs> bullshit they're looking at. I think that's what I think. Typical. I think apathy would would uh, prevent people ripping the shit out of each other in a 
crazy panic. Maybe, Some people would lose their maybe minds. Maybe it's a test. Maybe they want to get us in such an apathetic state that when they launch, and have been launching all these massive <clears throat> world-changing events, yeah, and we don't react in any way at all, that they're like, okay, we can do whatever we want now. They're totally docile. I think some religious people would probably kill themselves and there'd be some, some there'd, be the, gate the, shit. there'd be little pockets of, of anarchy and, uh, like Burr would be burned to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> flat hurt, flat hurt. You've been um, out cutting this bog, footing this turf out here. Well, Fucking I know flat. No, I, I think Burr and Offley being a, a mostly flat landscape <laughs> would, would probably adjust better than say Kerry. Yeah. Plus, scary people would go fucking nuts. Quite hilly. You'd be like, the earth's flat, but look at those minkillicuddy reeks. They're a gradual incline. Get your calves real sore. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think it really would change that, that no. much. No? It'd change how I feel now, only after having this discussion. But if it came out last week, I'd be like, that's weird. There, there, there yeah. could be a collective... Yeah, because you know when like if someone lies to you about something, but it's like from a. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got something to tell me? <laughs> but you know, like like, uh, and I'm not saying it's a little, but people don't like the feeling that they've been duped. Yeah, that they've been lied to. Yeah, and this is a pretty big lie if it is if it is true, mm. and it comes out that the Earth is flat, and I think. Maybe the fact that people were lied to, that would be, it's like, it's not what you said or did. What you did and said was fine and doesn't affect me at all, really, (laughs) in my day to day. But the fact is that you knew and you lied to me. You know, it's, um, it's that kind of situation. It's not the lie itself. It's the fact that, and people would feel maybe embarrassed and that embarrassment would turn into anger. Yeah. And then they'd rip each other and everyone else apart, which includes but, so anyone. What if they came out and said, look, we were wrong, but it was a complete mistake. A lot of those photos, that, that was an intern. He's been fired. Well, see, that's it's a lack of trust. Yeah, and it's, it's like, but would there be as much anger? Do you think people... Obviously, they couldn't get away with saying it was a mistake, uh, but let, let's no. just... Suspend your disbelief and imagine that was their explanation. And somehow they had a reason that it made sense. Or what happens if you get like a Gilead type of situation, like Handmaid's Tale, where there's like a fundamental Christian government takes over and just declares that science is now Christian science and we follow the... the, 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 the I haven't seen that show either, so I don't get those references. But uh, it's kind of a bit of cult or something, is it? Uh, yeah, the American government gets taken over by a fundamentalist Christian organization okay. that Wait, keeps what? women as farmed uh, baby machines. Oh, sorry. After yeah, everyone yeah. gets uh, infertile, basically. <clears throat> what is it, said in the present or the future? <laughs> it's pretty um, close. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because, like, again, I go, like, why, why lie about it? What's the benefit of keeping up the lie unless it's something that Everyone thought it was true, and then we dismissed it as stupidity. But now it is true, but we didn't want to admit it because it would make us look stupid. Like Watergate. Yeah. Like the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah. So I Like uh, the Reichstag fire, or um, the assassination of King Ferdinand, or... uh, The Irish water drought of... Yeah. 2017. 
I'm just saying things. Or what about like the the, the economic global crash of 2007, where they're like, oh yeah, we were doing that the whole time. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, we did that. And yet, we still trust. We still go back again, suckling at the teeth, even though we've been bit, we've been bitten. Yeah, but th- but this, every time we go but, back, but this is a lie that would would fundamentally change the nature of our existence more than money breaking. Yeah, money broke. Money broke, and money will break again because that's how it works. But that's what the world is running on: is money. So that when that breaks, it actually affects us. If we were told we were on a flat Earth, it actually wouldn't affect us unless we were a fucking yeah, but an it, astronaut it, or a it, physicist. It, it'd or, affect it'd affect our psychology. Yeah, so would like the entire financial system telling lies to us for years and then going, oh well, we rolled the dice one too many times and we got snake eyes. Good luck uh, paying back your massively expensive houses, dickheads. Yeah, it's funny because me and you were saying you and I that. Uh, if the earth turned out to be flat, it wouldn't affect our lives all that much. But, like, look at how we reacted to the maps earlier. <laughs> seeing, <laughs> seeing Ireland was just a bit yeah, smaller. Yeah. We're like, ah! Oh. But that's it. You <laughs> we know, had to take a break. That's uh, where where you live on the planet in relation to everywhere else is not what you thought it was. Yeah. We're way closer to Australia than we think, and that's why all the Irish lads went there. Yeah. It's only a hop, skip, and a jump. They thought they were getting around the other side of the planet, getting as far away from Mammy as possible, but it's like just a little bit across the way. And, and much smaller than we thought. Yeah, way smaller. Way smaller. Depends where you are. For my last bits of off the fence, the global curve, yeah, it's totally just a perspective thing. You just have to go up higher. Um, it's not fucking wide-angle lenses telling lies. <laughs> it can't be. Like, come on. Um, as far as the flight paths, I am going to look into that. Because that is one of the things where I'm like, oh, but maybe it's just a few choice examples taken by the flat earth people. Check your sources. Yeah, that yeah. They're taking these things and going, this is how this plane flies. And when you pan it out on the uh, azimuthal plane, it's a straight line. But yeah. on a, on our normal heliocentric earth, it's like yeah. a jig-jag, zigzag line that makes no sense. And and this... That's this, clever. Yeah. It is clever. But they're being selective. It's clever proof. Yeah. But... Again, it could be selective. And I definitely think that Stephen Hawking was replaced again and again, like so many, you know, uh, uh, yeah, c- coffee capsules. Like his, in an espresso his, machine. his bass playing was pretty much the same, but his piano playing, especially on the on Abbey Road, <laughs> yeah, 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 let it be totally different. You could see it wasn't uh, the singing looked, voice as well. Yeah, same. sounded more Australian. I do think that... Um, let it you, be. <laughs> but I think that it's one of those things where Stephen Hawking, being the most intelligent person in the world, could be used as a, a scapegoat for whatever else science else shite they wanted to say. And yeah. I think not. maybe not all of the stuff he said, because he was abused. Was he that smart? I mean, I mean. I mean, and he's smart, because he, <laughs> could you tell a, a good dick joke? His wife bit the shit out of him and abused him, and then he had a care to bit the shit of him and abuse him as well. And I mean... Like people were taking advantage. Look at poor old Stan Lee. Poor old Stan Lee is being like led around like a puppet in his in his nineties mm. and being signing away all of his fucking rights and having people manipulate him the whole time. Like Stephen Hawking couldn't get up and fight back. All he could do was just shit himself in protest. There's nothing mm. he could do. He couldn't write, couldn't move, couldn't yeah. talk. The only thing he could do is move his eye and blink when he gets to a letter on the computer. That's it. You know? Who's to say that they didn't just put stuff in his in his voice box he and just like, all he could do is spell stop. Yeah. With the blinks. Stop. Not like this. Please. No. 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 But what are you going to do, man? I hope they replace me with another clone. 
Replace me with someone who doesn't feel pain. Hmm. Tom, mix me a cocktail. <laughs> and on that note, that's the end of those conspiracy guys for this time. I hope you enjoyed it. That was the flat earth. We got real. Uh, if anyone out there is a flat earth, can, and uh, we, we didn't, you feel that we didn't do it justice. Oh, yeah. Get a bag of dicks and uh, suck them one by one, I guess. <laughs> one after the other, end to end. It's, um, <laughs> it's a tough conspiracy theory. You can't get... <clears throat> much more on it than we've squoze yeah. out of it today you can keep going you can get brian cox on here we get fucking uh, yeah. i try and find eric dubay and try and see if i can talk to him he's an expert he knows his stuff uh, that's it because to go any deeper you really yeah, you need, need to be expert. into it and believe it yeah because i'm skeptic Compl- yeah uh, I, i'm just looking at stuff i played the devil's advocate there it's a great game great party game for christmas <laughs> uh is he gay i don't know maybe he's just a friend um and it's one of those things where i think i have to hold up my hands and say, okay, I don't know enough about it to say yay or nay. And the stuff that I don't know about, I would like to learn, but at the same time, I, I still don't believe it. So I don't think I'm going to, I need to have someone who's really like both feet into it and have a chat and try and get them to do the convincing. Um, I've heard a lot of interviews of Dubai and, and you know, he, he seems kind of nonchalant. If you don't believe he's not going to force you. And if you do, he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. Hmm. But we'll see if we can get him on the show and uh, send him a few tweets. If you're, if you're watching this and see if he'll come on. Uh, if anything in the show needs correction, I'm sure I'm going to get a load. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Pinterest, uh, Snapchats. If I'm on anything that has a social media, I, I probably have an account on it. So get on to me. They come into my phone and I'll be able to reply to you as soon as I can. I know there's a lot of un- unreplied to messages there. Um, I'm busy. I'm sorry. Uh, I will try and get back to you as soon as possible. If you have any particular questions that you want to send to me, info at those conspiracy guys is the email. Uh, we are also on Discord, so if you want to join the Discord, send me a, uh, a message for the link, and I'll, I'll be able to give you that to join. And uh, if you want to watch this video live, like all the lovely Patreon people are right now, you can go on to the YouTube channel or the BitChute channel, and it should be up at the time of release. If you want to watch any of the other episodes being recorded live, you're going to have to hit up Patreon, and all the guys at Patreon are making this happen. Patreon.com slash guys. Throw us a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever you have going on. Uh, every month and you get exclusive videos behind the scenes stuff outtakes pictures of ed with his top off with his top on um with no beard i have one picture of him with no beard and that's like 400 dollars a month you have to charge um and all proceeds go to the edwin salmon uh, uh memorial beard fund and um it's totally like surprising and and uplifting that there's people that are able to support independent creation and you guys on on Patreon are fucking making this a, a, a reality. Like, or it's a real thing. It's my real job, full-time job. I still can't believe it. Um, so if you do want to help help out and uh, get some extra stuff while you're at it, there's an RSS feed with loads of extra audio and outtakes and my appearances on other podcasts and loads of stuff, as well as early access to videos, live stuff. And then when I get on the road in America, I'm going to be doing loads of updates. You're going to get, you know, private Instagram stuff. Um loads and loads and loads I, I, I looked up a thing apparently i'm putting up more content on the those conspiracy guys patreon page than uh more than 90 percent of all other creators on patreon really oh and i was feeling like oh jeez am i giving them enough you're giving them too much apparently so <laughs> you need to dial it back but i love it man i I'll love be it your private and, um, instagram instagram hashtag sp is the way <laughs> But that's what's happening. Patreon is, is what it is. And uh, there's another project now, the TCG TV project, where I'm making 12 documentaries, 240 days of traveling around the United States with a daily vlog every day. Shit's happening. Uh, 
uh, we're at 25 uh, more than 25 grand at the time of recording uh, i want to get that up before we go if you have the price of a coffee or 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 a beer and you haven't donated to patreon you don't want and it's a one-time thing you can do it on paypal there's a paypal.me slash those conspiracy guys link in the description below and gofundme.com slash tcgtv head on to that see what all the crack is there's gonna be 12 documentaries it's gonna be epic and you can be a part of it you get early access to all of those episodes and to the vlog uh on youtube and whatever uh when we're making stuff there's going to be live shows there's going to be meet and greets there's loads of different tiers levels in that gofundme so if you want to meet up or if you want to uh, you do know, it. a live show get that fiver roll it up throw up the internet come on do it do um, it um that's it for those conspiracy guys come on that's been paid a bit right here that's been flattered i'm here <laughs> do it fund me sorry I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you, that should, loop. you should end it with Bill Clinton. Help me pay the bills. <laughs> no, you do better, go, you do better. Y'all better go to gunfundme.com slash TCGTV to pay the bill. Please, I need to get out of the house. I need to get away from Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> She's so goddamn angry all the time. So that's it for this time on Those Conspiracy Guys. That's been the Flat Earth. I'd like to thank my guest, Johnny Daly from The Disaster Artist. Where can I find you, Johnny? Disasterartistspodcast.com that's it and he has loads of social media places and all yeah stuff. you'll find everything and the podcast is on your your very best uh podcast apps you can find it by searching disaster artists and edwin tiberius salmon uh as always yes. the man with the upside down head you mm. have a, a a podcast as well called reviewables you can find me at my home number four privet drive no um well it's harry potter reviewables uh which is available on spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts follow me on instagram for oh, he what, throws up the hands for the Instagram, for what, for Instagram, for what I see in the world and little funny videos and stuff. You can follow me on Twitter if you want. I don't, I don't care. You're not around Twitter anymore. Instagram. Is don't bother following me on Facebook because I've had enough of it and I don't care anymore. And in real life, you do loads of comedy gigs around yes. Dublin and uh, England and Ireland and, and loads some, of places. Sometimes America. And you're going to be going over to Edinburgh. I don't know when this is being released. We might be in Edinburgh when this is out. So yes, I'll be in Edinburgh for the whole run, doing a show with the with uh, Dream Gun and Sons, which uh, is the film reads, uh, which is a series of uh, we uh, take uh, movies, popular movies, and uh, write loads of jokes about them, and we all perform it. And it's very funny. It's like it's watching a movie cool. live. Yeah, yeah it's cool. great. If I wasn't in it, I'd be going to it. That's honestly how I it's feel about like it. like a, a live Sweden movie kind of. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good That's description. Cool. I might use that, Johnny, when I'm handing out flyers. <laughs> so we'll good be stuff. in the uh, in Edinburgh somewhere. I can't remember exactly where. I'm very badly prepared for I'll this. I'll put all the links in the, in <laughs> the description. Put all the links in yeah, the, it's in the all description. There. Yeah. It's all there. And uh, yeah, go, go and see Ed do comedy. Uh, do yourself a favor. I'm pretty funny. He is. Um, yeah, that's it for those conspiracy guys. That's the being the flat earth. Uh, if you didn't like it, say a bag of dickies. Uh, that's the that's, that's sense. Bye. If you didn't like it, run off the edge of the earth, you fucking spoon monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Soup monkeys, I meant to say. Do you want me to say that again? <laughs>